All right, everybody, welcome to our ongoing episodically modular series, uh, Journey into the Land of Tomorrow. And if you're this is your first episode, don't worry listening to it. Or let me try to put your anything, your concerns at ease, because you could consider every episode up until now a prequel. And you can fall asleep to those later. I'm going to get, well, the characters are going to catch you up on everything you need to know about the story. So that way, then you say, oh, okay, now I'm caught up with the story. Now I can start listening and either be distracted or fall asleep. But basically, what I did was somehow I acquired this audio from a friends playing a board game, well, a role playing game, which is like a, it's a board game in some sense, a bit like D and D. I think that it's based on D and D Fifth Edition, which is a role playing game where you're adventurers and it's a lot of theater of the mind. So they're playing that game and we're we're listening in now. They are playing it in a like a, a timeline that we haven't reached yet, or maybe on a timeline in the infinite universe. So it's a world very similar to ours. It's interesting. The world, the game, the players are playing in. It's not super important, but it's just another tangent that we have at our uh, in our arsenal. Because you say scoots away, and I say, well, it kind of matters if you want to take your mind off stuff. That the characters that we're listening to aren't in our world; they're in what would be a future world of ours. And they're playing it in the past, which is maybe our future or a future in a world similar to ours on another infinite, like like I said, on an infinite timeline. Well, it wouldn't be infinite. It would be one slice of the timeline. So it's a possible possibility that it's in our future. Uh, But either way, they're playing a game based on it, having fun. And it's very lulling and soothing. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it other than our celebrity announcer who's been with us virtually this whole season even though we keep theater of the mind going just like antonio's been here in person instead he sits in his car for eight hours and pretends to drive here a little bit behind the curtain uh and because he would recreate the whole experience and then stays on the zoom Believe it or not, I can still hear him, even when his microphone's muted on Zoom in his garage or his driveway. I picture you with one of those, um, like, a, not. this isn't a judgment thing. I just picture a palatial estate with a fountain and a, what is that called, a roundabout or something. Now he's giggling, but uh, without further ado, our celebrity announcer, Mr. Antonio Banderas. Uh, thank you, everybody. It was a friends beyond the binary. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time to roll a 20-sided die and take a trip, a journey into the world of tomorrow. Yeah, rolling the dice, yes. Thanks, everybody. That's Mr. Antonio Banderas, and this is Journey into the World of Tomorrow. All right, is everybody settled? So whose turn is it to set everything up as Dungeon Master? I, I went last week as Zell. So is anybody, it's Eleanor's turn. Okay, so I'll go Eleanor here. 
uh, Florentian nurse, and just to catch all everybody up, and I know the DM likes to do this. Also, I just wanted to note, thank you for agreeing that we hold the rules a little bit looser uh, in exchange for a little bit further game progression. I'm excited to test that out tonight. So I just wanted to I appreciate everyone that we were able to build consensus. And, you know, so, oh, so I'm Eleanor, a healer, a Florencian nurse. I serve the three Florences in... I'll get to that in a moment, but I'm a one of I'm a member of a party of adventurers uh, made up of uh, Wada, a warrior, blue collar warrior, working class warrior, as we've been calling Wada, our other warrior or fighter or whatever, uh, battle bot, uh, Lord Von Chill, distinguished uh, and uh, proud esteemed full of esteem whole steaming with esteem uh, lord von chill fleet of foot and nimble finger is our, our listener our explorer our tracker down our disarmer and uh, just an all-around good person works for lord von chill so we can never forget that uh granada of darmok oh thank you thank you and finally, our wizard, uh, technically a player, like a non, a player, non-player character, I guess, uh, assigned to us by the Council of Wizards, Wada, a novice or acolyte, short on words, uh, big on heart, in my opinion, Wada, or M. Wada, excuse me, I know, but I just like to call you Wada now that we've got to know one another, but, but, uh. Yeah, we're a party of adventurers on an, on an adventure. Actually, on a mission, we've accepted a mission guiding our adventure. We're here in what was once a grand-themed world in an, you know another time that has since been abandoned for a long time. And the Council Wizards uh, tasked us with sneaking into this world, which we, we have to remember that uh, we're supposed to be sneaking not that we haven't been, but uh, and to track down a portal or a gateway to another world, another world full of magic, both good and bad magic, and to seal that portal. We've also learned that we need to find, we found a gem that's part of a staff or a stave that we'll be using to close the portal, we think. We don't have all that, we're not working with all the information and we've yet to find a little, like a, a wizard that's uh, uh, around, pre- present uh, to to tell us anything. But that's what part of the adventure. So we've been here. We've been searching former attractions in this part of the theme park. We're in the land of tomorrow. We've journeyed into the land of tomorrow. We're the only ones that we know of that know that the portal is in this land, though we don't know where the portal is. Or the last two pieces of the staff we're supposed to assemble. Uh, but we do know now that uh, after, you know, encountering that some of the uh, attractions in the park have come to life and some have worked with us, some have worked against us. At some point, I kind of lost my way as healer and nurse, uh, and I'm unable to heal. I haven't rested in quite a, quite some time. 
I attempted to make peace with Zell to uh, to reestablish my connection with the three Florences. Florence the Nightingale was the first one. And hopefully she's heard my calls and my prayers to her and my ability to humble myself and apologize and thank Zell for accepting my apology. And maybe yeah, I had some other motivations that uh, as a human being I have uh, and some things I just don't understand about Zell's relationships uh, in her person. What a, wait a second, Lord Von Chill here. Oh, so anyway, yeah, you're right, Lord Vanchel. I should pick up on that. So I do need to establish a connection with the other two Florences in order to restore my healing, but I'm also a nurse, and we're here in the uh, the handy hallways beneath the theme park where the utilities went on and cast members and characters would change into their wardrobes. In fact, we've been hiding here in the wardrobe for just a little while, trying to come up with a plan, which we're working on, I guess, right now, of what to do next. We we know there's a clinic down here. Is the clinic stocked? Uh, we don't know. It would be good, though, because then I could do some basic nursing and like healing later. Uh, we know that we just encountered Tick and Tack, uh, two chipmunk... Uh, so there was animatronics inside of uh, uh, plush character suits, and we had to deal with them. It was quite an encounter. And something else ran off. Granada of Darmok has, uh, there's one hallway that's blocked off, but we could hear things. And so right now, right, right in this moment, our mission is to, we think that we could find uh, that Granada of Darmok has found a, some sort of uh, passageway or ductway to the clinic around this group. But we're going to try to figure out what this group is, how many uh, opposite, like, we we know there's someone that, a group of uh, characters that may not want to do what wish us well, that are aware of our presence here, and that we're probably connected with Tick and Talk, uh, who we just dealt with. And so we have to we have to get to the clinic. We're also we know that the gem that it's part of the staff we recovered is leading us in the same general direction. Though Wada thinks it's not the exact same direction. Yes, yeah, same general direction. So maybe we'll exit around the clinic from these handy hallways beneath the uh, the land of tomorrow. So I think that's it. Is anybody Granada? What do you think is our plan? Okay, so here's what I'm thinking. We know that, the, according to the map, there's a locker room right down the hall. We also know that, uh, yeah, there's some sort of group uh, through the server room and through a few other rooms, uh, and they've been warned of our presence, we think, warned. So we could. what I'm thinking is I listen at the door of the locker room, then I attempted to go into the locker room with stealth. So hopefully we succeed at these things and see if there's anything in the locker room. But I'm guessing by the map uh, that either we'll find something in the locker room or the room beyond. Maybe I could find a way to listen in or something. 
There's because there's another duct uh, also in the locker room that I don't think I should go down because I think it'd be noisy, but maybe I could use that to listen in. And uh, then we could assess things just to see. Maybe we should just go in and, and deal with these uh, other characters, but we don't know and we're not all healed. So we're in a state of disarray a bit. Okay, versus going and just going, trying to find that ductway to the clinic. What is the, why, why would, like, what's the, well, we'll know what we're dealing with uh, because they could come up behind us uh, and they, or they could be waiting in the clinic, you know. So that's my thoughts. I, everybody in agreement? That sounds like a pretty good plan. Yes, yeah, so it's just down to chance now. Okay, uh so I think I understand your plan is Dungeon Master, and you get an amazing roll. So Granada of Darmac goes down the hallway by, by Granada's self, uh, opens the door to the locker room, which was unlocked uh, very stealthily, does not make a sound, enters the locker room, which is dark, and uh, but Granada senses that there's nothing else there. And Granada was right. Granada gets up on a bench. Everything down here is in very good condition. It's dusty and a little bit not, you know, great, but because it's been sealed off from the elements, uh, the locker room's a bit like uh, it was left, which wasn't a normal work day. Again, I'm getting off topic. But Granada stands up, uh, quietly gets up by the vent, and does listen and listens for a while and hears characters talking back and forth. Uh, one, they say, put your suit back on. So Granada is able to infer that whatever was uh, raced out was uh, was an animatronic. Maybe that's putting on some sort of suit. Uh, and Granada, in addition to that voice, those two voices, Granada suspects that there's maybe three. So Granada hears between five, somewhere between four and seven voices, distinct voices. Can't be sure more than that, except that you said five. So Granada hears four, between four and seven voices. Okay, so I'll do I successfully sneak back and I'm telling everybody this? That's what happened? Yes. Okay, so I don't think we, like, those tick and tock, if there's five to seven or even four, uh, I'm a little bit concerned about uh, us take, you know, five on five. They were, uh, th that would be, it, we need to avoid it, I think. Yeah, this is Zell. I agree. I agree. As much as I don't want to back down, I think we need to use our brains. Lord Von Chill, I can see you. This is... Uh, Okay, well, I'm open, I guess. Lord Vanchil's open. So is Granada, Granada, what do you think? Well, I think I should leave in a, like, uh, we should try to lock that door. I should also put a little surprise on that door, but also particularly a surprise that makes a lot of noise, which I do have. It won't do much damage, but it, it'll, it'll, uh, it'll, it'll make a lot of noise. So we'll know if anybody comes through that door. And hopefully it'll make them think twice, because uh, it'll go off before they even try to unlock the door, and it shouldn't damage the door. Okay, why don't you see if you could do that? I would like to—I'm going to put these things on the door that I have. Uh, 
the works of popper popper uh popper trappers okay you're successful at relocking the door and doing that well i'm really rolling good huh yeah you were successful Okay, well, I don't mean to shoulder everything, but I think I should continue down this hallway that goes uh, east, correct? To due east, uh, and uh, after the locker room, according to the map, there's two more rooms. uh, And the first room, I can't really read the writing to something, but that's where the doctor should be to the, the clinic, so I think I should go down the hall, see if those doors are open or closed, and see what I can see. Okay, I don't know if you should go. This is Zell. I'll go with you. Can I go with you, or should we all go together? Yeah, this is Lord Von Chill. I think we should uh, we should, we should go together, but uh, Eleanor and I, with Wada in the middle, just watching. In case that door, the yeah, we should all go together, but spaced out in the hall. Okay, so you go down the hall, and you see that uh, both doors are closed. There's two rooms next to each other, and both doors are closed. And then further down the hall is blocked. It's a total uh, cave-in, so you can't definitely cannot go any further at all, period. Yeah, that was on the map even. So should we try to open this first door, or l- let's listen at the doors? Okay, so you listen at the doors and you don't hear any. You hear like maybe a little bit clicking, but nothing else. Which door? The, the first door. Okay, interesting. A clicking, everybody. Okay, let's see. This is uh, let's see if the door. Can we get the door open? Uh, can we see if it's locked? Uh, the doors. You don't think the door is locked? Okay, should I, like, ease the door open and then try to see if we can figure out what the clicking is and if anything else is in there? Yeah, I go. Yeah, does everybody, everybody's nodding. Okay, so I try to do that. Okay, so you open the door, and the door's in great condition. You turn the knob, it opens, you ease the door open. You didn't really look around the door, but now you can't help but notice that it says, uh, that it says animatronic storage on there, and you open it up, uh, uh, and you notice that uh, the 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 room is filled with uh, animatronic parts, like kind of spare parts. There's a couple benches, but they are pushed up against the walls, and a lot of the spare parts are just piled in the middle of the room. And we're talking all sorts of parts, legs, uh, like robotic ones, arms, uh, torsos, uh, uh, other things. It just kind of looks like a, it's a pretty large pile. And it definitely looks like at some point in the past, not the recent past, uh, there were people working on it and uh, they had piled it there for a reason and then you notice the clicking, which is like one hand or arm off to the side. is just the, the fingers are tapping on the floor. Okay, and where's the duct? If I'm standing in the doorway, everyone's behind me ready, right? Yes, yeah, so everyone's behind you. The duct you could see uh, is up uh, 10 feet off the ground directly across from you. 
and you're gonna need you would need to kind of cross a room and and get something or get on somebody's shoulders or something to see anymore. Okay, everybody be ready because I don't like this, uh, and I know how this DM works. Uh, so we are ready, and we all enter the room together, spread out immediately. If you don't mind me taking control, everybody, and uh, uh, with the intention of slowly crossing the room cautiously, moving one of the tables, and then uh, accessing the duct if everything goes fine. Okay, as you enter the room a little bit further and proceed cautiously, the tapping stops, uh, and then... Uh, you all pause, and then you wait, and then nothing happens, and then you cautiously start to move again. And as soon as you do, a uh, like a collection of arms and legs uh, kind of like pops up from the ground and lands on a, t- a table closest to Zell. So it jumps like about four or five feet across the room from the pile. It's large, uh, a bit like an exoskeleton, and it is clearly uh, does not have good intentions for you or your party. Okay, well, uh, let's roll for initiative and let's take it. I don't think we lose anything by taking it out uh, with precautions. Do we have any idea, just from a quick initial standpoint, what it's going to do? It has a couple legs that are legs and arms, so it looks like it could, it does have a little bit of range. Um, but other than that, you don't know. But you are a bit quicker. Zell and Lord Von Chill rush right into action. Then the uh, the crawl crawl crawlatronic, and then Eleanor, uh, Granada, and Wada would be who would go win. Okay, uh, so let's just go, let's just do it. Uh, so Zell, you get an eight plus four, which is twelve, and you you swing and uh, does nothing. Lord Von Chill, though, uh, like has a direct strike with uh, Lord Von Chill's axe. Yes, uh, I think that's what I have. I I don't know why we can't remember this kind of stuff. So you do, you land a, you had, you got a natural 20. So you do nine plus three and then, oh, two plus three. Oh boy, bummer. So, but that's still a pretty good total. And yeah, you did it right in the middle of the, the center of it. Uh, but then it comes back and, uh, it has a multi attack. It gets a 19 and 17. Yeah, so it uses one of its outfolding legs and does six on Lord Von Chill, hits you in the breast uh, plate, uh, and seven, it kind of hit, hits, uh, uh, hits, uh, hits you in your torso. Uh, but it also, because it was like a metal on metal, it like vibrates in a way uh, that uh, Lord Von Chill, you, you're like, uh, it... Uh, it, you, you're not going to be able to go. You're not going to be able to do anything next round. That's too bad. Eleanor misses. Granada misses. Wada does a thunder wave, uh, which does twelve, and knocks it off the table. So it gives you a little bit of sp- space. You immediately go into your next round. Zell goes very swiftly and does uh, eleven. 
So this thing must be very powerful. It's still functioning. It's still functioning quite well. Uh, it rolls to 17 and a 14 natural. Uh, but it uh, it gets a 4 on Wada. And also Wada, like, so it uses that same leg thing that it used on Lord Von Chill. And Wada's, like, uh, stunned for a round. And then it gets a little slashy poo on Zell for 4. Oh, man. Uh, and then Eleanor gets a 13. That does a plus your bonuses of 5 on uh, Crawler. Granada has an 18, which does a 4. And uh, that's the end of that round. And then we go, Zell, you go, you don't even wait. And then you get an 18, and you do, 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 like uh, go down on it, and it just bursts into all, like, uh, Whatever you hit it with, uh, so so powerful that it breaks into pieces. Okay, uh, can we close the door uh, now that we're... Uh, okay, I'll, Granada, I'll close the door. Okay, so is everybody mostly okay? We're down. We're all down. Are any of us in single digits? Uh, you're all pretty close to single digits, but you're all still in double-digit hit points. At least that I can see. Yeah, as Dungeon Master, I say, yeah. Okay, but that's still not great. Um, uh, Granatic, like, can we search uh, and see if we find it? So there's just parts and stuff, but we're looking. Oh, we got to check the vent. Uh, but let's search the room first. Do we find anything, and how well are we going to search? Wazel, you you all search. You particularly, uh, you don't find anything of value or any healing things, but you do find some piece of paper inside. You started to check, like, within these things, because they seem to, like, uh, you see a piece of paper that's uh, crumbled and folded. That looks like, you know, on the kind of paper a wizard would use, like papyrus, uh, that you hold on to. Okay, uh... And then can I check that vent? Can I listen at that vent? Uh, can we pile two tables up uh, to get to the vent easily? Yes, yeah, so you pile two tables. You climb up on them with the support of your team, and uh, you open up the the grate, and you notice that, like, one foot in, uh, the vent is just c- c- collapsed uh, or blocked. It's impenetrable. You can't can't see anything beyond there, and you can't hear anything. Can I not hear anything because there's nothing here, but, but or because I just couldn't hear anything? Because you just couldn't hear anything. No one could hear. None. No one in your party is able to determine anything else. Okay. Well, what's on that paper? Okay. So Zell opens up the paper. And it's got some symbols on it, uh, something that looks like a moon, and uh, it's tough to say what else. Okay, well, who has skills that could determine it? Wada does. Uh, it's like paper from a magic user, maybe. Okay, Wada looks it over and says, yeah, this is some sort of... Uh, Wada does not know. Wada says, okay, well, this is a crescent. uh, And then says something about a crescent plus something that that Wada can't quite understand uh, equals uh, 
and then she says, this is kind of, I think this represents like a charm spell, a basic charm spell. So is this a, uh, is this Zell asking, like, is this some sort of, uh, is this like a spell? Uh, no, no, it's like an instruction for something, I think. That's what uh, Wada says. Okay. Uh, is there anything else on the paper? Yeah, you flip it over, and now you need to... Okay, Eleanor, this is Eleanor. I still can look up some stuff, right? I still have... I'm good at that. Okay, so Eleanor, you work with me here, because you look at the back and you say, well, that looks uh, That looks like something, like... Uh, it looks like it's a drawing of something else, like something representative of something that I connect with, uh, it looks like, uh, okay, I don't, this is Eleanor, I don't know where you're getting at, DM. It looks like a machine and someone fixing a machine. That's a stick figure fixing a machine. So you feel something, Eleanor, oh, because of Florence and the machine, oh yeah, Florence of the machine, oh, maybe this is my opportunity to reconnect with Florence of the Machine. So this person is fixing the machine. And if we assume, at least at this time, that it's connected with uh, what's on the other side, I don't know. Okay, so for the time being, that's all you know. And I, I would say to get, let that air out. Uh, thanks a lot, DM. No, no, really, just let it air out. You, you'll figure it out eventually, I think. Will we definitely figure it out eventually, or you don't know? Uh, you, We'll see. Okay, so we can't get through. This is Eleanor, so we can't get through the... So we either have to go back. Might as well check that next room, right? Yeah, let me run out of here. Let me check the hall, make sure it's clear. Okay, you checked all, it's clear. Okay, let me look, listen at the next doorway. Okay, you listen at the next doorway, and you test the knob. The door is locked, uh, but you didn't hear anything at all. Okay, so I'll... Un oh, do, can I check to see if there's any signs uh, uh, or anything on the map that I wasn't... that I would say what's in this room? Yeah, so it looks like it says, it looks like it's been replaced a few times, the the, the tag on the door, but it says something like, uh, what you could say is like dance, test, and phase. Uh, okay, and how hard is it for me to open, the, unlock the door? V very easy, you unlock the door easily. Okay, and is my, is everybody gathered behind me? I'm going to open the door and, and look in and try to see if there's anything we need to worry about because I didn't hear anything. Oh, could we check, uh, is there a certain order? What are we at? Uh, actually, I have it here. 11, 10, 10. Okay, so Lord Von Chill goes in. And uh, you, uh, there's nothing. There's nothing in there that catches your attention as far as uh, defensively. But what does catch your attention is this: you enter this strange room. It's very long to the to the right, to the east. 
about the size of three rooms and there's like a there's a dance floor but it's a mechanic it has uh all these like uh like tracks in it and then there's animatronics on the tracks uh, bolted to things and all the animatronics are dressed up in like futuristic party outfits uh and it's kind of like a future that was like popular at different times, but like I would say the 1950s in the United States and the, the, the old world. And it kind of looks like a, a dance party. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering about these animatronics. Am I catching anything that should, I should be alert about? No, you're, you're, there's no, you don't have any intrinsic sense of, uh, you feel, you feel secure right now. Like I feel confident, like I rolled it like 15 or something secure. Yeah, you did. See? Okay. Thank you. Okay. So everybody else come in the room. So everybody else comes in the room and yeah, you start to kind of notice, uh, there's some like seating where people are watching it. There's like some control panels. I don't know. You're just kind of struck by it. Also, looks very good. Like there, maybe there was an actual airflow out of this room. Even okay. Do we see any airflow? Like ducks, we could go in. Uh, all the ducks in this room are very small, circular ones. So no. Okay. Well, that's all you mentioned that because well, I was just mentioning that everything looks really good in the room. Okay. Well, this is Eleanor. Can we search the room? Okay, so you all start to search the room, and this is what you determine. There's pictures, there's a couple of journals. So you do spend a little bit of time, but you're just trying to do it as swiftly as you can, is my sense. And what you're able to establish as a group is that this was was originally, there's some personal notes you've uncovered. So this was originally a, uh, uh, like a, like a show that they were preparing for. It was going to be a stage show. There was going to be dancing, animatronics, and uh, like an instructor. But then you look at the pictures, also the pictures that you'd seen in the wardrobe before, and you realize that uh, after the beginning of the fall, there was employees living down here as a community, and that they would hold dances, and they would dress up and dance uh, Sometimes in this uh, 1950s future period costume and sometimes other costumes. And they would uh, share, have a shared experience of closeness, uh, dancing together, partying together, and dancing with the animatronics even. Uh, kind of as like an escape. Uh, in, in, the, in the pictures, they even seem joyful. And there's some writings about that and some writings about, you know, the work they were doing. Uh, and, but we don't, like, that's kind of, oh, and then uh, Eleanor is walking across the room and stubs her toe as she tries to pass one of the animatronics and, and it stubs her toe on a big bolt. Uh, and that's when you notice, oh, all the animatronics are kind of bolted to this uh I don't know, the, the the way they dance is uh, they could move their legs and stuff, but they're also bolted so they could spin really quickly. 
Okay, I guess I stubbed my toe on a bolt, and that's important. And if it's important, it has to do with the last note, which was someone repairing a machine on the back. Uh, and on the other side was a crescent moon and a charm spell and something else. Is the person fixing a machine, do they have something in their hand? Did I notice that? You did notice that there's something in their hand. Is it a crescent wrench? It is a crescent wrench. Like the crescent wrench we have on us uh, that we found in Buzz Buzz Tomorrow. When you say that, Wada says, wait a second, you're right. We do have that wrench, the magical wrench. uh, And you're right. I think I can now make sense of this. If we use the wrench, I think this is a charm spell for the animatronics. Okay, like the charm spell that's been making them uh, functional, do you think? Or what's your sense? Like, is that what, is this what's causing our trouble? No, no, this is a very basic charm spell. It's interesting. Maybe it has to do with these people. Is there any pictures of, or maybe the wizards? I think the wizards have led us here somehow. But no, it's a basic charm spell, so my sense is, and I can, it seems like it's pretty easy to make it work because of the power, the magical power, the wrench is a magical item. So I don't even have to uh, use that much of my power that we could, that, that, uh, the animatronics would kind of, uh, follow some basic commands, like almost like an imitation spell, like a director, like if one of us could direct them. Okay, I don't understand at all. This is Eleanor. Does anybody else understand? Okay, this is Wada and the DM. So the wrench, I can make some of these animatronics do what we want, kind of. Okay, this is Granada. So we can make them uh, become like non-player characters and, uh, you know, in our... uh, like if we're kind of using using battle. No, the spell isn't that strong. We could use them, but they wouldn't. Um, like I can't. I think Eleanor and Lord von Chillenzell and Ugrenata could probably figure it out. I can basically we can give them basic instructions. Lord von Chill here. I'm thinking. That we could have, so we could give them basic instructions like follow us or walk like us. Could we have them walk in front of us? Yeah, yeah, you could. We could do that. Okay, this is Zell. Could we teach them? Like, okay, how many? So we're five to seven in the other room. We have to get to the clinic. So, how many, what do we have here? How many animatronics are in this room that we seem, that are bolted to the floor? Uh, it looks like uh, you, you, if you were to do it, you'd be around 15. Okay, so let's, uh, can we start uh, charming them and testing it out uh, while we start charming them? Because what if we uh, have them crowd? Like that's a technique we used to use. In, uh, in my training is a crowd rush. So we have them, like us five, rush one of the whatever we're expecting in these other this next room. 
and we have them rush all the other characters. Do you think we could do that, Wada? Yeah, I mean, there's 15, so I think that's uh, that sounds like a plan. Okay, how much damage do you think these could take? I don't think very much, but I think that that's a plan worth trying, and I'm starting to charm them as we speak, and, you know, for time's sake, I have them all detached, and, yeah, they'll basically follow us. The only thing is we don't look like uh, They do look, they are animatronics. Uh, okay, this is Granada here. What if we dress, we all dress up in wardrobe? Uh, I noticed that there was... Uh, like those dress, the, the, well, I, I just was looking. There was caroling dresses, I noticed, and there was a lot of those. Were there, there were there Granada? Okay, yeah, sure. There's a uh, 35 caroling dresses of different sizes. Okay, so let's all dress and dress all of them in caroling dresses. Okay, so you dress everyone in caroling dresses. Somehow you do this quietly. And then what are you going to do? Oh, go into the lot. Well, we obviously got dressed in the locker room quietly. So I would say, uh, well, they can't. Can they sing? Could they carol? Maybe I shouldn't have dressed us as carolers. They cannot sing. Okay. Uh, Zell? Okay, what if we remember that thing they told us about, like the conga line? That was a form of dancing. Lord Vancelli, you have the most hit points. So, what if you go first in a conga line and we all try to enter the room as a group, uh, all whatever, 20 of us? And then, Wada, you seem to have the charm. I don't understand how the charm works and I don't want to understand. What if you have, we'll go to the furthest. Or how about this? Uh, we enter the room if we see what we see, but we enter it as a conga line. Wada, you do a thunder wave if you can. And as soon as you do the thunder wave, then we'll go to the person the furthest east, uh, whatever is furthest east, and you have them crowd everybody but the furthest east uh, opposition. So furthest to the right. Okay, let's do that. Okay, so dungeon dungeon master here. So if I understand it, you're going to enter the room. You're going to see what you see. If you see something, then you'll roll for initiative, I guess. Uh, unless you have the power, unless for some reason it's a surprise. Well, will like if Lord Von Ch- can Lord Von Chill roll to see how good, like if you saw twenty caroling animatronics. Uh, with that bias time just to have Wada cast a thunder wave. Huh. Um, yeah, let's roll a 20. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that helps. That was 18. I hope it helps. Okay. So just, yeah, it helps. Okay. So Lord Von Chill, what's the order? I think we should all be towards the front, but let's do Lord Von Chill. Uh, let's randomize it. So Lord Von Chill, two dancers, then me, then one dancer, then Wada, then two dancers, then Granada, uh, then like uh, a bunch of dancers, then Eleanor. Okay, 
So I'm going to do this in kind of slow motion, fast motion. So you go into the room, you open the door, you're conga lining, uh, you're shaking your hips. The animatronics are able to kind of follow along, and you've done a good job at pretending you're animatronics. Uh, And you go into a room, and in the room are five plush characters. They're all duck. They're all dressed as ducks. uh, there's Quacky the Duck, Mrs. Scrooge, uh, Desiree, Louise, and Helene. Uh, they're from a show. Oh, yeah, they're from that show, uh, uh, Tales of the Ducks. Yeah, they're from the show Tales of the Ducks. Okay, so they all are obviously, even though they're animatronics within plush, uh, or whatever characters, the seeing 25 animatronics go in the room, they do have to pause because they're not sure, because there's so many animatronics, they're not able to process uh, that you're humans, at least initially. And Wada casts uh, Thunderwave. They were kind of spread out, uh, Quacky is on the right, uh, so that would be who you'd be targeting. But uh, Watercast Thunderwave, and actually uh, works out. I'll just do the the, the um, initiative two, so it actually works out. Wada, Granada, Zell, uh, Quacky, Lord Von Chill, Mrs. Scrooge, Eleanor, and then Louise. Uh, Helene and Desiree, the ducks. Uh, so, th- Wada cast Thunderwave, it does uh, eight on uh, two and five. So, it does eight on. Um, sorry, this one, this is just a big math part. So, it does uh, on Mrs. Uh, it does eight on Mrs. Uh, Scrooge and uh, Helene. And then it does four on Quacky and the other two ducks. Okay. And we all go after Quacky together, expecting that they're going to be tough. Uh, and, okay, so you do, so you successfully surround Quacky. And actually, much like in the movies with other crowding, they, they the room is separated now with uh, 15 or whatever dancers uh, surrounding the four other ducks. Of course, these ducks look like they mean business. Uh, And uh, Granada goes next uh, and does nine on Quacky. Zell, 18. Wow, you do uh, 10 on Quacky. Quacky goes back uh, and uh, goes after Eleanor, and we'll return to this, but it quacky has a beak and a, a flapper, like a, a, they all the ducks do, a sharper flapper, like its wings, arms. Uh, but it beaks Eleanor for um, four, but it also has a properties. We can discuss it later. It's not going to have an immediate impact. Great. I just had one refining question, not to take away from this action, but do I feel closer to Eleanor the machine after figure, helping figure that out? 
or, or Florence a Machine. You do. You feel very connected to Florence a Machine and Florence and Nightingale. Okay, thank you. Okay, then Lord Von Chill 14 on, on uh, Quacky. Uh, uh, then Mrs. Uh, uh, Scrooge takes out a dang it, one dancer. Eleanor 20. And you end Quacky. Uh, then another one of the ducks takes out one of the, one dancer with its uh, wings. Then another duck takes out a dancer with its beak. And then El, whatever, the last duck takes out a, a dancer with its beak. Uh, so you're down to 11 dancers. And Eleanor, you've taken a little bit of a hit. Uh, then the next round, uh, Wada, there's, now there's no chance you can't do Thunder, Wada can't do Thunder Wave, but does second level magic missile. And, uh, that does, uh, six damage on Mrs., uh, oh, sorry, yeah, Wada, I guess, decided that you're going after Mrs. Scrooge next. Granada, you had 10 plus 5, so it's a 6. You do 6. Zell, you get 3. You miss. Lord Von Chill misses with a 6. Um, and then Mrs. Scrooge, 18 and 15. So they both goes after Lord Von Chill. Oh, no, Eleanor. It gets uh, it does 5 total on Eleanor. But it already had successfully beaked you. Eleanor, 14, so you do 6 back on her. Uh, then uh, the the three sister ducks, uh, they managed to take out uh, five dancers between the three of them. And uh, Mrs. Scrooge seems like hobbled but not out. Uh, Wada does actually magic missiles, takes out Mrs. Scrooge successfully. And Granada, you're, you lead the next one. Okay, let's take on... Uh, Who's the next one in the the order? Uh, Helene, right? Okay, so you get a, a 14. Oh, I'm going to use a sneak attack, too. Okay, so you do um, 12 total between your attacks on uh, Helene. It sells a 17, 11 on Helene. Okay, this is Lord Von Chill. I'm going to do my action search then. Okay, so you 14, 9. Okay, so you take out. That's the end of Helene. Okay, so Eleanor, okay, I'll just go after, what is it, Helene, Louise, uh, okay, you got a one. Okay, then Helene takes out one dance, oh no, Helene gets Lord Von Chill with a wing for five. Louise uh, takes out one dancer, and Desiree takes out one dancer, oh no, two, two, two dancers. So you're losing dancers pretty fast. Uh, then Wada, next round, does uh, five, three, no, five on, uh, who are you going to, Helene? Louise, right? Uh, Helene's gone. Is that right? Yeah, that's right, DM. Okay, well, it's just a lot for me to know. Uh, Granada gets a two. Okay, so this is L. I'm going to use my action surge. Okay, so you got an 8, but your action surge is a 17. Oh, but you're 8 with your bonus. So, yeah, you got did 16 total on uh, uh, Luis. Uh, okay, Lord Von Chill. 
Okay, you got okay with your bonuses. You, wow, you so you did uh, eighteen. Um, no, that's not right. Oh, okay, no, that's because it's a nineteen. Okay, so you did thirteen, and eighteen, and Helene's gone, or Louise. Helene's already gone. Louise is gone. Eleanor does twelve on uh, Desiree. Uh, then Desiree takes out two more dancers, but it's just Desiree left, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Wada, just not, not successful. Granada, you do seven on Desiree. Zell, you get a 15, so you get eight on Desiree. 13 for Lord Ventil. So that's seven. Eleanor, you got a five, uh. And, okay, then Desiree takes over, takes out last dan- last set of dancers. Uh, Wada, no, Granada, oh, and Granada finishes off uh, Desiree. And you're all, like, in the, obviously, you're all, like, sweating. Uh, you can't believe it, uh. But actually, the, the, one thing that catches Eleanor's eye is that one of the dancers actually is okay. It just needs to be picked up. And Eleanor, you, you pick up the dancer and, and you kind of you just do a couple of plugs and stuff and it's back together. And what do you think you would do with that dancer? Well, I would think I would start singing, and as Eleanor, I would start singing and dancing with it with the joy and with the adrenaline. And the joy in my heart, uh, and I would start caroling, and I would encourage. Then I would start. Then I say, Del- "Zell, what it could could I have this dance with you?" And I would spin and dance with Zell, and then Granada, and then Wada, and then Lord Von Chill, and then the dancer, and then Zell again. And I think I would feel the power of the three Florences flowing back through me like slowly refilling me with power and the ability to rest soon. Yeah, while you do that, Granada, what, what do you do other than dance? Well, I'm dancing joyfully. Well, would you want to check? Okay, so I'll check uh, the rest of the hall. Okay, so you go down the hall. You see there's like a sealed entrance. Uh, from the, it's, in, it's sealed from the inside, like at the end of the hall, out uh so that's secure, and then you the clinic door is actually, like, really well locked with, like, an improvised door with a padlock on it that you're not able to get open. Okay, well, uh, well, I'll, I'll search for the key then. Okay, so, oh, wow, I didn't think you'd find the key that fast, but you find the key... Uh, hidden in the last room you were in, which was like a break room, cafeteria. You find it on top of one of the old vending machines. The vending machines don't have anything in them. I think I would have found it in the change return slot, to be honest with you. Yeah, that. oh, no, that's what I meant. That is where you found it. So you open up the clinic, and you see that the clinic is not fully stocked, uh, but it was actually like a, a pretty big... 
And you say, wait a second, I could lock the door from the inside as well as outside with this padlock. So after the dancing subsides, you all go in there. And there are some kits, some healing, some nursing supplies, uh, medical supplies. But mostly there's there's cots. There's some fresh water. There's some rations. uh, So you lock yourselves in there and get comfortable you can all feel the flow of energy from the, actually, it's so powerful that you all, before you even go to rest, you half of your hit points that you lost are restored because you could feel the passionate energy flowing from Eleanor and the three Florences. And uh, you all get comfortable and you rest uh, until next week uh, when we journey again into the land of tomorrow. All right, everybody, it's Scoots here, and we're talking about uh, season uh, one. <laughs> I, I forgot what I was recording. So this is our new episodically modular series, or somewhat new. Actually, if it's new to you, this could be the first episode you listen to, and you'll be fine because we're going to catch you up on everything the characters are. And this is our ongoing episodically modular series. It's called uh, Journey into the Land Tomorrow. And somewhere in another time, somewhere, I guess, possibly in our future, uh, there's a group of friends playing a Dungeons & Dragons module, maybe after the existence, so based on the rules of D&D 5th edition, Called, they're playing a, a module or a game called Journey into the Land of Tomorrow. And by the power of the fan fiction fantasy machine, I've just been able to get, even though this audio doesn't exist in our world, in their world it does. Now, Doc Brown and all the, and the physicists and the, the anthropologists all said, don't do it, Scoots. And I said, it's about people asleep, so I, I got to. And I said, it's fiction. It's all imag- It's all imagination based on the rules of D&D 5e. So if, you've ne- if you're not familiar with that game or anything that I'm talking about, don't worry. This is going to be, this will be, and I've already gotten a lot of feedback. Uh, oh, this is going to be so sleepy. You could sleep right through it. But I promise you that uh, there's good characters that you don't, you know, you barely need to listen to familiar they're going to be in a place that may be familiar to some of you whether you've been listening to the podcast for a week or your whole life uh so without further ado our hollywood announcer just arrived via zoom uh but i oh i forgot i was not saying that he was arriving because before this i didn't say he's coming by zoom because you know the magic of all radio or whatever plus it's uh yeah, we actually, like, uh, have him put up, well, anyway, I don't want to get into it, uh, but he has an electric Uber driver that drives up his Zoom. So it's st- he still goes on the drive from L.A. here. He's just sitting at his desk at home, but it's electric, so it's not wasteful. Someone's actually getting a great wage to do this. Uh, thanks to Antonio Banderas. Uh, the ladies, is the gentlemen, the boys, the girls, the friends beyond the binary. Scooter gave you a peek behind our curtain. But take a peek behind this curtain because it's time 
for a journey into the land of tomorrow. Rolling your dice. Good night. Thanks, Antonio. Did you know some of the listeners gave me a blanket with you from uh, your your Oscar-nominated role? I did. I saw you in my wrapped in my vest vis, visage. Yeah, I was I was loving that. Did you see me when I twirled? Oh no, but uh, maybe you could twirl for me later. Maybe. Uh, all right, that's Antonio Banderas, and this is Journey into the Land of Tomorrow. All right, everybody, hey, it's me, the DM, and we got to get caught up on, uh, I think, Granada of Darmok. It's your turn to uh, recap and do the placemaking for your uh, for your party. Speaking of party, so before we get started, man, I had a, I didn't, um, I had a pretty mellow weekend. I know we don't, I guess I'm breaking character. I didn't know if anybody else did anything this weekend. I mean, I had something. Okay, anyway, Granada of Dar. I guess yeah. Why don't you get started? Everybody's just looking at me. Thank you, uh, my, my uh, leader of the game. I'm Granada of Darmok. I know you asked me, what did we do this weekend? Well, I, you know, it's Granada of Darmok. I stay. I'm known as a character in some parts of the realm. And, you know, when I was sleeping last night, uh, as a character in the game, I was thinking, well, if I had a weekend where I lived in a world where I worked, uh, you know, I don't work five days a week because I am uh, an entrepreneur, you would call it. Uh, some might say I'm nimble of finger, and uh, but I am a member of a guild. I have a deuce. Believe it or not, people say that it's a thieves guild. Uh, and they say all this stuff. I say, well, I still have a paid membership. It is a trade in a professional association. Just because you don't view it as a professional uh, doesn't mean that it hasn't been professionalized. You know, you know, and, and, uh, but that is I, Granada of Darmok. I work for Lord Von Chill. You may call, you know, he may call me his sidekick or his assistant, but I'm here to support his efforts uh, to lead this party or co-lead it, depending on how you define that. Uh, Lord Von Chill hired me before this adventure. Lord Von Chill, a fighter of uh, great renown from a family of great renown with hair that I don't think I've ever mentioned before. Could I Could I say it's stunning? Because it is. Uh, also because he wrote that down for me to say. Is uh, Lord Von Chill at Lord Von Chill's side in a role of a leader, but also at, who I would want to have at the head of our party is Zell, a fighter of uh, and a warrior from a much uh, simpler background. Though that's not said with any passive-aggressive uh, mentionings, just that uh, as a contrast to Lord Von Chill, powerful, brave is Zell. Rounding out our party, we have our healer, our nurse, our Florentian nurse, Eleanor, who was just uh, reunited with her goddesses, uh, the Three Florences, or reconnected with them, but uh, don't say, oh, just a nurse. Uh, Eleanor is also a critical component of uh, 
you know, whether it's a battle at a distance or close up, uh, someone I've come to rely on and trust, even though I haven't got to know Eleanor particularly well. Yeah, except for that birthday party. Uh, so sorry, that's if I was thinking of what we would do on the weekend, I'd say that our party maybe got together to blow off some steam. But we didn't because we are currently resting. But first, I need to camp out. The par- person from our party we, we really know the least about, uh, a character that is not a, quite an NPC because they are a member of our party, represented by the dungeon. You know, a little bit confusing, but uh, our magic user, M. Wata, uh, and an acolyte, but powerful and uh, reliable, though quiet and soft-spoken as well. Uh, M. Watt, and we, yes, as, as a group, we are a party of adventurers. We're here in the land of tomorrow, a land in a former theme park uh, that years and years ago, you know, when the board before time became the next time, it. Uh, this park closed and sat uh, empty for years and years and years. And we've been tasked on coming here because, of, well, from what we understand, uh, there's a source of powerful magic or a portal to another world of powerful magic uh, somewhere hidden in this land. And it is our task to find that portal and to close it. Uh, and right now we're trying to find the components we need to close the portal. And we are in the happy halls underneath the land of tomorrow, uh, utility corridors. Uh, and we're in the clinic sleeping. And our, we have the doors heal, uh, closed. We've uh, healed and rested. We're all at full power. Also, we went through what we stocked. I'm just looking at my notes here. And we have uh, uh, two major kits or three major, oh, I don't know, three major kits of uh, med kits, uh, three or four more basic ones, uh, five first aid kits, and then one big time. Uh, So we have those uh, to carry us through when... uh, Eleanor can't heal us or to supplement Eleanor's healing. We also have one piece of the staff uh, we're supposed to assemble, and we know we need the staff part of it. We have the gem and then the headpiece that will hold the gem. The gem is pointing, well, we don't know where it's pointing exactly because we're underground. Technically, I guess, according to the lore of the theme park, we're on the first level. And above us, we have a sealed off from our end a door that we've listened. We've listened at, uh, or maybe we haven't, and maybe I'll do that now. And do we hear anything? You don't, as a DM yet. You didn't hear anything. Did you say that you you your characters had a party? Uh, did you did you say that? No, no, no. We we were resting. I mean, we partied when we had that dance. Uh, uh, but are you asking as M. Wada? Because M. Wada was resting. M. Wada, I guess, maybe if we did kind of party to celebrate uh, 
Lord Von Chill's uh, name day, it was M. Wada slept through it. So we did, yeah, I guess we had a little party, but uh, we didn't want to wake M. Wada up. Oh, okay. Wait, so, like, uh, what did you do at the party? Well, I was going to listen at the door. Uh, we played a game. Uh, we, we, we danced. Um, we had some ale and uh, laughed a lot. Uh, a lot of laughter really bonded our characters together. So I guess uh, we just didn't think, well, did, did you invite him? Did, did you invite him, Wada? before you to the party well i don't know if the dm can ask those kind of questions okay then i'm emwada i'm wondering why you didn't invite me to the party well it wasn't kind of plan. it wasn't planned out like that uh it was more like a spur of the moment after you were asleep uh kind of thing well what if i wasn't asleep did you ask me if i was awake Oh, kind of indirectly, we said, let's not make too much noise and have too much fun and wake M. Wada up. Uh, but we should really l- listen at the door. But, uh, like, you know what I mean? I'm sorry. I'm, I guess, M. Wada, I'm sorry we didn't in, in wake you up and invite you. It's just, here's the thing. We didn't think you wanted to go. You're very quiet and insular. And we kind of didn't, we, we, like, when we planned it out, we just kind of thought, we didn't plan it out. I mean, that's what I meant. Uh, how come no one's else is involved? It's your thing, Granada. You take it. So thanks, L. Uh, so we just didn't think to invite you, wake you up because we didn't think you would want to go anyway. And then we were planning it. And then we said, we didn't, we, there was never a moment where we said, don't invite Wada. Don't wake Wada up. Uh, I mean, we said that. Uh, and we did afterwards say, well, I feel kind of bad Wada missed out on this party. So uh, that's why I'm saying I'm sorry. But we also said, well, Wada probably didn't want to go. Anyway, I don't mean to be a stickler, but I'm really, you know, I'm fully at full health. So I really want to listen at this door and I'm rolling my dice. And with my bonus, that's 16. Okay. Moving on then, I guess. 16, you don't hear anything. Okay. Good, 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 good. Party. This is a Granada of Darmak. I think that I should open this door. And then we should kind of slowly proceed. Uh, what does everybody think? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Let's proceed for sure. Okay, anybody? Okay, so I'm going to open the door. It has one of those uh, air duct or whatever you call it, uh, submarine type wheels on it. Okay, you're not strong enough. You you, you didn't like uh, you didn't roll. You're not strong enough to open it. Okay, could I have some help uh, from the stronger characters? Sure, I'll help. Lord Von Schill here. I'm happy to help you, Granada of Domek. Now, did we open the door, moving, keeping moving forward with this adventure? Sure, we'll just move right forward. You did open it, and uh, it opens up, uh, and then above that is a uh, like a, a hole cover, uh, which also will take some strength to lift up, uh, probably. 
Lord Von Chillenzel. I'll just tell you since you want to move on so quickly. Okay, so let's get this open just a little bit, maybe just a tiny crack at first, uh, as quietly and as he, can we do it? Try to do it quietly. Okay, you successfully get it quietly open, just a crack. Okay, so we listen at it. Okay, you listen at it. You hear is like wind is whipping through, so you really can't hear anything other than the wind. Like a strong wind, like uh, or just just the way the wind is going. Uh, wind doesn't feel super strong. It just happens to be how the wind is going. Okay, so can Zell and I open it enough so that uh, Granada of Darmok could just squeeze through to observe what's going on above us? Can we see anything? You could see blue sky in the sides of some buildings, but not much else. Okay, we'll open it more than. Okay, you open it enough uh, for Granada of Darmok to go through. Okay, it's Granada of Darmok. I'm going to go through. First, I'm going to scout, like, with my head and see if there's anything, and then I'll look out, uh, but as stealth, as, with as much stealth as I can possibly achieve. Okay, so, wow, okay. Well, I didn't think you'd roll that high, but uh, so you easily use your stealth. You get your head out and your body out of the hole, but, I don't know, somehow you really are stealthy, so... You look around, the first thing you notice is that you're on the exact, uh, not the exact opposite side of the park you were already on, or the the land, but you know, there's the main thoroughfare of the land, land of tomorrow, and on what would be considered the, uh, I can't even, like the, the left side of the park, uh, the left side of the land, if you were walking into it. That was where the encounter, uh, where you first started your adventure. But you're about two, you're at the end of the building that had other things in it uh, from that. So you're on that side of the, you know what I mean? DM, you're really having trouble. But yeah, I I get what you mean. So if I look across the main thoroughfare, I could see the buildings for Buzz tomorrow. And uh, steam journey into steam, the steam journey, or steam world wonders of steam, or whatever. Yeah, if you look to your right, uh, that's you see those buildings. Okay, and then if I scan the rest of the land, well, if you look further to the right, you see the entrance to the park, uh, or the entrance to the land that you came in. And beyond that, you just see some overgrown brush and stuff. You can't see much in that further past the bridge into the journey of the land of tomorrow, into the land of tomorrow. You can't really see, like, other, you see, like, on your side is boarded up, uh, like, the building is boarded up. It had windows. You see a sign that says, like, describing this, it's like a punny version of a store. Future sundries or something. Uh, then to your left, uh, you see a couple of kiosks. Uh, the mountain of space. The mountain of space. Uh, that's further along, 
I don't know. The, the, the kiosks are kind of in your way. So you can't, other than the mountain of space seeing in that direction, you can't see anything. Then to your right is a big open plaza. And then further off behind that, you can see rising up what was known, going to be known as Progress Tower, which was a theme tower that was never completed. Okay. And uh, anything else I'm seeing? Uh, you, you see kind of the infrastructure for like the uh, the kind of uh, transit system, the, f- the fake transit system they had there, which was just more for entertainment and relaxation. Those tracks are above, go above you and kind of through the land. And then suddenly, before you see it, you feel the earth start to shake and you see then the crossing uh, the, uh, the, the open plaza that you'd looked at before, it, the steam, one of the steam giants, but it looks even bigger than you remember it. And it has a top hat and, uh, glowing steam eyes and it's going and it's definitely seems like it's patrolling. Okay. Well, I'm going to go back down and hide then. I'm, I'm observed for as long as safe and then hide. All right, yeah, you just observe, and it just seems to be like uh, you're able to observe it without being seen, and you see that it's patrolling the plaza on a somewhat consistent back-and-forth basis. Oh, boy. So I'll tell I tell everybody in my party about that. Uh, that's not good. Um, where uh, Where's the gem, Wada? Yeah, I have it. Okay, could I use it or could you go up and then keep an eye out for that steam giant? But could you see where it's pointing? Because I, I didn't, I don't think we discussed that. Uh, sure, you could go up there and use it to kind of, uh, it'll just light up more and more and like glow like a heartbeat when it's pointed in the right direction. Okay, so I'll do that with as much stealth as I can. First, making sure that the distance of the steps of the steam giant are getting less instead of more. Okay, so you go up, you wait a little while while it feels like the steam giant's walking away. You go up, you you just see the steam giant's head disappear as it goes off to the left behind some of the kiosks because of the your viewing angle. And then you use the gem, and it seems to be pointing, as it grows, it's um, pulsating, is at its highest and strongest point when it's pointed towards the progress tower. Okay, Uh, I'm going to go down and, uh, uh, but I think we need to make a quick decision since we got this cover open. So what does everybody think? Okay, I think we need to head to, uh, this is, uh, this is, uh, I think we need to head to Progress Tower. Does anybody know anything about Progress Tower? What do we know as a party? Or do we have any materials about Progress Tower? Um, is it, so, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, DM, but can we see who has, like, a history? Let's do a history roll, and then if we have anything on us, uh, Okay, you don't really, you have the map, so, so the map shows coming soon, uh, Progress Tower, uh, and it was, uh, like, uh, supposed to open, uh, parts of it were supposed to open pretty soon, 
including a, a spinner attraction and a swing-based attraction, and then a, a, a like a, 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 a hydrolator type of track, like a fake elevator type attraction. Okay, do we need to know anything more from history? Is it like uh, Mwada? Can you roll for history? Yeah, I can. Okay, so yeah, what I know is that pro- so Progress Tower is a combination of two visions of the future. The original creators behind the theme park had something called the Carousel of Progress, which was open for a long time. But they also had this vision for some sort of progress city. And they also had a need for more attractions in this land. And they also wanted to get this idea of hotels within the theme park. And like some sort of ultra modern version of the future that was more based on reality. And so what they decided to do was this thing called progress, the progress, they were just going to progress tower. So a progress tower was going to be, was like a re, an actual tower that had a hotel within the theme park or they had theme park access and theme park views. And they had kind of put it, they have two other more modern, semi-modern buildings a little bit off a ways. They were called contemporary. So they built it so it wouldn't block the firework views for those two buildings. Uh, But within the Progress Tower, not only was it going to have a hotel, but it was going to have three attractions as well as a queue built into the tower. So they were built on top of one another within the tower alongside the hotel, you know, not only for space, but for drama. So partially up the ways was like a spinner ride. Like the most famous one was like the elephant of fun where you do for kids, you just sit in and then it goes in a circle and they were going to have two of those that ran independently just to service more people an hour on what would be like the fourth or fifth floor of the hotel. And also, if you were checking into the hotel, you would just get access to these rides, which was pretty cool. But so that ride was there. And it was just cool because there's a lot of gl- it was going to it was not the hotel part was not completed. But so that was there. Then a few uh, flights above that uh, was like an outdoor swing ride. And it was the largest outdoor swing ride ever constructed. First time was something like this was built as a part of a tower around a central column. And uh, like a kind of swing ride, you'd go on an old-fashioned theme park. Like swings around a chain and everything, but it just fit a lot more people. And it had this way of, like, going up so you could load one group of people. I don't know. This was, like, uh, in the process of getting completed. Uh, Then above that, but also on the base of it, was this, like, uh, elevator drop attraction that... uh, that was to be opened. They were still, they didn't reveal a lot of it, but they, you know, they had another elevator drop attraction and this was supposed to be like a way more fun. And that was already fun. So people were like, well, that'll be interesting. I guess, uh, will it take away from the other attraction? No one knew because it hadn't opened. But that went all the way up to the top. And then, of course, there was going to be, you know, stuff at the top for the hotel. 
Okay. That's a lot of information. Thanks, Wada. So, do we... Okay, so we have to get over there, but the steam steam, steam giants searching or, or patrolling. This is Eleanor. What if we sneak... Could we sneak up and get onto the... Um, the transit thing, those tracks, is there a way for us to get up there without being seen but and use that as cover? Because I remember looking at that uh, and saying, well, that looks like something. I remember looking at it from the other side of like something could be up there keeping an eye on us because it has a roof. Uh, I mean, it's open on the sides, but it looks like it had a lip where we could kind of, could we crawl along the track without being seen by the steam giant? I like that plan. I think we should try that. Uh, okay. So what, what, what is your plan exactly? Okay. I think this should be the plan because I'm nimble and quick. Uh, I think we should break up into two groups, me by myself, uh, I will go out. I will wait. It seems like I'll try. What I'll try to do is observe the steam giant, and and I'll relay that to you. Then when I see a steam giant walking away, I'm going to run. I'm going to use. I have a rope and a grappling hook. Uh, if I don't see a ladder, I'm going to jump. Try to climb up there, and uh, do it as quietly as I can and as fast as I can. And then I will give a symbol, a sign back to all of you, uh, because you stood, I'll try to find a place where you could see me if I'm successful. If I'm not successful, uh, I think this giant steam giant is probably like, we should probably play that by ear, but maybe you just keep going on the mission and, uh, I'll try to run. I won't try to engage the steam giant, even if it sees me, but I also will run away from progress tower you should proceed okay that'll be back but if steam giant sees me i'll create a distraction and all of you head to progress tower and i'll try to get my way back there okay that sounds like a good plan to me you're very brave granada of dormach okay so can we do that uh dm so, yeah, it seems like you're really able to plan stuff out ahead of time, sometimes as a group, uh, but sometimes you just have spur-of-the-moment stuff, huh? I don't understand. Never mind. So, you observe the steam giant. The steam giant is moving in a regular patrol pattern. So, when the steam giant starts to walk away, you've already estimated the time you have, which is actually a decent amount of time. You run over to the nearest part, uh, which is just a, it's not very far because it runs down the middle of the thoroughfare. You throw your grappling hook. You're able to climb up. Wow. You really get good rolls too. No problem. You can climb up. No problem. Also, you notice two stanchions down, actually even further out of the way, maybe even totally out of the view of the steam giant is, uh, a ladder, a service ladder. It is not, doesn't go all the way down. So you, you, uh, maybe need to use your grappling hook there for your team. Okay. So I'll do that and I'll sign to my team, my rest of my squad. And, uh, 
I guess I can't, like, so I've signed to you where I am and how to get there. Okay, we'll try to sneak down there. It sounds like we have even better chance. We'll wait until the best time to go, and then we'll proceed. Okay, you proceed. Mwada does stumble, but the steam giant's moving so slowly uh, that you still manage to get uh, get there, climb up the rope, climb up the ladder, and now you're pretty much hidden from the steam giant if you crawl. And uh, the um, from where you are, uh, the transit separates to a left and a right track, and the right track heads towards Progress Tower, uh, but into some kind of darkness a little bit. Because, uh, uh, well, you already know from the history that uh, this transit used to kind of circle through, and it would circle around the old carousel of progress, but now... It was going to have a view of the lobby and the spinner ride and also be a part of you know, another showpiece for the hotel, just, just uh, something cool to look at. But it, it was going to, it was a way to sell people on the hotel, even though it's really expensive. Okay. But so we'll crawl towards the darkness, uh, uh, as stealthily as we can. And, uh, Head in that direction. Um, as you proceed, you notice uh, there's something about the darkness um, that uh, I guess M. Wada will, would say it. There's something about that darkness that uh, it makes me want to roll the dice. And uh, I don't know, that darkness is magical. I can tell you that from here. Oh, thank you, M. Wada, for letting us know that. Uh, and uh, can we just do a gem check of where in the progress tower the uh, the thing might be? Yeah, we, I'm checking the gem now, and it is uh, towards the top of the tower. Oh, great. Uh, and I suppose we'll have to go into the tower, I guess, to find our way to the top. Um, so it's a magical darkness. Wada, do you have anything other way to determine... Uh, anything else? Um, I can tell you that it's a powerful spell, and I sense something else, but I, I'm not exactly sure. That's more based on my intuition role. That there's something there, there's something there, right at the edge of the, right inside the darkness. Uh, but something that's draw like. My intuition's not sure how to feel about it. It feels interested. Okay, um, interesting. So we have magical darkness. We have a steam giant patrolling. We have the gem uh, telling us we need to go to the top of Progress Tower. Uh, anyone have any ideas? Yeah, this is Zell. I think we should get closer. We should decide who's best to, uh, investigate what M. Watt is sensing on the edge of the magical darkness. So, like, who has the most charisma? I think that's you. I think that's you, uh, Zill. Why don't you and Water go? And I'll go with you since uh, the, the three of us go. What if we just all, you know, maybe I should go by myself. I'm seeing my intuition 
can, as, that's a good role. And I, yeah, I'll go by myself because it just in case, but stay close. Okay, so yeah, your intuition was right, Sal, to go by yourself. And you get closer to the magical darkness. You can't see anything, but you could definitely sense there's something or someone there by your intuition uh, watching. Okay, so I say, hey, I know you're there watching us, wondering if we're like uh what we're doing here could we're not we're uh i'm just curious about you seem to be shrouded in some sort of magical darkness i don't know why you're putting the darkness that way and i don't know if maybe you're hiding from that steam giant but if you crouch down like us or you're small like us it can't see you because of the angle of the roof uh, or the canopy of this and we're really only here uh, looking for something. Maybe you could help us or maybe we could help you. Okay, due to your charisma, uh, you start to hear some some sort of like kind of mechanical and, uh, um, you know, noises that you're already familiar with. Uh, and you see two characters crawl out of the uh, darkness, and they're crawling like you instructed. Uh, and their their dress are both uh, like uh, kind of like look like humans, uh, human animatronics, and they come to towards you, and. Uh, uh, and they're headed towards you in a slow, deliberate way, crawling to stay out of the view of the steam giant. Okay, what does everybody move closer just in case? Uh, hi, I'm Zell. Um, I'm here. I'm looking for something that I think is on the roof uh, of this tower. Do you live in this tower? Were you part of this tower? Yeah, hi, I'm, I'm, uh, we're, we're aunt and uncle. And yeah, we used to, you, you don't, do you really want to go in there? Well, uh, you may, you might know something that I don't, but I don't know if I have a choice to go in there. I'm in a party, I'm with a party of adventurers. Those are my friends behind me. And, um, yeah, we're trying to go in there to find something that we think is on the roof or up top of the tower. Is there a way to get up there? Yeah, there's a way to get up there, but I don't know. We got we 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 left because we didn't. We we were always like uh, the aunt and uncle. We were always a joke when it was so. The once upon a time, we used to be a part of a the, rotating theater show, and we were both part of the humor relief. Uh, and as things changed and we went from passive to active, we stayed on those roles. And as the mothers and fathers and the grandparents and the kids, you know, they were more the stars of the show. They still kind of acted like we were uh, punchlines, the two of us. Uh, so we left and then they, this, uh, like, uh, 
I don't know. They started, we started, we would listen, and they were always saying that someone was going to come to take a, a part of their, the, 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 this magical rod or something. Uh, that's what gave them the magic power. It's, it's our parents, to be honest with you. And uh, that's when they put the darkness spell on. But the good thing about the darkness spell is that giant can't see us. That giant started walking around. But we just live up here. Okay, could you tell us uh, where the giant, where that magical rod is? Does that sound, Wada, does that sound like what we're looking for? It could be. Where, where's the magical rod? Uh, well, the magical rod's up on the the uh, the, the the parents have it. Uh, the grandparents, my parents, they have it up on the roof. It's like a rod for when the sky makes lights at night during the rain. Uh, that's when the rod has the most power. Oh, so it's a lightning rod. Okay. Could a lightning rod be a staff that we're looking for, Zell? I think you wanted to ask me, Mwada, but yeah, it could be. So, Mwada here, I just had a question for the aunt and uncle. So you are a part of a family unit, kind of like being a part of a group, uh, and but you weren't respected by the other members of that group, it sounds like, that they didn't really respect you. Exactly. Wow, that must have been tough. It was so tough. We had we 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 said we don't we're not going to live in this tower because they said we could live anywhere in the tower we want, and the kids decided to live. The kids and the dogs decided to live together, and the mothers and fathers decided. And well, some of the dogs live with the mother and father, and then the grandparents. They said we'll keep this tower protected. Uh, if you keep it clean, and but they, you know they always wanted to ask me if I was going to go in the bathtub and stuff like that. So yeah, we didn't like it anymore. And yeah, it was a family group that we felt like we were a part of. Well, we never felt like we were a part of it. We always felt like outsiders. You know how that feels, Wada? I do know how it feels. Like uh, you thought you were a part of the group, but then you realized you were an outsider. Yeah, that's a. Uh, Okay, can we? Sorry, this is Granada here. It sounds like we're getting. We need to focus our conversation uh, on, on the present moment, and not the past, whether it's recent or distant past. Uh, so here's the thing: we need to get to the top. Uh, could you tell us how to get in there, or what's waiting for us? And uh, you know, if you, if there's a, some sort of quid pro quo, let me know. Uh, this is Zell. I just want to say, Granada, you're doing a really good job of leading the party today. Well, thank you. Thank you, Zell. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, uh, but go ahead, uh, Uncle. Yeah, there is. So we would make a deal with you. If you can get the uh, ride back working, we'd love to ride the ride. I guess the steam giant might chase us, but it... Uh, I don't think the steam giant could catch us if we were riding. If you could get this ride going, that would give us something to do because we're operational. Or if you could just clear out the tower progress because of all the people that weren't nice to us. Okay, well, uh, it's all darkness. How would we find our way to get to the top of the tower? Have you been to the top of the tower? 
we have before we left. So we were originally part of the queue, and then we all, that was when we were passive, because they took the old theater ride and made it part of the queue show. Different generations of our family at different different time periods in history. And then after you went through, like, that was for the whole queue as you split up, and then you went into split up into different rides. Because uh, it was always a line. I don't know, it was just a way to, like, uh, anyway, because then people could go on all the rides if they wanted. But so it was kind of like a pre-show type thing. And then the grandparents, they wanted, like, they they found the the uh, the, the, the rod of power or whatever. But so, yeah, recently they made this darkness. But you could go in if you just, just stay against the wall on the left side. Like where we live, you go past where we were sitting around. And if you keep going, eventually you're going to find a door. And if you open that door, uh, then you'll go through a hall and there'll be some stairs and then a door. Don't go through the door, but it, when, you, when you're facing the door, go left, right, uh, and then you'll go down another hall, and then you'll run into a set of double doors. And then you go through those double doors. Oh, wait, I guess I mixed up. I think you got to go up like three or four flights of stairs, not just one set of stairs. But, yeah, once you go up the stairs, then there's a door. Don't go through the door at the top of the stairs. Go down the hall through that door. What would happen if we go through the doors at the the door at the top of the stairs? Uh, I think it's just there's no I don't know nothing and there's nothing there. But if you do that, if you go through the double doors on the other side of the double doors is where all the kids are, and that's where that spinner ride is. And I'll tell you that the kids are going to be waiting for you to 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 to, to deal with you all. Okay, this is Granada. I really like need to get get in some. This has been a like uh, I know we're getting close to our time as a our adventure to, for the week's gone, and I feel like we've gotten sidetracked a little bit. Uh, so I think we should follow. I I just want to trust my gut. Everybody, we should follow, and we should just try to get up where those kids kids and kids are. But they're animatronic kids that are probably going to be against us. Is that what you're saying, Uncle? Hey, that's what I am saying. Is there anything else? Uh, we, so is a ride functional or is there? Uh, oh, the, yeah. So the so the magical darkness doesn't extend out past. So the spinners, like the little ships you could go in, those are outside of the darkness of the ride. Okay, so they would like. Uh, does anybody have any brainstorm? Okay, so if it's what I'm picturing, we maybe we could climb out onto the attraction. Do the kids? Do the kids? So it's like the sons and the daughters from the shows. Do they have like if they were going to try to stop us or get in our way? Do they have anything that they could use at a distance? No, they don't. You just like uh, they they. Uh, if you get if they get a hold you know if they get a if they give you a hug or or uh, something you'd be they would kiss and hug you you know what I mean but they don't have anything uh, no 
Okay, so this is Zell. If we can get out on the attraction out out of the magical darkness, then we could get them out there, and we could just use our distance, and we we would. Uh, does that sound doable? Uh, do, do, it sounds doable to all to me, Eleanor. Would it be DM? Okay, so you want to follow the path that this character has led you, told you. Then when you get go through the double doors, try to get to the outside to, to outside of the magical darkness. Then use use your distance to advantage against the if these kids uh, from the ride animatronic uh, fake child age animatronics are going to come come for come try to hug and kiss you with uh, with an agenda. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Let me see. So you go through the darkness. You're going through the magical darkness, but it's uh, you proceed just like the character has said. Yeah, proceed out. Um, go through the double doors. Oh, wait, wait. Before we go through the double doors, should we come up with a distraction? Like Zell, is there any way? Or Wada, is there any way? to find the edge of the magical darkness and head in the right direction? Or should we distract them? Like, are they, can we pause at the doors and then come up with a plan? Okay. So yeah, we'll pause. We pause. This is M. Wada. We pause at the doors. Um, I don't know what spell I could maybe detect magic, and then I like would that. I guess I kind of since I'm the DM, this is kind of a tough. Okay, I'm going to use detect magic, and yeah, I can tell that when we open the doors, it's about 300 feet off to the right. Uh, that uh, we we need to get to. Okay, uh, this is Granada. But can we listen in in the room? Yeah, you hear uh, like a teenage voices and uh, like uh, middle middle school age voices, uh, kids uh, arguing and playing games. Okay, this is Granada. I have an idea. So it's to the right, three hundred yards. I'm really good at keeping my sense of place. And this was an idea we already floated. We go into the room as quietly as we can. All of you head to the right uh, out of the magical darkness. I will play a game called Hello, Find Me, which was a game we used to play in Darmok. Uh, Very fun game. We played in the water particularly. And everyone would close their eyes except for the Hello, Find Me person. I don't know if these characters can see in the magical darkness, but the uncle and the aunt could not. Maybe. I I think we forgot to ask them. But So let's assume the kids can't see in the magical darkness, uh, which doesn't make any sense, but maybe it makes sense. Uh, And I'll try to create a distraction until you can get out of the magical darkness. Then... As soon as you do that, all of you start saying, hello, find me. That's when I'll know to go silent and to try to get to you uh, as stealthily as I can. Now, if the kids, in the, the, the they, if they can see, then 
I'll just need you. Well, then we got to get them out. Otherwise, we won't be able to see them unless Wada could counter the spell somehow. Yeah, I can't counter the spell. It's a powerful one. Okay, so that sounds. does that sound like a plan? It does sound like a plan. Um, this is Zell. Can I just say, so we will all go into action, but uh, Wada, can you use that Thunder Wave too? Yeah, I can use that. And listen, Wada, I'm sorry we didn't wake you up. We just didn't really think, we really didn't think you wanted to go to the, we really just didn't, we didn't uninvite you to the party. We just didn't think you had any interest at all in going, so then we didn't factor it in. So I'm sorry. We didn't wake you up for the party we had in the clinic. That's fine. Okay, let's do our plan, though, because it's we almost have to go. Everybody's got to go home in a little while. Okay, so you head, in, you head through the doors. Uh, the doors do creak as you open them. And you hear the kids and the things hear that. And they have, just so you know, they have excellent hearing. So then everyone rushes off to the right uh, to try to get out of the magical darkness as Darmok says, hello, find me. Very loud, very loud, I say it, to cover the tracks. So Darmok, um, okay, and then I'm just going to roll for initiative for everybody. It's... Uh, uh, the Janies and the Jaces. Uh, so there's Janie, there's three of each. And they all have two things, like the uncle said, uh, like a hug and a kiss. Uh, so the, the overall initiative for this whole thing is going to be uh, Janie, J- Janie, Janie, Jace. So Janie 1, Jane, Janie 2, Jace 1, Granada, Wada, Zell, Janie 3, Jace 2, Jace 3, Eleanor, and LVC. And that kind of happens as everybody's running. Uh, Janie 1 and 2 do manage to hug you, Granada. And Jace, uh, oh no, Jace does not manage to kiss you. Is that right? Yeah. So you you manage to get out of their embraces, but it, it's, it comes at a cost of uh, eight and seven. Okay. Well, uh, on my turn, then I'm next in the initiative. I'd go back against, uh, and we'll just do them in order, everybody, uh, even though we didn't establish that. Uh, I'll go after Janie 1, even though it's uh, I can't see. Okay, you successfully do that. Eight plus five, is that right? Oh, you know, I'm going to use my second. You're right. Uh, can I use a sneak during that? You can. Yeah, so eight plus five. Plus five more. Or no, say, okay, so yeah, you do that successfully. Okay, and then I'm going to, like, how have, have they gotten to the, yeah, now they're saying, hey, can, come, come and find me. Also, Watt is about to do Thunder Wave, so you probably want to... Okay, so I'll run to the to the right as far as I can. Okay, then Wada does Thunder, and let's see, it goes... Uh, where do we got it? Uh, Janie 1, 8, Janie 2, 8, Jace 8, 4, 4, 4. Okay, so half 8, half 4. Great. Uh, then Zell... 
you're going, wow, Zell rolled a 20. Also, Granada, between the Thunder Wave and Granada, Janie 1 is gone. And then Zell rolled the 20. So, with the longbow, that's Janie 2 is now gone. Now, Jane, Jane, Janie 3 uh, does manage actually. Like, so you all climbed up on the, the things, but they're already out of the dark. So you're on these, like, spinner rockets, plastic rockets, but they're not that low. They're low enough that you have a slight advantage, but not that much of an advantage. So Janie 1 actually gets in a, um, a swingy poo on, on uh, Zell 18. Uh, let's see. Jamie or Jace two and three, they don't manage to do anything. Um, Eleanor two, LVC, you get a 19, and that's enough with your jab to uh take out um uh James one. Okay, then we got uh, so next up, first round is Granada. What are you doing, Granada? Okay, I'm going to get into wherever whoever's going after uh, uh, Zell. Oh, no, they're gone, huh? Um, uh, James, Jace, uh, too, I guess. Uh, is that who's up next? Or what about uh, Jane 3? Uh, okay, which one? Whoever's in James, uh, Jace, J, Janie 3, because that's who's next on the list. Okay, so you successfully, 17. So you successfully, that's it for Janie 3. So what do we have left? Two two of the Jaces, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do another Thunder Wave just because this is already, okay, successful. And then Zell, you go, and who are you going after? Uh, whoever's next, one of the two Jace, Jace 2. Okay, you successfully take out Jace 2. Jace 2 does not manage, and Jace 3 do not manage to get anything in. Eleanor 4, Lord Von Chill 1. Okay, next round, Granada 5. Watt, are you going to do another spell? No. I'll do um, uh, just like a... Oh, I don't have any. Could I lean in and, and can I jump down and help Granada? Okay, you can. Okay, you successfully. Um, I've lost track of my own notes, but J3 is all that's left. Uh, is that right? Okay, you, 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 J2 or J3 in a bit of trouble, uh, but does manage to get another thing in on Granada. So Granada's really low. And then Eleanor, 20. So that's it, Eleanor. So you're fine. Everything's fine except, uh, um, let me see. So all of them are, are taken out. And uh, Wada used three spells. Oh, yeah, so three spells. Um, Granada's down to four. And Zell, you're down five. Okay, this is Eleanor. I'm going to use one of the um, the uh, 
what are those? The second tier? Because that'll, what are you missing? Uh, I'm going to use one of the major health kits on them. On Granada, because that's 4d4. So that should put you right back where you were, right? Yeah, so that's almost at full health. Uh, that restores 4d4, 8, plus 4, 12 hit points, yeah. And then let me use a first aid kit on Zell. That's just like a 4 plus 1, right? So th 3, is that right? But can I roll? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, you did get a four. So five. For Z so Zell's back. Uh, yeah, so you've uh, cleared out the kids. You're in out of the magical darkness. Though to proceed, you would have to figure out where you're proceeding. But uh, I guess we, we do have to break. I do have to. So uh, let's all, why don't you all just rest in your little rockets? Uh, well, you can't have a full rest. You'd have a short rest. And we'll reunite uh, together again soon. Good night. All right, everybody. It's uh, Scoots here. It's time for our episodically modular, ser serialized series of actual play. Uh, like, uh, which is a like a podcast where people are actually playing a game of D. D well, they're not playing D and D. They're playing a game in an in a, uh, another timeline. Or possibly the, our future, uh, a game based on the fifth edition D and D rules, uh, which I think to them they said, "Wow, those rules really worked." Uh, or maybe I don't know. I don't know the the context of that. Uh, but this game is called this show is called Journey into the Land of Tomorrow, and it's a group of friends playing a role playing game. And you and I just kind of get to join them there. It'd be nice. Just sit there and listen to them play. And pretty nice. And, and the, like because it's uh, episodically modular, the characters themselves actually have to get caught up on the game, uh, where the game is at. So you really don't miss anything if you want to listen. If this is your first episode, then you can just listen to the older episodes and say, oh, those are the prequels. Uh, so that's what's nice about that. Um what else? I think that's it. It's a, it's a fun series. You listen to it in any, any order. Very sleepy. And, of course, we have our uh, Hollywood announcer here. Uh, by waves, you know, by wave, zoomed his way here. Zoom, you zoomed your Can you make a movie called, like, maybe you could make a rom-com zoomed into my heart. That's probably already getting made, huh? You've zoomed your, uh, Antonio, you've zoomed your way into my heart. And uh, that's uh, like, uh, uh, so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, oh, sorry, that's your line. Uh, uh, without further ado, Mr. Antonio Banderas. Uh, friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, game players everywhere. It's time. To roll the dice. It's time. You know, I, I like uh, rolling the dice with Scooter. In more ways than one, actually rolling dice. Uh, not in a role-playing game, but we play the role of friend. I play the role of Scooter's friend. Uh, you may know me from previous roles I've played. Famous roles, like Scooter's friend number one. Scooter just said number two. 
which I don't think is funny. Uh, but without further ado, I present to you Journey into the Land of Tomorrow. Clickety-clackety, the dice goes into the future. Whoosh. All right, everybody, this is your Dungeon Master. Let's get playing. Bazel, you're up on recap. Uh, okay, okay, but can we just talk about uh, what, we, what all of us witnessed last night? Can we do, do we have to start or can we get settled in? You know, it's my role as DM to keep this game on track. And I say, can you just do the recap? And then, you know, we're, we're scheduled to start the game. Okay, well, so as I start our recap of our, okay, I'll do the recap where we're at, place setting for all of my fellow adventurers. I'm Zell, who now warrior, a fighter that all of you refer to as a working class warrior, which just means I'm not from a privileged background, which doesn't necessarily always mean something negative even though some people have some negative connotations with it it's just a f fact you could I, yes i could use another term other than privileged like our other warrior soldier fighter lord von chill and yeah we're the most heavily uh re ready for for you know we lead the charge though we don't always lead it but if you know if, if people need to be up front it could be Mazel or Lord Von Chill. We also have a Florentian nurse who's quite hardy in battle, uh, known as Eleanor. She serves the three Florences, and uh, she's robust in a you know in a battle-based situation. We also have uh, Lord Von Chill's assistant, or sidekick, or hireling, depending on how you want to describe it. But I think he's become a member of our party, and that's a nimble of finger, fleet of foot, Granada of Darmok. A member of the Thieves' Guild, but I think if he's stolen anything, it's my respect uh, for someone I'll no longer call any of those other terms. A full member of our party, in my opinion. Another full member of our party, but a little bit more uh, in a different situation, is our uh, magic user. They are quiet, and uh, they've been dependable, though we've had mixed interactions. Uh, but, uh, you, you know, we've come to all respect, uh, but also was originally played by someone who swore they would never play a game with us again because of something that was between Lord Von Chill, I, and the former, one, of the, one of our former players, the two people that used to, we used to play with. One of whom was replaced by Eleanor, but our magic user, because they like made the choice to uh, bow out even more last minute, is being played uh, by our DM, whose first time DMing is going pretty well, even though they're they're trying to balance playing both uh, Kind of an NPC, but also a member of our adventuring party that I'll stay on track saying, and we're here in the land of tomorrow, a land in a giant theme park from the before time, long since closed and abandoned. But party or parties of other adventurers, both uh, 
Well, we, we've come across the leftovers of parties of adventurers that are good. We're, we're here tasked by the Wizards Council to find a portal, magical portal to another world and to seal it up. Uh, you, we're also uh, right now finding some artifacts that we will use to seal the portal. It's a portal to another world, a magical realm. And if someone was to gain, power, gain control of that portal, they could have untold power. Or it could just be chaos coming in and out of our world if someone doesn't close it up. You say, well, what if someone more, you, you know what I mean? We, that's what our job is. Our job is not to overthink it. Thus far, we've been working our way through this area, the theme park. We know that there's a couple giant, or definitely at least one giant steam being patrolling around that we've had to avoid. We've found a gem uh, that has brought us to where we are right now within the Progress Tower, a multi-level hotel and attraction complex that was supposed to open in the future of this past place. Um, we just uh, successfully defeated some of the animatronics from the queue of this attraction, uh, teens, tweens, um, and it was quite a battle, but uh, we, there, there's also magical darkness that doesn't enclose the whole tower, but the majority of this tower, though we found ourselves on the edge of the magical darkness we know we have to work our way to the top. We suspect that if we get to the top that uh, we can find a, a staff that this gem goes with. Then we just need the headpiece and we'll have everything we need to close the magical portal. And I think that's it. Uh, we're here. We just had a short rest, so we may have recovered some of our hit points. And the DM is nodding. Also, as a player, you know, I do have to mention that I had this dream last night as Zell, the character within this game, that around a world, all of these people were watching the season finale of the Scourge of the Eleven Seas, the famous uh, program that we all love so much, and that no one could believe how the season ended. And with a twist that I don't want to spoil, but uh, does anyone else have a reaction? Did anyone else have a shared dream? Like, I feel like we had a shared dream. Oh, I could, this is Lord Von Chill here. I could not believe that they made that choice with the series. Uh, I mean, were they supposed to be separated? I mean, were they related? I just, I, I didn't quite, I, I was totally flabbergasted, but uh, I also don't think I totally understood it, even though I was watching it with you, Zell. It was a dream, remember? Because the DM's got rules, so we got to keep this in world. Even though it's the DM's favorite show. I had a dream that there was someone called DM. Okay, this is the DM. Um, I didn't watch it, so... I don't know what dream you're talking. I didn't watch this, so please don't spoil it. But I, yeah, actually, I don't even care anyway. What do you mean you didn't watch it? Like, uh, you, you, why wouldn't you have watched it last night? You didn't. You didn't get. We had a watch party. You didn't even return any of our texts. You didn't. We tried to invite you. You didn't get back to any of us. I was occupied writing this, going over, making sure the game was going to be good tonight. 
So you chose to work on this game versus hanging out with us and watching what was probably the most spectacular season finale of the Scourge of the Eleven Seas since last season, season finale. Well, I also like to watch alone, but yeah, I wanted to work on the game. But it was kind of like a group, that was like a group experience watching that. Really, I wish you would have been there. Okay, well, I wasn't there. I was. Um, can we go on with this game, though? Well, aren't you worried about getting spoiled, even though we won't spoil you? Is it spoiling you to talk about how great it was? It is it's spoiling the game that we're supposed to be playing. Wow, are you okay? Because I don't remember you. Is everything okay? I mean, that this. I mean, I realize I appreciate the work you put into this module. Yeah, I'm just trying to keep things on time. Really, I know like uh, other players have maybe spoken to me about uh, time us not being on time. Oh yeah, who 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 spoke to the DM about not being on time? Well, Lord Von Chill here. I mean, I've told every time I'm running late, I say I'm going to be late, uh, and then the DM says I got to be on time. So, is that what you mean? Oh, okay. You're right. Let's just move on. Sorry, I'm just trying to keep my role as DM. Okay, that's fine. So Zell here. I guess I'm leading this night tonight's action. All right. So everybody. So we're here. On the level of this attraction where the spinner ride is, jets of rocketeering or something. I don't know what it was called. I know some of you do, but like, and so the tower's still cloaked in magical darkness. So I'd like to see, Wada, what you think of the magical darkness. Granada, is there a way to get up? uh, We kind of know what's waiting for us, right? So these were the children that... uh, like, so their their animatronic parents or grandparents will be waiting for us on the next level. Uh, can everybody see what they see uh, with regards to magic and how we could best go upstairs and kind of avoid the magical darkness or use it as cover? Okay, this is Granada of Darmic here, and I just rolled, that's a pretty high roll. So what do I see? Okay, you see a ladder that is out on the edge of the... So this platform is still under construction, so this seems to be some sort of ladder that does go up. It looks like it does go up to the next level. I mean, it's about five stories above you. And all you can see is, like, the decorative... You know, you you can't really see much, uh, but it would be probably some sort of service thing. It's off, and it's yeah, it's pretty far away from the magical darkness on the edge of the platform for unloading and unloading, where typically no one could go because, it, it, you, know, you know what I mean? It's on the edge. Okay, so it's on the edge there. Uh, but is have I discovered the ladder is climbable and structurally sound? Yeah, you, you you determine that it's structurally sound. You know, as long as you hold on or use a safety safety type. Uh, okay, we'll be safe on it. Uh, Wada, what do you think about this magical darkness? Uh, this is M. Wada. This magical darkness, I am a little bit concerned. It is waning. It's still magical darkness. It would be difficult for us to see... 
It's not as powerful as it was a few hours ago. But for it to be continuing like this, really, I cannot determine. I I mean, maybe it's some, I don't, I can't quite wrap my head around how it's being generated. Even though it's, maybe it's going down in power, it usually wouldn't just slowly fade out. But I'm guessing is that it could slowly fade out, but it's not faded out enough where... If we go into it, we will not be able to see. And my sense is if we tried to use a counter, if I tried to use a counter spell or if Eleanor did, I, I, I'm not sure it would be effective. So I would say I defer to Granada and in the party's decision. Okay, this is Zell here. So we have magical darkness, very, very strong. We don't know what its source is. So that's something to keep an eye on. We're going to climb up this ladder. I think that we're all in agreement on that. Why don't we send Granada up uh, alone? Granada, are you comfortable with that? Total, full, as stealthily as you can and see what you see. I'd be happy to do that. Uh, but can, I'll call you up because I don't want to come back down and then go back up. That would be not a good use of my energy. Okay, that's fine. So Granada climbs up the ladder with stealth and, okay, DM, Granada climbs up the ladder with stealth, very stealthily, very fleet of foot, nimble of finger. Also, I used a safety harness, like a rope uh, for, with a, okay, you, you were safe. You get to the top, uh, to the next level, and this is an old-fashioned swing ride, though... You, that you may have seen pictures of before, it would spin around with these swings. Everybody sits in a chair tied to chains around a central, like a central column with a canopy. The difference is, is that when this starts to swing, you would be out over the edge of Progress Tower. And also that there's like, it would be, there's supposed to be hotel rooms like that would have a view of this and the lobby um, you're at the far edge again, as the swings would swing out, they're hanging not that far above your head. They're about down to your chin or your chest from what you could guesstimate from your hiding spot on the ladder. You see magical darkness, uh, that goes about halfway across a platform. So it's half the ride is cloaked in magical darkness and the rest of the building uh, you definitely sense something or you feel something in your gut. Uh, but you're pretty stealthy. So even though you feel something in your gut, you're pretty sure that um, that uh, you, you feel good. You feel confident that you, because you, you rolled a high dice. I mean, you know, you rolled the 18. So, okay. So nothing can see me, but I can't see anything other than the ride. So, hmm. Like, I guess I would sit up here and wait for my party to brainstorm an idea because I can't brainstorm with them, uh, Zell. Uh, thanks, Granada of Darmok. So, yeah, we should. Granada Darmok's waiting for us. Does anybody have any ideas? Eleanor, you've been quiet. Yeah, I mean, my sense is that the animatronics, again, won't have any sort of ability to, to battle over distance. 
So what I'm thinking is that we go up, we try to get into the, it would be good to know, it sounded like we could get into the swings. And maybe we have some distance, but maybe that draws them out also. Maybe we pretend we're going to get in the swings for fun. We act oblivious. And then when they come out, because it's chin level, so the animatronics would be able to, to have an exchange with us, right? And then we use our, is there a way we could like hook our, like we all have grappling hooks and ropes. Is there a way for us to hook our ropes onto something and pull ourselves, like using some sort of safety technique, like pull the swings? Oh, also it'd be a question of are the swings structurally sound? We should figure that out. But then we would be out of distance of the animatronics, and then we could just pick them off with our distance, just like last time. Uh, Lord Von Chill here. I agree with that idea fully. We all, I think we could do that. Uh, we could just, if we all grab onto two swings, we don't even need grappling hooks. We get into one set of swings, sit down, and then push swings to other people, and then grab the chain of the other swing and pull ourselves out of the distance and see if we could hook our swings or something or use our feet in the other set of swings. And then we'll be free to, to deal with the animatronics. Okay, uh, Wada, you have any thoughts? I'm interested to see the shape of the magical darkness up there, but I agree with the plan. I think it's a good plan. The only other idea would be if we use one person as bait, if it doesn't work. Um, okay, you're thinking you're going to use me as bait, huh, Wada? No, I didn't say that. Okay, let's do that plan, and um, so we'll all get up to climb it to the ladder, wait at the last minute of the ladder, tell Granada the plan, then run to the swings. Why don't Lord Von Chill and I go last in case the animatronics are waiting for us or something, then get in the swings and then go. Sounds good, everybody. Okay, so we're going to do that plan. It is, we're all in consensus. Okay, DM here. So, okay, let me just roll some dice here. Okay, let me roll some some of these. So, I think I understand your plan. I'm just doing a, a couple pieces more math. Okay. And M plus, carry the one. What's that, plus two? Okay. Zell here, why are you doing so much math uh, for our plan? Shouldn't it just be one, like, constitution roll or strength roll or dexterity roll? I'm just, excuse me, I'm the DM right now. Okay. All right. All right, so, okay, here's how it goes. Okay, why did you do so many rolls, though? Okay, here's how it goes. So you, you, you Granada, you, you all climb up. Uh, Granada first, and you're all on the platform. Granada tries to climb onto a swing first, no problem. Swings up. Uh, then Wada, uh, then Eleanor, all get up and start swinging. Uh, get like grabbing other swings. At first, it makes a lot of noise and is very awkward. 
But eventually Granada gets it because of Granada's dexterity and says, oh, just hook your feet into another swing and then twist the swing. And Granada figures out a pretty easy plan to swish and twist another swing with your feet. And then that shortens the, uh, the, the thing on the other swing. And that pulls you up uh, successfully. And you you definitely, Wadden also notices that the darkness is just barely lighter. And that there does seem to be a set of animatronics waiting. But they don't do anything until one of you is going to have to go last. Who's going to go last? Lord Von Chill. I'll go last. No, I'll go last, Lord Von Chill. I'm there. I mean, I'm, it's my... Okay, so I climb up. Okay, so Lord Von Chill climbs up, and then um, uh, you see the animatronics come out, but uh, Zell, you still have time to climb up if you decide to. Okay, then I decide to. Okay, and then the animatronics come out, and uh, then I roll for, then I already rolled for initiative. That was part of the math I was doing. It's a mother, a father, and a, a puppy dog, animatronics. And they come out below you. The, 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 um, what do you call it? The, um, initiative is Eleanor Granada, uh, the father figure, Lord Von Chill, Zell, the puppy, uh, the, oh no, the father figure, the mother figure was earlier. I messed that up. And then Wada. Okay, and so they're trying to jump up and get us, is that right? Yeah, so they're coming at you under you, but they're still walking. So you could all go first. Eleanor, 16, does, oh, yeah, so Eleanor, sorry, I forgot ahead of myself. So who are you going to go after? Oh, the mother figure, if she's first, this is Eleanor. Everyone in agreement? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, so Eleanor, you get you do six on the mother. Granada, you miss. Uh, Lord Von Chill, you do nine, on uh, with like uh, with your uh, bow or javelin. Sorry, thank you for getting that correct. Uh, I have three javelins, correct? Yes. Uh, thanks for letting me know that. Zell, you miss. You got a six. Uh, Believe okay, then uh, uh, Wada, uh, 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 no, Wada three, so you miss. Okay, okay, so then they get below you and they're jumping, they're trying to jump up. Uh, right now they're below, the mom's below Zell, and uh, the dog is below Lord Von Chill, and the dad is below Zell. Okay. Can we keep going? Yes. Yeah, so this time Eleanor misses Granada. You do six on the mother figure. Um. Okay. So that's okay. And then the mom actually does grab Zell's foot uh, successfully, uh, and then uh, manages to swipe up on your leg. It does four. Uh, Lord Von Chill. You you end up with the mom. After that, the mom ceases to exist. You use a javelin and uh, 
D Dtronic, the animatronic, Zell, um, Mrs. Uh, the dog, the puppy dog actually does get Lord Von Schill's uh, uh, ankle. Does four. The dad misses. Uh, Wada casts. Uh, um, Thunderwave, which does works on the uh, dad and the dog, and does eight uh, and pushes them back, uh, though they come right back moving forward. Next round, Eleanor plus two oh, does uh, another six on the father figure. I'm going to use my sneak attack grenade here if I can. Okay, so you do got two, then you got 18, so you got six. So, okay, the father figure's a bit in trouble. Uh, let's see. Mom, or mom's gone. Okay, Lord Von Chill. No, okay, Lord Von Chill misses. Uh, Zell, okay, Zell does eight more. Uh, the dog, 18, four, does four more on Lord Von Chill. Uh, the dad, oh, the dad does four on Zell. Uh, Wada, oh, didn't Wada just go? Was that earlier? I'm sorry, mixed up now. No, yeah, Wada does four, another Thunder Wave, four on each one. Okay, these have a lot of uh, hit points, don't they? Uh, the dog does not, uh, so the dog has only been hit by... Well, it's been 12, so yeah, the dog does not have a lot left. Uh, it had uh, 18, I think, uh, 12, four, 12 plus 4, 16, so 4 left. And the dad has uh, an indeterminate amount of hit points left. Uh, okay. Okay, so next round, uh, what is that? Oh, okay. Eleanor 14, uh, wow, so this is effective round. Granada and Lord Von Chill, you all kind of strike, all successfully, right in a row, hit the dad. So the dad just crumbles into a, a bunch of bolts. And then, Zell, you uh, send the puppy to, uh, well, it's a successful round rolling to, uh, oh, no, wait, yeah, right as you... Uh, do send the puppy to uh, the, the big farm. Two more run out of the darkness and start running around back and forth. Uh, okay, this is Zell. Um, so we're we're in pretty good shape, though. So let's just take. Should we just keep going? Can we? Do we need to re-roll for initiative? No, this again was part of my math. Uh, oh, because you just paused in a weird way. I don't think I did, but yeah, so you're already ready for initiative. So do you want to, are you ready? Yeah, this is just elegant, though. Let's hold off on any more magic wada just in case, because these dogs don't, we know that they don't, they have 16 hit points. So is everybody in agreement? Yes, I'm, I'm in agreement. Okay, so you all are engaging the dogs, and I'll just tell you, um, that as you're engaging the dogs and battling with them, uh, and, and picturing yourself aiming, and that you're you're unaware that above you, 
on the 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 overhang of the ride where the uh, where your uh, seats are are attached um or other animatronic figures and uh they start uh like uh, spinning your 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 chairs around you can't see up because you weren't even aware of it till it starts to happen and then one of you Eleanor is the only one that has a wherewithal to look up and sees that uh some animatronic arms are just down there swinging, swinging, swinging. Okay, this is Zell. So we're getting swung around. Is there any way we could grab on to anything? Or can't, are, are our feet attached? Uh, yeah, so you're kind of discombobulated. During the time you're discombobulated? Now, don't worry, because I'm just going to tell you this. You're a few feet of, above the ground, right? Uh eventually all of your chairs drop to the ground and all of you lose focus temporarily. You you go to sleep in a sense. Wait, do we go to sleep in a sense, all of us? I never even heard of that happening in an adventure. Uh, well, that's what happened. You don't know because you're not, you're, you're, you're asleep, you're out, you're, you're resting with your eyes closed. Yeah, but that doesn't just happen. Right, it didn't just happen, it happened. But it didn't just happen. I roll I did plenty of rolling. Alright, well, uh so we're all so what happens next? So what happens next is that eventually all of you slowly come to you've all taken not too bad, like it looks like a. Um, I can I can list it, or I could just give you an overview, and we could get into specifics later. But between six and four of damage from your falls, so you're bruised, but you wake up uh, slowly, each one of you, and you're all uh, um, uh, uh, attached with the chains from the ride and other stuff uh, to stanchions, uh, and you feel like uh, the, the like the air. And as you look around, you realize that you're at the top of Progress Tower. Now, there is like an antenna tower towering above that, uh, another five or six feet. Uh, and then you see in front of you uh, the the, the um, parents and the grandparents, but also a wizard in... Uh, like a like a velvet dark velvet you can't tell if it's a night sky blue or what uh uh looking at you a wizard uh, this is zell um how's everybody uh, doing doing is everybody okay i believe the, that it was said that we're okay which i'm bruised and just coming to and i don't know what's happening yeah, this is Zell. I'm just wondering about the rules of this. I never heard of anything happening like this in an adventure I've been in before. But, uh, so can I try to get out of my bonds? You try, but, uh, you, you're un- unable to. Uh, Wada, do you know who this wizard is? I don't, but I could, like, uh, how, what do you want? Hello, what do you want from us, uh? Who are you, and 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 what what is it? You're uh, you, you who who are you? I'm I'm Wada, 
I'm here at the behest of the Wizards Council. And those who stand opposed to the Wizards Council will probably suffer their wrath. So I don't know. It'd be best if you just free my fellow adventurers and I. Uh, also, we're really good adventurers. So eventually we'll probably figure out a way to get out. Um, and I noticed your magical, whatever, your magical darkness. It didn't really make sense. I'm guessing you're some sort of high-level wizard. So you would know better than to mess with the Wizards Council. But also, I just was trying to figure that uh, magical darkness out. I can see it's fading and fading. Also, it seems like your uh, animatronics are looking a little ragged or something, like worn down. Ah, thank you, Emwada. I am uh, Pisa Peel, a wizard. uh, And you are now, uh, you know... I have the advantage over you, so I'll do the asking. But I did answer that. I am Peace Appeal. And it's good that I have all of you here uh, because I've seen you poking around. And yes, uh, I did cast uh, partially. I didn't just cast. I channeled some magic uh, to create that uh, darkness that enveloped the building Unfortunately, I couldn't envelop the whole building. Also, it's just a thing for me. I didn't want to envelop all the edges. And then if for some reason, you know, that would just be a bad idea for me. I mean, I'm human. I'm a powerful, powerful wizard. And we're in a powerful place. And I know you're here at the behest of the Wizards Council. I know everything about all of you. Florencian, uh, Darmox, and royal and uh, working warrior with dreams of uh, change and you, Mwata, an apprentice. And I know what you're in search of and I am here to put a stop to it, but I notice you have a magical ward over you, Mwata. And so, uh, I, 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 but I, I need what you have in order to find, I can't find, I can feel the magical portal. But I think there's also something, you must know something that I don't know. And so I have you here. Now, before you speak, and I can see you and your companions looking at one another, and know that you're attached to the water tower, which is attached to the electronics tower, which is attached to those rods of lightning up there. And that's how I've been, cha- it's, it's a part of the magic and where we are here in this uh, tropical wet area, it's a little bit late right now, but usually there's an afternoon thunderstorm that comes along. So we could just sit here and wait for it uh, and see how it goes, Mwada, and you and your friends. And then, you know, when, when you're no longer here, your magical ward will no longer be there. And then I can search you and find what I'm looking for, a gem. And uh, then I'll just take it, uh, or you could make some kind of deal, uh, because I could use someone like you, maybe all of you. Okay, this is Zell. I have a question, Mwada. What is a magical ward? Uh, this is Mwada Zell. That's a good question. So I put a magical ward over the 
things I have on me that Pizza Pizza Peel's asking about, some objects. Uh, and so Pizza Peel can't take them um, just from me. And it's actually not my magic award. It was given to me. It's complicated, but basically the Wizards Council predicted this would happen if we started collecting the artifacts. And so they gave me a way to protect it. So no one can take the artifacts from me without me giving it to them. Or at least uh, peace appeals under the impression, but the incorrect impression that, uh, like pizza peels under the incorrect impression that if I'm no longer here, that the ward will be broken, but it's not my ward to break a pizza peel. It's only my ward to unlock. So it won't be unlocked if I'm not here. So that's what pizza peel wants. Pizza peel clearly, I don't know. What do you want? What's your offer for us? Uh, with knowing that now, knowing that information, pizza peel. Uh, Imwada, very funny. Uh, well, that doesn't change my offer because you haven't seen. Have you seen a thunderstorm, or you've been inside most of the time in the attraction? So maybe you haven't seen what it looks like from this uh, the roof of this uh, Tower of Progress, and uh, you haven't feel felt it channeled through you. You know, you, there's going to be electricity. You're on the water towers, I guess, that they built at the roof of this building for balance during winds and, and for passive cooling. And so, uh, yeah, you, you, I won't need the ward, the, the whatever the protection is you have, uh, It'll be gone uh, because so much magic is going to go through. There's so much power. Now, I can't gain quite control over the power, and I know you're a wizard interested in power, Wada. And I know some of you are interested in doing good or making your families proud or, you know, you know, search of other things, uh, the, the, the glory and the light of the three Florences. All that could be done. I guess what they haven't told any of you, even you, Wada, is that uh, you don't just need to close off this uh, portal. The portal could be managed. Uh, I could sense it. I just can't control it just yet. If I have that gem that I'm looking for, and, uh, you know, I must, I have to suspect that the lightning rod up there is what you're here for. Uh, and that's what's uh, made me so powerful, more powerful. You know, I mean, I'm already a high-level magic user. If I can get those two things, then the last thing you seek and find that portal, we could manage it uh, and manage it for, 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 for good. You know, and you say, oh, peace appeal, that's, uh, you know, that's, you know, baloney. You're just uh, caught up with your ego. And uh, it's okay, well, let's just wait out the thunderstorm and I can go on without all of you. Okay, this is Zell. Well, everybody's going to have to make their own decision clearly, but I cannot agree to this plan or that, that we won't be double-crossed anyway. And I want to try one more time for all of us to get out of our bonds and see what we could do. Lord Von Chill, I can't agree. This person is uh, full of hot air. 
and uh, have to think there's a way to get out of this. Granada of Darmike, I'd like to use my nimble of fingers uh, to uh, to do something. Uh, this is Eleanor. I, I, yeah, I can't agree. The three Florences wouldn't stand for this. Uh, the three Florences want to protect this world. And an overlap of some magical world is not like, uh, it's not in any of the teachings. Uh, so I can't imagine. It, there's, Wizards Council didn't choose us to think about what to do. They chose us to complete a mission. Okay, this is M. Wada. Um, I guess uh, I'm going to disagree with all of you. And I'm going to offer Pete's appeal that uh, I'll offer you a, a deal. Okay, uh, Wada, what's your deal? Uh, let us go and then see if you can get the gem from us. Because uh, it doesn't look like your, stor- your storm's delayed or something. I can see the clouds on the horizon, but... Oh, well, the storms come very fast, M. Wada. And I'm not really in the mood for these games. I could wait all day. You all tried to roll to get out, and I forgot to say that that was a failure. So uh, you're the ones that are going to have to make a choice, not me. Okay, I'll tell you what, because there's something you don't even realize, and I think you you were going to go on and talk about uh, maybe making this into our own world and some utopia and to, to, to just so you know, there's other people trying to get in here, and even you wouldn't stand a chance against them. They're searching other parts of the theme park. And if you were going to do that, and may have, they may have even taken over sentience of other— there's other people and other powers at work here other than just you, Peace Appeal. But I have something that we could use to, to create defenses and actually to charge up your things. I have this, you probably don't even know about this magical wrench we found. Uh, so we could create a whole defense force uh, to defend your kingdom, the whole theme park eventually, and make it into a world where we could all live under the Florences and, and those things. Um but, you know, just let my friends go, and I'll I'll give you the wrench. But I, I don't, I, I mean, the wrench, now I want the wrench for sure, Wada, but I don't want, I want the, the gem and the, 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 the lightning rod. Well, I have to wonder why you haven't got the lightning rod already. Never mind, never mind you that. Uh, well, no, no, why didn't you get the lightning rod? Is that because of the magical darkness? You don't want to be too close to the edge? Uh, like you don't want to, you can't climb up there, huh? Pete's appeal. Um, storm's coming, Wada. Yeah, but if you can't get up there, what are you going to do? Well, I was hoping one of you would volunteer to go up there and get it. Um, so, yeah, that didn't work out so hot for me. Uh, so I guess we're at an impasse now. We are in an impasse. Here's what I'll offer you. I'll go up there and get the, 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 the rod. And I'll hold the rod and the gem. 
and eventually we'll get the headpiece and we'll go to the magical portal and I'll uh, while we're doing that I will send my party to send a message to the wizards council to to make a proposal on your behalf and maybe they'll let you manage this portal uh or at least they'll be aware of it why would I agree to any of that I mean you could t- okay I'll be your apprentice how about that this is Zell. Is there any? Excuse me. The, excuse me, Zell. This is Pizza Peel. I've got a better idea. Uh, you could be my apprentice. Uh, I, I like that idea. It, oh, so you you're kind of just saying if I let your friends go, you want to give them a mission uh, so that they can get out of here. Now, whether they go to the Wizards Council or not is irrelevant to me, I guess. So I guess I will make this deal if you could prove yourself now, Zell. Because I see the storm coming closer. Uh, so if you could get to the top and get that lightning rod, uh, you can uh, you could do whatever you want. Uh, I mean, as far as working for me, leave me the wrench and the, and the gem. And if you get down here, then maybe we can talk about letting your friends go. But we could definitely work together. Okay, I'm not going to leave you the gem. I'll leave you the wrench. Uh, and I'll climb up. And was it, was, uh, this is Zell. Why would you climb up? The storm's coming. Well, because we got to get... Just, 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 just trust me, please, Zell. Okay, let's just do it. I'm going to uh, use my magic to release your bonds. Uh, please give me the wrench. Place it in front of you because uh, I am very powerful. This is hell. What if he's like the, the wizard that doesn't have any power? No, he, I guess he does have powers. Yeah, let me handle it, Zell. Here's the wrench. I'm going to keep the gem. And then I'm going to start climbing up here. So I begin to climb... And I roll 18. So I'm successfully climbing up. I also roll another dice. Okay, the storm is coming very fast. Uh, okay, one more thing, Zell. Uh, uh, okay, this is Pizza Peel. One more thing. I'm going to have to uh, use my spells against you while you try to climb. I didn't mention that until you started climbing, and now you're too high to change your mind, Wada. Okay, well, I'm just going to ignore you while I try to climb. And, okay, so you're, what, what are you using against me? I'm using lightning, uh, uh, oh, ice to make it slippery. Okay, this is L. Um, okay, the only thing I can think of is that uh, we have to do something without doing something while this wizard... I'm assuming, so can we use persuasion or can we use our words? We all, some of us have strong persuasion or intimidation. Can we use those against the wizard to, while, to, to interrupt the flow of magic? Yes, you can. And you successfully do, um, let's see, how do we do this each round? I guess we'll just roll each round. So, yeah, first round, you, what are you doing? We're making fun of the wizard and uh, giving the wizard a hard time. 
and and then we'll try to wait and see how this plays out. Okay, so the wizard is distracted. Okay, so each time, each round, each kind of story as uh, Zelk Wada climbs, you, the wizard tries to cast a spell, and you use intimidation and persuasion to distract the wizard. The wizard gets frustrated each and every time a little bit more. And the storm gets closer each and every time a little bit more. Till on the fourth round, like you can almost feel the electricity in the air, not just from the storm, but from the wizard. And at that point, the wizard uh, decides that uh, the wizard's had enough with all of you. And also is pretty confident that the storm is going to, um, that the storm is coming very close uh, for Wada. And the wizard turns the wizard's attention to you, but is also trying to pay attention for Zell as it starts to rain and the wind picks up. And you can even hear it, uh, the, the storm getting closer. You know, you count one, one, uh, uh, super califragilistic, two super califragilistic, uh, and you say, "Wait a second, we didn't even get through one of those." And as the wizard turns the wizard's attention to you, like so, it plays out like that slowly. Though I'm trying to give you the summary, you're all struggling with your bonds. You're watching Wada and the wizard. Wada gets to the top. The storm is arrives right as Wada gets to the top. And the wizard is laughing and saying, never mind, uh, like you're like, because then you realize that, oh, wait, the stanchions you're connected to are metal and wet. Uh, so you say, great, uh, I don't understand how electricity works, but probably not good. And the wizard casts some sort of uh, like anti-electric shield dome over the wizard in the uh, animatronics. But what? Uh, is also starting to, you, even though over the storm you hear the booming of Wada's voice, uh, and one of you starts to remember that, wait, what, isn't Wada's power based in water? And you feel the water, the tower, the water tower that you're in begin to shake, and then you see the tops blow off of the water holders or, or whatever. And then as the, the storm arrives, you see the water shoot out of the towers above all of you and splash down on the wizard and the animatronics, and it washes them away right over where the wizard didn't want to go from the top of the tower. Uh, and right then, though, it also, uh, the, the, the storm hits in the strongest way possible. So you're like losing sight of stuff, You except you detect that not only is the water getting the wizard, if the wizard thought it was going to cast Featherfall or something, it's not going to happen. The wizard is like uh, totally g- gone Borneo, like from the, like the storm and the water combined. You look up at Wada, and what you think you see is like uh, Wada holding the staff above Wada, it, but you you see is is that Wada or water like uh and then uh the storm storm like uh, makes one more thing but it keeps blowing very fast Wada's gone 
but also you notice that the magical bonds have failed because the wizard's gone. Luckily, you were attached to the stanchion, so you weren't washed away. And uh, then you kind of all are just panting, like uh, in the midst of the storm at first, until it blows over very quickly. And that—that th- that is it. Uh, okay, th- this is Granada of Dorma. Where is Wada? Okay, as the storm clears, you don't see anything, but then you see a pool of uh, water with the uh, gem and the the staff uh, that Wada had gotten lying there. Okay, can I go? Mizell, you're in charge. Sorry. All right, I go over to the water to get the the gem and the the staff, I guess, and maybe I'll say some words about Wada. Okay, as you go over to the staff and the gem, Wada materializes, no longer a humanoid, but some sort of water being, and looks at you and says, I think it's time all of us took a long rest. Uh, We can talk more later. Let's head down a few levels and recover. Okay, this is Zell. Um, wow, that was... Uh, I've never been on an adventure like that. Uh, so you did, you spent all that time writing that, huh? This is Lord Von Chill. That was all cool. Uh, even though we didn't have a lot of action, we did have to do something. Yeah, this is Eleanor. That was pretty cool. I mean, it was more of a story than a... But is that to set up something, or was that necessary? Well, thank you. I was just... uh, Listen, I'll be honest. Uh, I mean, I worked on that a lot, so yeah, I'm sorry that it maybe interrupted the flow of the game. I'm just also apologizing for my attitude. So last week... When you had that party for Lord for, for Tyreek, like, and you didn't invite me, it really bothered me. Even though I know you would have invited me if I, you felt like I was open to an invitation, I realized you didn't invite me because we have this like DM player relationship, and that's it. But I would like to be friends with all of you, and not just a D and D friends. But I was afraid to say that. Um, so I kind of took it out on the game, so I'm sorry. Uh, apology accepted. Yeah, no, no, it's okay. We we were wondering what was going on with you. Yeah, this is L. We we were. We didn't invite you because I guess you have that shy, you know what you know what confusion. But we're sorry too. So let's go do something other. Let's uh, let our characters rest, and we'll go do something together. How's that sound? Like, go get something to eat. Oh, uh, this is Lord Von Chill. What if we sit down and watch uh, Scourge of the Eleven Seas together? Would you like that? Yeah, I think I would. Okay, let's do that. Uh, good night, everybody. All right, everybody, Scooter here. This is our episodically modular series as a journey into the land of tomorrow. As a journey into the land of tomorrow. Just journey into the land of tomorrow. It's a series you can listen to in any order. It does have some underlying seriality to it, but really it can be listened to in any order. Each one is a little adventure. It's a story about some friends playing a role-playing role game uh, that takes place in a theme park. Um, 
long since abandoned. So it's like, but so it's uh, it's very like based on the fifth edition rules of D and D, and it should be cool. Like if you like a theme park in Florida, and you say is this dystopian or non-dystopian? I say well, it has elements of all those things, uh, but it's really just friends playing a game together. A lot of sleepy layers. You can listen to it in any order. And then zooming in is our Hollywood uh, announcer, Mr. Antonio Banderas. Uh, I like how you said that with a pause there. Scooters, uh, the friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time to roll the dice. It's time to journey to the land of tomorrow. Dice roll sound clickety clack you're as smooth as the outside you're as smooth as the inside of a dice a dice cup antonio when it's smooth and velvety velour i've been looking forward to rolling the dice with you later schooner thanks that's uh, mr antonio banderas and this is uh, land tomorrow okay before before we sit down i was can, can i ask you something uh, can you just sit down? This is the DM. Can everybody sit down? Can we get started? Well, this is, I'm not Zell yet because I haven't sat down. So, and I, and you're not Eleanor. You're, you don't sit down yet. Uh, so I have this, like, uh, before, I know we're going to sit down in a second. I just have a question to ask Raul. So we have this friend I was thinking about. Um, it's a little bit awkward, but, but, uh, no, I really enjoyed getting to know you during the game and the, the times we've all hung as a group outside the game. But I was thinking I had this friend that you haven't met, and I'd like to introduce... I think you two would get along really, really well. Like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I was presumptive because you never talked about anybody or your romantic, like, uh, so I just kind of stumbled... But, uh, could we, um, yeah, well, uh, I am going to sit down as Eleanor now because I have to do the recap, but, uh, um, maybe we could talk about it in subtext during the game. I'm, 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 because I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm, I mean, not that I'm single for, I'm single by choice, you know, but, but not single for a reason, my own reason, which, uh, looking for the right person, so. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Thanks. So Eleanor of uh, uh, the three Florences of like uh, is going to do our re- recap and set the stage for all the players. Thanks. I'm Eleanor, Florentian nurse. I'm part of a party of adventurers uh, here in the land of tomorrow. A former theme park, which is long since abandoned, is now the source of uh, some sort of uh, unknown. Magical power, magical portal. Parties are seeking this magical portal. Myself and my fellow adventurers were tasked by the Wizards Council to find this portal, find the elements we need to close the portal. We've kind of found some gaps in some of that, but we found two of the three items we've needed to close that portal. We found a magical stone or gem and a uh, Staff, and now we just need to find the headpiece uh, that would connect to the three. And uh, I'm here with my fellow adventurer Zell, 
who is a great, uh, great friend and great warrior, working class warrior, Zell. Uh, Lord Von Chill, our other warrior, is a little bit more, uh, uh, you know, like landed, the gentry that is, has land, we may say, but still a hardy warrior. Oh, I forgot to mention, I'm a nurse, a Florentine nurse. I believe in the three Florences, but I'm also good in battle. I'm not just a nurse like some landed gentry, not Lord Von Chill, but others may say. Working with Lord Von Chill is Lord Von Chill's not sidekick, in some sense grown to be a valuable, valuable member of our party, Granada of Darmok. A fleet of foot, nimble of finger, so you know what guild Granada of Darmok would be. Stealthy at night, uh, Granada of Darmok. And then the final member of our party who's changed form... And we will inquire more about, as we learn more, Wada, an acolyte wizard who's shown some quite some power recently and uh, is now, went from a hu- what I thought was a human into water form. And we have no idea what to expect. The Wada was able to speak to us from a puddle. And uh, that's where we are. We're here in the theme park. I think we covered it. Uh, we have to find this last element and uh, find the portal pretty quick, I think, because we've encountered this wizard pizza peel who was looking for it. We know there's other groups looking for it, uh, a giant steam being patrolling a courtyard. We don't know why or who the steam being works for. And I think that's it for us. Uh, my first question as Granada of Darmok, we'll have two questions, I guess. Uh, one is like, Zell, do you have any friends as we're thinking and waking up? I had a dream about someone. My heart was fluttering. Uh, do you have any friends that would make my heart flutter? And two, what's happening with Wada? Could Wada tell us what's happening and then how as we should we as a party proceed? Zell here, thank you. Uh, I do have a friend. Uh, I hope they would make your heart pitter-patter. They're nothing like me. I mean, they're like my total opposite. So I don't know if that's, because uh, that's one thing I was thinking of. I said, well, I don't want to introduce you to somebody that's just like me. Well, why not? Well, because I, like I was thinking, trying to say, I said, well, these two would be perfect together, I think. Uh, why, why, so you think your opposite would be perfect for, for, for me to dream of while we're, I see a DM looking at me, like perfect for me, but opposite of you. Well, yeah, I just think you're really great. You have so many amazing qualities. And I was just thinking like, is is uh, Eleanor sleeping and dreaming of anyone? And who are they dreaming of? Because I'd like to know. And, and like, uh, or if they're not, I'd like some Lord Von Chill here. I think we should move forward with the game. I mean, I think well, I will say though, uh, Eleanor, that uh, pretty pretty great. Uh, you know, Zell has great taste. Uh, very very good taste. Zell has, and and Zell. Uh, and definitely they're opposites. So, boy, okay, that's enough from you, DM. Wada, can you hear us? This is Wada. 
have been resting as a puddle. I would appreciate it if someone would put me in a water skin and not drink me. I can take physical form, but it will would take uh, some spell casting and energy. So I think for the time being, I, I've been familiarized. I was resting in something like sleep, but I also had a dream. So uh, I'm pretty sure I could stand like a humanoid, but it would be it would take a lot of focus. So it'd be better if you, one of you carried me around in a water skin or some other thing. If you just hold it open, then I'll fl- I can flow into it. And to answer other questions that you may have, I don't know. I think I still have all the same powers. I'm still the same person. It's just I did not change myself into water. Something happened. I always have had a co- connection to water before this and powers stronger in water situations. And we had that last battle and washed pizza peel and the animatronics over the edge of the building. As you can see, we have the staff and the gem and we're ready to go. I would like, uh, I think, but, 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 okay, but I, so I'm open to consensus building now is what I'm saying. Okay, this is Eleanor. Let, could do, let's put you in a water skin. Does anybody volunteer to carry Wada? Oh, this is Granada of Dormike. I'd happy, be happy to carry Wada. Are you an Aquarius? Uh, what does that mean? Oh, something from we learned in school about the before world. Okay, I don't understand. It, sorry. So uh, this is Eleanor here, Wada. Uh, so we have the gem, we have the staff. What about that wrench? I don't see the wrench. I think it washed over the side with the wizard. Okay. Um, what does everybody think about searching? Can we search, uh, like, the wizard? Did we search the wizard? Uh, this is the DM. You did not search the wizard. You search the wizard, and you do find a bag of the wizard's things. Uh, there's a couple uh, uh, med kits um, that you could add to your inventory. Chalk. Uh, and some 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 basic spell components that probably Wada would want you to keep. Uh, so that's everything. Okay, well, let's just take that stuff. That's good. Uh, we rested, so we're all healed. Uh, could I pick up the gem? Am I able to use the gem to see where we should head next? Yeah, you. this is the DM. You are. Okay, does everybody... Okay. So I use a gem, and I'm trying to see where it's pulsing and pointing it around, and it's pointing towards, it's kind of pointing towards where you came from uh, before this adventure started at the base. I, I would think that you would guess to go back to where the magical darkness started. Okay, so we'll do that. Um, is Are we able to get back there? You are, uh, so you go back down, it's a bunch of stairs, No, no you don't encounter anything. It's easier, faster going because uh, it's you're going downstairs and there's no magical darkness. Uh, you come out in the same tunnel you went in. Now, there is a bit of darkness there, and you encounter the aunts and uncles uh, waiting and hiding for you there, the animatronics. Oh, I forgot about them. 
Oh, hey, aunts and uncles. Um, it's us. We, uh, your family, your, the family you didn't get along with is no longer. Okay. This is uncle. This is an uncle. Uh, did you get the ride restored? Uh, this is Eleanor. Did we get the ride restored? Uh, this is Granada of Darmok. No, we did not. Get, I'm sorry, we did not get the ride restored. Uh, this is Eleanor. They, like, uh, how are they reacting to that? Well, I cannot believe you did not get the ride restored. How could you do that to us? I'm sorry about that. We're going to think this is Eleanor. I'm so, I apologize. Uh, do you mind if we come closer? We're, we're, we're really sorry. We're going to try to figure out getting the ride started. But we, we work by consensus decision-making with kind of a leader each time. So I just, and we, we do a lot of thinking and discussing at the same time. So I apologize to the four of you. Is that right? Yes, the four of us are very unhappy. We want to ride the ride. Okay, maybe you could help us and we could further help you. Well, we we did help you to get up to where, well, what did you do when you were up there? Well, we barely made it because they were tr trying to stop us. Uh, okay, well, I apologize for that then. Okay, well, where are the ride vehicles? Uh, well, there's some down there back there but they're not operable okay um let's just figure out can we figure out could you give us one second to figure out a solution aunts and uncles yes i could give you more than one second okay so where's the gem pointing now okay the gem is pointing towards the um so the track of the, uh, this is like the transit, the transit system, or the transit of the future, or whatever they call it. And that path kind of runs on the second floor of uh, some of this land of tomorrow. And as you remember, there's a big courtyard or, or whatever, and the steam, that steam giant is still patrolling back and forth. And it seems like the, uh, the gem is pointing towards the steam giant. Okay, so Jim's pointing towards the steam giant. We need a headpiece. Oh boy. Um, do we know anything else, or can we figure anything else out? Uh, this is Granada of Darmok. I, I think there's probably something in the, the we. It's pointed in the direction of what the the steam genies or steam giants patrolling. I think you're jumping to a conclusion that it's the steam giants. So I would say, is there a way for us, like for me, to try to sneak by, or like so we do a distraction thing? Like, water, are you able to use, or is one of you able to use some sort of voice projection spell, or a cantrip, or whatever? And I sneak around and just see if there's any, you know, there's like the, the like the, 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 whatever the tunnels we were in earlier. And then you could, if you, uh, Eleanor, you hold the gem, then we'll see, is it the steam giant or is it like I could try to get close or hide and be ready or just get closer. I'll just use stealth to get closer with Wada. As a like, but I'll leave Wada on the track of the ride, and then I could climb down if there's an opening. 
Okay, Eleanor here. So I'll hold the gem. Zell and Lord Von Chill, you'd be ready for anything. Aunts and uncles, just be patient with us. And uh, Wada, can you do some sort of whatever they call that pre-designation or something? And put your voice, put a voice somewhere to see if we can get the attention of the steam giant. If we do, you know, like in the movies where you call, make a sound and it goes over to investigate. And then while it's investigating, please be patient, uh, Granada. And even if we have to do it twice, do, do like, uh, let's just see, instead of you doing anything, let's see what the gem says. You get a little bit closer. See what you can see, and then we'll assess things, and then come back, please. Okay, the Granada of Dormach, that sounds good. Wada, does that sound good? It does. Okay, so Granada, Wada and I will crawl along the track, because I know we're below the eye line. We're out of the eyesight of the uh, the steam, steam giants. We'll get as close as we can. And uh, then I will try to use stealth just to just to peek when I think the steam giant. Oh, yeah. Can you one of you use a sign when the steam giant's back is to me? We're assuming the steam giant can see in here, I guess, because it's trolling. Uh, make a sign and then I'll try to peek down there. OK, that's uh, this is uh, this is uh, I'll do that. Thumbs up means good. Thumbs down means bad. Okay, thank you. So we crawl, and then Wada will do the some sort of spell. Yeah, this is Wada. I think I'm going to use a kind of a sound and a flashing light spell together, illusion, um, to 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 do it just in case uh, the, to cover all our bases. Okay, so can we roll for that basic stealth and that spell and see what happens with the steam giant? Okay, so you successfully stealthily climb over there, and you're coordinating with Zell, and you're able to peek up as uh, the steam giant patrols towards you and then away from you, back and forth, kind of going in four directions and covering an extensive... uh, from your position now, the entire kind of is patrolling in a circle, kind of patrolling the entire area to see, I don't know, to see what it could see. And there is a popcorn or former popcorn stand in what looks like a rocket ship uh, that's just to the right of uh, where the steam giant is walking. And Wada successfully casts the spell. And as soon as it's cast, uh, and there's a light and like a, a light, like a some sort of organic noise, organic sounding noise. Uh, you can't believe how fast the steam giant moves over and uh, takes apart the rocket ship with a force that is unparalleled in anything you've seen in this adventure. And it does happen to find that one of the, like, as it's ripping apart the rocket ship, it does see some silver on the rocket ship was where the flashing came from. But it pretty much determines quickly, oh, and, like, maybe a little mousey poo runs out or something. 
uh, and then it just so so it destroys it very fastly, and then just goes back to patrolling. Okay, can I get to a position where I'm hidden to, to see anything more about the steam giant that I can see? And no, maybe we should go back. You're right, I'm Zell. I can feel you breathing on me and Eleanor. So I'll go back with Wada to Eleanor and Zell and Lord Von Chill. Okay, so you get back, and uh, Eleanor says, "It looks like it's pointing right at the steam giant, the 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 gem." Okay, uh, so me here here here's an idea. Uh, this is Granada of Dormak. Uh, you know, one of my hobbies is lassoing. I don't know if I ever told you that. Uh, what if I, uh, well, just trying to think, what if I just try to jump on that, because it's got that giant steam top hat. What if I try to jump on the ha- head of the uh, thing? It gets pretty close to the where I was hiding, right? Uh do you think I could jump on it on the back, on the head of it uh, without it seeing me? Like how high? How what would be the level of impossibility of that? Does everybody, including the DM, think? This is Eleanor. I think that's a pretty good idea. Um, almost as likely as it would be. I don't know. Like it would, that sounds like it's outside your comfort zone. Kind of like going on and hanging out with somebody you don't know. Like it'd be something you would think about that you've never met before. Um, like you'd want some sort of other security or something. Uh, this is Granada. I have no idea what you're talking about. Actually, I was talking to the DM too, and you were looking at Zell. Okay, this is the DM. You could, uh, it's definitely a doable because you can see you can even see a column that you would probably know intrinsically to hide behind and that you could probably assess it if you were closer but uh and that you could even uh make a decision based on oh so you're saying i could see my role or i could have almost a role of confidence i mean you're pretty high level now Okay, so let's. What does everybody think about that? Uh, this is a uh, Zell. Don't do anything. Just jump on there. See what you could see. Like, uh, and see. I don't know. Like, uh, see if you can see its waist, but just stay on the back side because we don't know how good its peripheral vision or its hearing is. Okay, let's go ahead and do that. Uh, Okay, so you go to you climb, you, you sneak down, you stand behind the stanchion. Are you bringing Wada with you? Oh, no, no, I'll leave Wada back there. Okay, so you, um, you wait. It ends up you have to wait a little longer, but you wait. You have confidence that you could do it and that you're going to be very stealthy and careful. And you d- jump on its hat. And it's actually like a top hat, so it's actually room enough for you to put your feet on the back of the hat, a little place for you to stand and to hold on to. Okay, and what do I see as I'm riding on the back of it? Well, first of all, you feel the power of this uh, animatronic and whatever is powering it beyond, because it's clearly not powered by steam or electricity. 
you also see that there is, uh, in the center of the, the, the hat, you're just barely able to peek around, but something like you would call a headpiece is like a decorative thing on the hat. Uh, it looks like a hat piece, but because you rolled so high, you suspect that might be the headpiece. You suspect it so much that you try, you open the, um, the, the, the top hat and you look in and you see, uh, because you're, tr- you're trying to get it off even, well, could, shouldn't I be able to decide that? Or can I try to get it off without being seen? Yeah, sorry. I was uh, like my notes. Uh, sorry. So yeah, you try to get it off. You can't get it off. Then you open the top hat. And you see that it's bolted in, and also you you kind of feel like uh, you can't even move the bolt, even though you, your your strength roll was very high. You can't move the bolt. Okay, how close am I to being where I can get back to the party to inv- relay this information to them? Okay, you wait, you get back, you jump off, you don't get seen, but you do have the sense you better not do that again. Because uh, luck would, you'd have to be really lucky to be able to pull that off again. Okay. Okay, so I go back, I tell everybody what happened. Uh, what does everybody think? Okay, so this is Eleanor. So we know it's powerful. We probably can't battle this thing. And uh, didn't you say you were big into lassoing or something? Or weren't you about to go on a tangent about that? What if we try to, like, trip it or lasso the um, headpiece off of it? Okay, this is uh, uh, Granada. I could lasso the headpiece. We could do that. I mean, my lassoing uh, is, uh, that's, like, my biggest hobby. It's all I do. It would be my job. If I, if I could make a living at lassoing, like, uh, I would do it. I, I would, like, I use it. It is one of my tricks in my trade, but I'm not doing that in this adventure, really. But you could lasso to pull. You could lasso to trip. What if we try both? We try, uh, I try to climb down. I try to create a trip wire. And then I try to lasso the thing off its head. Okay, this is this is really a Granada level adventure. This is Eleanor. I say we go for it. Okay, this is the DM. So what you what are you proposing exactly? Okay, this is what I'll do. I've got two lassos ready. I mean, I have multiple lassos ready, maybe because I can cut my rope and stuff. What I'll do is I'll try to sneak down if it's realistic. Uh, while the, uh, as quietly as I can, I realize I'm risking this again, but I'm going to wait for it to walk away enough, uh, and try to create a trip, uh, between us or anything I like I, I can see between the base of the stanchion I'm on and something else. And then I'll get back up and when it trips, I'll try to lasso its head. Okay. Yeah. There's some light poles and stuff. So that's uh, like, you could try to do that. Okay, so I crawl back over to where I was, I wait for Zell's sign, and I roll my dice. And wow, boy, uh, look at that. Uh, Pretty good with my bonuses. Okay, so you successfully climb down using your stealth there, and you lasso like a telephone pole or whatever, light pole, tie it to the stanchion, and you climb back up, hide again, and you wait 
And were you going to do it at the moment of tripping or when were you going to throw your other lasso? Um, I was going to, yeah, at the moment of tripping. Okay, so you're hiding successfully. And then it it goes to go through your tripping and it just breaks like the rope, no problem. And you throw your lasso and you already realize as soon as you throw it that uh, you're just going to have to let go. Uh, or you could hold on and be pulled from where you are. Oh, I guess I'll just let go. Okay, so it's walking around again. Uh, it doesn't, it didn't seem to even notice that it almost tripped or anything. Okay. This is devious. Anybody have any idea? I crawl back and I say, this is devious. This, anybody have any ideas? This is Granada. Yeah, this is, I had an idea like about something like if, what if there was like a, like, what if we did a crossover? Like I invited you, like if I had someone over to my place to hang out with me, and then a friend came over, but your hanging out times were overlapped. Uh, well, it wouldn't be a surprise because you would both know it. You would both have a time. Like you would be leaving. My friend would be coming over so we could go somewhere else. Uh, maybe you could, st- maybe Lord Von Chill could be there because I see you staring at me. And then it's like your, your, uh, your times are overlapped so you can meet one another and if it was like total sparks or something, um, you know what I mean? Well, actually, I, this is Lord Von Chill. I'm going to be away for work, uh, so I wouldn't be able to do, do that. But that sounds like a good idea. This is the DM. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, this is Eleanor. I'm trying to help with our plan of everything. I was thinking about that idea, though, of distraction. Wait, so would I come over to your place to just hang out with you? Like, uh, and then your friend would come over? What would, what would we do? I don't know. We could make, like, cookies or something. So, I, like, I could come over and hang out with you and make cookies. Yeah, to me. And then my friend and then my friend would come over. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. So, I'm sorry. Granada. Can you take, okay, Granada Darmike here. Here's an idea. What if we go get one of those old ride vehicles and more than one of us comes? We push the aunts and the uncles in it. Then we make them happy. We just push the ride vehicle. And uh, um, I don't know. I think I want to see one more time. And then I watch... Uh, can we push it? Can we can we do that? Uh, and then watch what the steam giant would do. Can the aunt and uncle hear me right now? As uh, the DM, no, they can't hear you. I guess. Uh, um. Okay. You could. It's interesting because the ride is powered by magnets, so you you do go back and you find a couple ride vehicles, and even though they're deteriorated, once you get them on the track. Uh, while the motors don't run or anything, the magnets, it still floats. It's uh, like one of those things like, they'd got is after they replaced it with a non-electron, like they didn't need electron like uh, magnets, just real rare earth magnets. So you could push it. It's like a hovercraft almost. Uh, 
I just don't understand what you're trying to do. Okay, we'll put the aunts and uncles in there, make them happy. We'll push them along. We could even crawl, but then build up some power. I don't know. It like uh, maybe this isn't a good idea. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a good. It seems like you have a good idea, but you're missing one part of it. Yeah, we're missing something. So I need everybody to pay attention here. Wada, Lord Von Chill, everybody else seems distracted. Uh, here's what I did, Granada of Darmok here. So we have the headpiece is bolted in uh, to the... So what if we, where's that wrench? Wada, where's the wrench? I went over the side of the building with uh, pizza peel. Okay, this side of this building, though, right? Can't we just get down and go, not the, this side of the building, or what side of the building did it go off of? Uh, this is a DM. It went off the other side of the building. Okay, so is there a way for us to go to the other side of the building, either through the building or around the building, without being steam, seen by the steam giant and search for the wrench and just see if there's a chance we could find the wrench or any of the pizza peel or any of the animatronics that spilled over. Uh, as a DM, I'd say that's something you could attempt, yeah. You probably could just go through the lobby and out uh, through the uh, parking area because that's on the, it's outside the park. The entrance to the actual hotel progress tower was like built outside of the gates of the park. Just forget, you know, it's like a inside-outside hotel. Okay, so does everybody feel good about that? Yeah, this is Eleanor. I feel good about. I feel really good about that idea. Like, uh, like uh, we hang out, then your friend hangs out, and uh, like I take off or something. That's totally I, like. I mean, because but yeah, I I think. Let me think about it. But I, does that sound good? This is El yeah. It sounds good. Like, uh, what kind of cookies do you like? I don't, I don't know. Okay, well, we could talk about it. I'll have ingredients for a couple different things. Yeah, I'm excited to make cookies with, I mean, to meet your friend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. Okay, this is Lord Von Schill. Can we move forward with the adventure? Sounds like we have a consensus there. Well, let me, I mean, Lord Von Schill here. So we go and we start searching, uh... Granada and I start searching, and everyone else, uh, what do we find? Okay, so actually, while you're walking, you're talking to Wada, and you say, Wada, where do you think in the building that washed over? And Wada says, okay, like, yeah, we should, if we could, while you're walking, Wada has a very good spatial relations. And Wada says, I think we should bear right at the, would have been the like drop off and pick up pick off area. So you come out the doors. There's like an overhang, uh, and Wada says it should be over here to the right. And this is just like a big cleared out area that would have been like short term parking. And then beyond that are some bushes and some trees and shrubs and piles of dirt uh, that have become like hardened over the years. Okay, so do we we start searching, and how do we roll? What do we what, what do we find? 
Uh, so you very quickly see in the open dirt, you see the robes of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, the, the, the pizza peel and you see bits of pieces, you know, the animatronics kind of broken up, uh, and so you start heading towards uh, Pizza Peel, and, and uh, what do you do next? Uh, we search Pizza Peel to find the wrench, or, or is the wrench somewhere else? So is Pizza Peel holding it? You search Pizza Peel, and you, you uh, don't find the wrench, but then you hear a voice, a powerful voice say, looking for this? And you look up and stepping out from behind the mound of dirt in the bushes is a really big warrior, human, uh, but very big, burly, and tough. Uh, and then some humanoids that aren't theme park figures. They look like they're organic beings, something like a crow. Mostly that looks like a crow, but highly intelligent, uh, but also walking so more, not in a creepy way, it's a crow, but it's also somewhat of a humanoid. Then stepping out behind the big warrior is just as big a uh, crack, uh, not like the shoes that crack, but the other kind of crack is standing on two legs, but looking really tough, uh, and then also to, off to the side is something that looks like one of those, like, uh, like a Ratso Rizzo type uh, humanoid, but a little bit smaller. Okay, uh, Granada and, and, and Eleanor, this is your game. Okay, this is Eleanor. Yes, yes, we're looking for that. Hello, uh, we're a party of adventurers. You look like a party of adventurers as well. And the the warrior speaks to you and says, uh, yes, uh, party of adventure see i told you we uh would find something here i heard we heard you coming talking about something you're talking pretty loud and uh yeah we're adventurers and we're uh about to uh report back to who we're adventuring for who are you adventuring for uh, this is Eleanor. Um, we're, no, we're just a solo adventurers. We're just on an adventure. We saw this place. Uh, we're just leaving, actually, but we had our wrench. Uh, we were using it to fix something, so we needed it. This wizard took it from us, and, uh, you know, then uh, we just came. We were sleeping, came back down to get our wrench, then we're headed off. Uh, we're not really looking for any... We just want a wrench back, so we appreciate it if we could have that wrench. Uh, you cannot have the wrench. Uh, I can feel pa magic pulsing through it. Uh, and there's only four of you, and, uh, you, you know, there's four of us, but, you know, take a look at us. Uh, so we'll be keeping this wrench, and uh, we'll be taking everything you have as well. Uh, and then we'll be finding out who you really work for, because if you don't work for our boss, uh, we want to know what you know, and, and we're going to hold you till our boss comes. Uh, this is, um, I'm Eleanor, a Florencian nurse. I'm, I'm happy to offer our healing services, but we can't, you know, who, who do you, who's your boss? Uh, well, I'm not going to tell you that. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, 
uh, do, do you want to do four want to submit uh, or do you just want to wait uh, uh, because uh, Crowbreast, get out of here and go go uh, tell uh, go go call in some reinforcements. Well, I want to I want to get a, a look at these people. Okay, one second, Crowbreast. Uh, so that's your choice, Eleanor uh, Florencia. Okay, can you mind if I speak with my companions? Because we, maybe we could work out something. We'll give you a... We'll, let me see if they're, they're amenable to your plan. It doesn't sound amenable, though. Yes, yeah, so I'm not going to really give you time to talk to your friends. This is Granada of Dormach here, talking, and I'm standing behind Zell, so that uh, hopefully I'm talking low enough... Uh, and maybe Wada can hear me and communicate because we know Wada was communicating by some sort of water and not uh, vocal cords. So uh, I was thinking that, uh, uh, one, they don't know Wada's here, so that gives us one advantage. And two, I can lasso that crow if the crow tries to fly away to get reinforcements. So should we just uh, get into it? This is Lord Von Chill. I've had enough of this warrior's big mouth. Uh, and I'd say, yes, uh, we should figure out, why don't I deal with this warrior while the rest of you deal with uh, things as, uh, well, I guess you, 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 Granada, that sounds like a plan. You lasso the bird if it takes off by its bird leg. Get, Crowface, get get moving. Okay, so this is the the DM. So, uh, you're going to start a battle. If you, the crow tries to fly Granada, you're going to try to get its leg. Uh, anything else I need to know as I roll for initiative? Yeah, this is Zell. If, if Granada gets the crow on the leg, I would, use, I would go against the crow because uh, with my new bonuses, with my long, longbow, it's like a guarantee hit. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Okay, so you roll, everyone rolls for initiative. The initiative is Zell, Granada, uh, the, um, the Crow, the, the Rizzo, the Croc, uh, Wada, the veteran, the, the warrior on the other team is a veteran, uh, Lord Von Chill, and then Eleanor. Okay, so for Zell, I'll just go after the bird right now. Okay, you easily, and now you have two, two attacks, like since you leveled up. Uh, so that's plus nine. You miss on the first one, but the second one with your bonus, uh, you do eight on the bird. Uh, Granada, can I, can, I, can I also use my uh, sneak on the, on the bird? You can. So you do, well, then you can't use uh, your roping. Can I use my roping in a sneak attack, though? That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, you do. So you rope the bird as it's trying to take off, and uh, you do 10. Uh, then the bird pecks at you, misses you, but hits Wada. Uh, and some of Wada's essence, about seven hit points of essence of Wada, which is like splash out of the water skin. Oh, boy. Uh, then the Rizzo uh, goes after uh, Zell, but misses. 
the croc also goes after Zell and his boy. Like, uh, it has a big mouth, uh, and it does 11 on Zell. Water gets an 8, uh, which doesn't do anything. Uh... The vet has two attacks on LVC, four and a 15. The second one does seven of damage with a, a, like a long sword. LVC, you get a one and a 16, so you do nine back. Eleanor, you get a two. Okay, this is L. I think we just keep going with that uh, and run with that idea I had. Okay, Zell, you get a 10 and an 18, which uh, puts away... And your first one, that's the end of the bird. And then your second one is on the, because you didn't say it, on the rat, so. Okay. Uh, Granada, you got a 19 on rat, so. Okay. Uh, rat, so got a 6. Uh, nothing happens. Oh, boy. The croc got a 20. And Zell, which is 22 of damage, uh, which which pretty low, Zell, down four. Okay, well, Zell's got her bow, so, Zell, why don't you crawl out of the battle? Okay, I'll do that without pride. Uh, Wada does thunder wave, like some sort of water thunder wave, uh, which does eight of damage to everyone, and that puts away Ratso. Uh, the vet does 14 and 18, and it does 14 more damage on Lord Von Chill. That brings you down to 11. And Lord Von Chill, you got 20. Uh, so that does eight, you do 18 on the vet. Uh, uh, Eleanor's, oh, this is Eleanor. I'm going to use the prayer of healing then. Uh, and Wada, Zell, and Lord Von Chill. Okay, so that does 12 each on each of them, plus. Uh, so, where are we left? Uh, Wada now has 23, Zell has 16, Lord Von Chill has 23, and the vet has, does not look like the vet and the, uh, the croc, uh, uh, they're, they're just kind of laughing at all of you. But the croc it may, may have, uh, okay, we get it, uh, let's go another round then. Okay, so... Uh, Zell goes first, 15 and four. So you got an eight, uh, on the, on the, uh, you do eight on the croc, uh, Granada 13, you do six on the croc. Uh, the croc then gets nine, but that ends up doing, uh, eight on Granada because Zell had moved, uh, Wada, another thunder wave, uh, but second level does 16 on both. 16 on both, and they're still standing. Yeah, they're still standing. The vet does 14, does 14 and 8, so only one 7 on Lord Von Chill. Lord Von Chill, you get a 9 and 15. You do 9, and you take out the vet uh, and uh, silence him forever. Uh, then Eleanor does, uh, uh, Eleanor, are you going to, yeah, I'm going to go for it, uh, you do six on the, the croc. Uh, so croc still has some stuff left. Uh, okay, let's go another round. Uh, Zell's up. Uh, okay, five and 13. So Zell does, Zell does uh, uh, okay, more. 
And Granada 15, okay, so Granada, you take out the croc. That was a big battle, by the way. Okay, so, okay, we got to search them. This is Granada. Search them, Get. let's search everything, see what we find. Let's get that wrench from the veteran. And roll to see what else we find. Okay, so you uh, find the wrench. You also, you don't really find much. Uh, like, they were clearly traveling from a base camp. They were like scouts. You're assuming that they saw the what happened on the top of the building and they fell off because they were supposed to mention that and they didn't. And the, the you do find a flare gun uh, on the veteran with like three flares. Oh, that catches your eye. Oh, yeah, well, we'll take that then. We don't know what we'll need it for, but, uh, well, clearly that this is, uh, Eleanor, that, that it's meant to, like, signal, uh, to back, you know, signal to their base to, to come or something. Okay, well, uh, uh, well, okay, so they didn't signal. That's good. Uh, okay, we don't find anything else. No, I mean, this is the DM. At this point in your venture, you really don't want to do anything else. Okay, we got the wrench. I say we don't get distracted, and we go back in, try to cover our tracks, uh, cover up things, but I think we keep moving back to deal with uh, the steam giant. Okay, so you cover your tracks the best you can. Uh, I know I understand what you mean. Uh, Then you go back in the building... You go back to the aunt and uncle, and the steam giant is still patrolling. Uh, do you have an idea of what you want to do, anybody? Yeah, this is Eleanor. I mean, I have an idea. I don't know. I'm torn because I like the idea, but I don't know if I like the idea of the. You're like it's just like I don't know if that your opposites like would it would interest me. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, what are you talking about, Eleanor? Well, like the three Florences say, well, I I don't know. I think we should hang out and make cookies, and then if your friend comes over when I'm leaving or something, that's fine, I guess. Uh, So I guess, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay, great. I I I like that idea. Okay, this is Lord Von Chill. There's like, can we get to the, yes, so this is Granada, actually, Lord Von Chill. Thank you. Here's what I think, everybody. Zell and Lord Von Chill, you push the aunts and uncles, if we can get them moving, to distract the steam giants. Now, this is a little bit of an out-of-box idea, What I want to run by you. What if I jump on the steam giants and pour Wada into the steam giants? Uh, because I'm thinking, if it's maybe this thing's magical, could you find anything out by water? Or would we lose your essence or do that regenerate because uh, it was like your hit points? Uh, because it, we're going to have to get by this giant, and I don't think we can beat it in battle is what the DM was kind of laying forth. And meanwhile, while Wada's looking, I'll try to use the wrench to get the headpiece off. Okay, this is Wada. What are you saying I would do in there? Okay, this is, I have one last thing. If we use the aunt and uncles as a distraction, don't tell them. It's pretty clear that this thing has good eyesight. What if someone else is watching through the eyes of the steam giants? 
or we just eliminate, like if Wada goes in there, I mean, I could try to do it, but I don't want to mess with magic. It, could Wada do that? Is that possible? Yeah, this would. This is Wada. I think it would be possible. I would just need, hopefully, someone to get me off the ground. I wouldn't lose any essence. Yeah, that stuff regenerates my essence, but my actual water, um, it's complicated. I'm more of a, like a gel, even though I look like water. I have a different viscosity and a magnetism to all my atoms. But, yeah, I could flow through it and see while you take the headpiece off and maybe try to, I don't know, see what I could do, like, yeah, to distract, to to, to, to undo the eyesight or use some sort of uh, spell. Okay, so can we do that plan? Uh, We use the distraction. And uh, then I get on the back of it again, or the head of it, and then we do that. Well, how does that sound, DM? Okay, yeah, I've been rolling for it. Um, okay. Yeah, so you successfully find a cart that works. You, you convince the aunts and uncles that they're going to get to ride in the ride. You wait until the, the thing's back is turned, and then you, they start pushing it, and they build up enough momentum and they know enough to dive down as the cart starts to go on its own. The steam giant immediately turns, uh, like as it's building up, as it maybe sees in its peripheral vision, it runs over, destroys the track and the aunts and uncles that were enjoying the ride and saying, we, 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 we're finally free. And uh, then... You manage to get on the back of it, uh, pour water, you open up the hat, you pour water in there, you use the wrench, you do notice some sort of magical bond is dissipated by the wrench. And while you're doing that, water goes in, uses a spell to like deactivate the eyes of the um, their light bulbs, but I guess they see stuff. Uh, now, meanwhile, this thing is not stopped patrolling, though. Now it can't. You're assuming it can't see, uh, so you get the headpiece uh, off. Uh, of course, Granada, you would test. Uh, so you swing back and forth, and you see that the eyes aren't working. And then you have the headpiece. I assume you jump down and scoop Wada up uh, and return to your party. Yes, I do those things. Okay, so. You have the headpiece, uh, and your party's gathered, and uh, it's almost time to uh, stop. Uh, but Wada says there's something ominous, uh, like there there was magic watching through the eyes of that. I could sense it. Uh, so I don't know who's watching and patrolling this area. Like, are we the third or fourth people to get here? There's too many things at play, but I think we should rest, go back inside, you know, say uh, something for the ants and uncle animatronics that we sent away, and then continue our adventure. And and it sounds like there's going to be other adventures unrelated to this game being undertaken that I'm excited to hear reports back about. So how's that? Uh, this is Granada of Darmok. That sounds good. This is, uh, Eleanor. I mean, I just think, like, uh, are you sure, like, how much of an opposite is this person than 
okay, let's just talk about it outside the game. Okay, we could talk about it while we're making cookies, and then we'll go from there. It'll just be an overlap. It'll be fine. Okay, I'm looking forward to hanging out with my friend. Yeah, yeah. All right, good, good night, everybody. Good night. All right, everybody, welcome to our ongoing, serially, episodically modular series, Journey into the Land of Tomorrow, uh, which is the great thing about it being episodically modular is you could listen to this in any order. This happens to be episode 11, but if you decide to listen to it, you, you don't have to listen to it in order, so I'll catch you up on everything, or the characters will catch you up on everything, and then episodes 1 through 10, which you could also listen to any th- in any order. You say, oh, those are like the prequels. Uh, oh, that's cool. I get to go back and watch the prequels now or listen to them and sleep to them. Uh, Journey, in the Land- Journey into the Land of Tomorrow is uh, a tale of uh, some friends playing a role-playing game. Uh, they they uh, are playing a role-playing game that takes place in a, a, a well-abandoned theme park uh, that's been closed for years. They're a little bit in what could be our future. Uh, the game players are. So they're playing like very similar to a D&D 5th edition. Uh, they're playing a game together. And they're friends. They're having a good time. What could be more soothing and lulling than adventurers in a theme park? And they're going to set everything up. Uh, but before we do that, our Hollywood announcer is here to uh, to bring us into the episode. Zooming in. Normally, he drives all the way from L.A. to the Bay Area just to record this episode, this 30-second uh, segment. Probably the most generous and patient man I've ever come to know, but also have very strict. I say, okay. You do, even though you're not knocking on the door, the fact that you're standing in front of the door moving, still my mic still picks up on that. Uh, uh, but he still stays patient. He keeps coming through. He, I think it's just for the listeners and not really for me. And a lot of listeners ask, how did you get Antonio Banderas uh, to, to do the When did that start? And I, I always say, I don't know. It's like I woke up from a dream in an even better dream. So it's a man with a dreamy voice, a man with a heart that you dream of. It's Mr. Antonio Banderas. Uh, thank you, Scooter. Uh, friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for a journey into the land of tomorrow. Let's roll those dice. Clickety, clackety, sleepy swoosh. Th- thank you, Antonio. Antonio and I are going to be playing a new game, and I can't, I can't wait to play it. So, uh, looking forward to that. Uh, and with, the, without further ado, this is Journey into the Land of Tomorrow. Okay, okay, okay. So. I, the game is going to take it's approximately it's going to take about two more gaming sessions. I mean, I know we have like to end at a certain time today, and it's just hard for me to like. I don't understand what the sudden rush is. I know there's a rush. I don't know. This is my first time being DM, and I really feel like 
We should just, fo- I thought it was focusing, I've been focusing on the process of making the game, though I do know that we're getting towards the end of the game. But, uh, I, I don't know, it's just, like, I, I don't know, I'm not very good at making I statements, but I feel on the spot because I'm, like, I realize that, okay, oh, sorry, uh, Lord, Lord, Lord Von Chill, Granada, the other players have said that they really wanted the game to get finished uh, as soon as possible. And so I'm feeling like, uh, uh, and actually, Lord Von Chill, it's your turn to set everything up. But I, I, I can't make the game go any faster. But I can, I'm thinking that will be done in two more sessions. But I can't guarantee that. Uh, again, I, I do have, like, I'm a dungeon master with feeling. I don't know if anybody, I'm sure someone said that before. I'm a dungeon master with strong feelings or a DM with strong feelings. Oh, thank you. Uh, this is Lord Von Chili here. And uh, I'm going to stay in character, though other players, you know, there was some, you know, cookie making session and a blind date session, like, outside of this game. I live in a world where those things happen when I'm not adventuring. And I feel like something's changed and shifted. Uh, and But but so I'm going to focus on the game here. Uh, my name is Lord Von Chill. I'm a warrior. Uh, some would say I'm... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm from the upper crust, uh, but, uh, you know, I'm here with my team of adventurers. I'm part of a party of adventurers. It doesn't feel like a party right now, though. But some of the party of my adventurers are Wada, uh, a magic user, quiet, and now Wada happens to be turned into a water-based being. Uh, Wada is our wizard. Wada is our magic user. Uh, so that's Wada. We also have Granada of Darmok, Fleet of Foot, Nimble of Finger, maybe a member of a guild that, uh, takes things without permission. But on this adventure, Granada of Darmok has been essential. Granada of Darmok is technically we work together or is in, uh, in my employ, but only in my employ as a member of this, uh, of of, the, of, the, of this adventure. Uh, the other members of our party are Eleanor, uh, a Florentian nurse and healer, uh, powerful in healing and powerful in B-A-T-T-L-E, as Eleanor uh, joined our party at the last minute, uh, seemed really cool and uh, great to work with, uh, but also seems like suddenly in a hurry to move on from this game and other things. But all we can all we could always count on Eleanor, uh, our Florentian nurse, and then finally our other warrior Zell. Zell and I have known one another, or actually outside of this adventure, we did not know each other, even though we may have gotten to know each other quite well. Azel is what we would call a working-class warrior, you know, not a, a gentry of the land like I. But, oh, Azel wise and uh, every attribute you could want in a warrior, Azel uh, possesses. Uh, 
It makes me speechless just thinking about how much I enjoy. But I know the world changes. Uh, I know Lord Von Chill is not perfect to, to be in a party with or, uh, you know, be at work for or many other things. Oh, the DM is making a face at me, though, to, to move forward. Seems like everybody wants to move forward uh, with <laughs> Uh, but so, who are we, who, what, where, when, why? Who are we? We're a band of adventurers tasked with journeying into the land of tomorrow, a former theme park, to find a magical portal that connects to another world and to close that portal. We had to assemble a staff uh, in order to find the portal, and we've assembled that staff uh, and found all the pieces. We have a pretty good idea of where the portal is, and now... We are on the final stage of our journey, closing the portal to save the world from an influx of powers from another magical realm, I believe. Uh, we're tasked with this adventure by the Wizards Council. So that's who, that's who and what. Uh, where are we? Oh, land of Tomorrow. Right now, currently, we're hiding from a giant steam being at the end of... Uh, uh, one of the trains that goes around uh, to transport people. We camped nearby, and uh, we're, we're looking to go into to to the uh, this uh, this uh, space uh, adventure ride. I don't know what the name of it is uh, uh, because we believe the portal's inside, and we're about to try to build consensus on our plan so that we could essentially save the world from this force uh i think is, is am i covering everything is everybody does that sound correct uh yeah this is wada that this this that sounds pretty accurate to me we i think we just need to discuss what we're gonna do and also i think we need a little bit more information but i, I don't know i want to get the rest of the party uh, this is uh, this is Eleanor. Uh, yeah, I think that was a very good recap. I know it's tough recapping, and it's not that I'm in a hurry or I'm not in a rush. Uh, I'm just we're we're near the conclusion of things, and I just want to get to the conclusion. I guess uh, get like sometimes I get a little bit excited, and I'm sorry about that. Uh, and then I fo so I would like to focus on what we have to do today on our adventure. But I'm having trouble focusing on that as a, as a Florentian nurse, you know, that kind of comes with uh, my belief system. Uh, this is Zell. Um, that's fine. Um, I mean, I think we just got to get to it. Uh, I don't know if, we, if talking is going to do, make our job any easier, that we have to get in there. And we have to do something like, uh, what is there to talk about? Well, this is a uh, Granada of Dormach here. And I mean, one thing we could talk about is the fact that uh, we need to uh, get in there. Right. And, uh, get, get, uh, like some more information because I mean, from my perspective as someone that doesn't always follow the rules, we'll say. Like, I think, I feel like there's some sort of misdirection going on. And, uh, that, uh, I'm, I don't know, you know, I'm feeling something in my gut that says if we rush, 
are we going to put the mission at risk? And why can anybody back me up with how they're feeling? Or is anybody else feeling that way? Uh, this is Lord Von Chill. Uh, I, I am feeling that way. I feel like we could use some more information. Do you have an idea, Granada of Darmok? Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is Zell. Um, I'm not so sure about this idea because one, um, well, like you two are agreeing, but you're the same person playing two characters. Right, but that doesn't change the effect, the idea. Is there, okay, Zell, uh, this is Lord Von Chill. I would submit that Granada try to sneak in with stealth uh, past the, the giant steam being. Uh, we could double check with Wada, but I think we're in consensus that uh, this is a mountainous space adventure, whatever it's called, uh, that uh, the, 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 the portal is in there or beneath it or, or something. And so if Granada can sneak in the front door to see what else is awaiting because the fact that the the front door or this plaza of entry to the area is being patrolled by a giant, a steam giant that we don't seem to have the ability to like, okay, here's an honest thing. What would happen if we, we did battle with the steam giant? What does everybody think? Uh, this is Wada. I can almost guarantee that it would be very difficult, uh, and that not all of us would be ready to for the next stage of adventure. And I, so I don't know if there's a discussion, like the likelihood of us defeating the steam giants in maintaining the whole of our party is low. Well, this is Zell. How do you know? I guess because you, you're played by the DM. Yeah, well, it's just like I've just, I was in, remember, I analyzed the steam giant. Okay. So where, where does that leave us? Well, this is uh, Eleanor. I would say that uh, we should deduce, okay, so why is the steam giant, why would the steam giant be here? Like, what is it protecting if the portal was undiscovered? Because the steam giant is definitely patrolling the area. So I, 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 even though I'm in a hurry, I would say that we pro like who left the steam giant to guard the front of the building. Uh, this is Granada of Darmok. Yeah, I mean, and then what? Why would they want? Uh, is it to reduce our party, or to, pre to prevent anyone from going inside? Because if it was just to prevent anyone, like it was, it was also keeping watch on the area. It was like you know keeping the area secure. So, again, I propose we roll, we see if I can stealthily go in towards the front, get by the steam giants, uh, get to the entrance, check the entrance for, for anything hidden uh, that could cause us, you know, that could be cause us a channel, unexpected challenge, and then uh, see if I could go any further without you know in, in a in a in a quiet safe manner and if i can hear or see anything is there is there any uh, is there any reason not to do that okay this is the dm here so what you're proposing is you're going to try to get past the steam giants uh and how do you do that 
okay, I'm going to go to the end of this, uh, slide down behind the one barrier when the steam giant's walking away. Also, the steam giant, we, we disabled its uh, ability to spot us, so I'll be very quiet. That way, if it's walking away, it won't hear me. Then I'll head towards that uh, the beginning of the queue, and I'll try to use my detecting skills. Um, and um, it, I, Wada, I would wonder if you had anything in your like anything in your thing to help boost my skills, uh, detecting skills. And then if I detect anything, I'll try to dis, dis you know disable it uh, or turn it off, and then. I'll try to keep going and see what I could detect. Does that sound good? As a DM, I understand what you're trying to do. Uh, this is Wada here. Uh, I do have a potion of uh, that will boost your your ability to detect and to, 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 like turn off uh, uh, things that are hidden that would uh, get in our way. So yeah, I I agree. Lord Von Chill here, I agree. Eleanor here, I agree, um, and but can we just get on with it? Zell here, I yeah, let's go ahead. All right, so this is the DM. So I'm gonna roll everything now. So I'm gonna roll. Your, your, I mean, your sneaking by a steam bot should be pretty easy, and then you do have a lot of boosts now. With that, that uh, so. I mean, I like I, it, almost uh, just roll to see how well you do. Okay, so you easily sneak by. You do. You get. You go in the queue, and uh, first you 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 you're very your your height your awareness is heightened because of the potion that Wada gave you. And you don't detect anything. You've never felt this uh, apt at your skills. Uh, but then about halfway down the queue, it does, uh, the queue does not have any natural lights. And right uh, where the light changes again, because like you go through some darkness, but you're comfortable doing that. Uh, and then it changes to a slightly lighted area again. And that already sticks out to you because you say, well, then your eyesight would have to adjust. And you do find some very high-level unexpected surprises that wouldn't be good for you there. Uh, because of your buffs and stuff, you're very able to dis disable those things. But without that, uh, be, you, you are impressed. You say, wow, like uh, that would have been. So then you cautiously move again. Uh, you do start to hear you're getting to, more towards the ride, a loading and unloading area, or at the end of the queue where it goes into a big. So you're still going down a hall. I guess I'm giving you too much information. You do find a couple other things. Uh, those ones are more alerts, but you're able to actually deal with all of those. You do have one stumble, which does uh, five, uh, th that one, but it doesn't make a lot of noise, so you get lucky there. It was a little pokey-poo. And then you, you, you really stealth in it, uh, and you, but you don't want to go into it. You could see that you're in the area 
where the kind of, it opens up. Um, and you actually remember, I mean, because you spent so much time in this park, you've seen the kind of things that this is this big space uh, coaster ride. But you start to listen and you can hear multiple voices arguing. Can't quite make out what they're arguing about. And you're not comfortable getting closer because you, you think, you, you sense that it would risk. Uh, I mean, you could go, I guess I may, again, uh, yeah, I guess I'm a conflict of interest here. Do you want to go closer? Uh, no, I mean, uh, no, uh, but what, so I'm listening as closely as I possibly can. Am I here? What am I hearing? Just arguing, uh, the voices to you, they're in a language, common language you're familiar with. Um, and there's something about the voices that you associate with, uh, I don't know. You that you associate with wizards, according to this role here. Okay, in that case, I'm going to go back and report things to my party. Okay, so you get back. No, you go back. No problem. You're back with your party. Okay, I'm reporting back to all of you. Uh, I heard some talking and arguing. It's also well uh, uh, protected the area, so. Um, Again, it makes me think that they're trying, whoever's there arguing is trying to reduce our party. You know, uh, okay, this is Zelda. Then they also think they're secure, though, because they think the Steambot and the, um, the, 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 the surprises that you were, you turned off would like, uh, like, so we should just go straight in. Yeah, this is Eleanor. I agree. There's like we could go in, we we could, uh, and we could either play like we could play it like uh, we don't we're just wandering around like like or we could play, go in and try to sneak and then make a move. Okay, this is uh, Wada. It sounds like Granada thought they were wizards. So right, Granada, part of you thought they were wizards. I believe it sounded the 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 way they were speaking reminded me of wizards. Yes. Okay, this is Wada. I don't know. Like, what if this is all a setup that they want us to come in? Like, what if they expected us to disable the steam giant or avoid it, and then avoid the surprises they left, and they're waiting for us, luring us in? Uh, this is Zell. Why would they do that? Lord Von Chill here. I mean, they would do that because they then they could get a. We we have the staff to close the portal. What if they're wizards looking to open the portal, and they're just waiting for it? Why don't we just see if there's any alternative entrances into the uh, in, into the building? This is all. I just don't think it's necessary. I mean, we're pretty well. They would be expecting. Well, I guess you're right. I mean, I, I don't want like I don't want to go along with it, but uh, I don't want to stretch this argument out. I guess okay. Let's can we ex, can we sneak past the steam giant and then check for alternative entrances into the building? But can we do it all in one big roll? 
it, is that okay with everybody? This is Lord Von Schill. So, because the DM's going to ask us to explain. So we roll to see what other alternative entrances. We try to find all the alternative entrances that are easily accessible. Like we go around the whole building if we can without being detected. Yeah, I agree with that. Everybody else? Yeah, this sounds good. Yes, yes. Okay, this is the DM. So, um, okay, give me one second. Okay. You don't really need to roll for this. Uh, so you're going to, tr- well, okay. Well, let me see if you encounter. Okay. Okay, so are you going to go around the left or the right side of the building? It's a giant circle that goes into like a, like it looks like an artificial metal and concrete mountain or it, uh, like a, uh, like a pyramid type shape. Or more of a cone, I guess. Um, can we go around the right side of the building and uh, head uh, counterclockwise? Uh, yeah. Okay, so we head counterclockwise uh, with caution. Oh, and DM, sorry, I, I took it from you. Okay, so the first door you encounter, there's exits for people exiting the ride under conditions that wouldn't be ideal. And the first door you encounter, it's blocked. Like, it's been, there's no way you're getting through. Like, there was, like, uh, metal and and, and uh, some sort of damage. Yeah, so that's impenetrable. How, uh, I, I, just to make sure, so you're approaching, how, what's the manner you're approaching these doors? Uh, very cautiously. Okay, so the next set of doors you co- can encounter they haven't been collapsed or anything. There's just a set of double doors, you know, older metal, uh, big doors. So a large number of people could exit the building, former overgrown path that hasn't been used in a long time. Do you want to go up to the doors or what do you want to do? Uh, this is Granada Dharmic. I think we should sit here. Can we work this into the roles that we sit here? Or could we just imagine that we do that? Because I know Zell's in a hurry. But we would not approach the doors immediately. We would wait uh, and observe. Thank you, Granada, for uh, working that in. That sounds efficient. We'll do that. Okay, so you're going to use that strategy with any door that's not blocked. This door, while you wait, you do notice not just one, but two... uh, um, uh, overheat, st- steaming beings. Uh, th- these are these, you, you're familiar with these from your ve- adventures. They're uh, very steamy. They're former wizards, uh, and they seem to be guarding the doors. And you do know that these steamy beings, two of them is quite a task um, that... Uh, it would be a really big task to to get by these steaming beings. Okay, this is Zell, so let's go to the next door. Okay, so the next two doors on this level are also b- b- blocked. Uh, it looks like intentional, uh, but nothing you can do about it. 
The other thing you did notice, but you didn't let me know, is that you did notice stairs from the second level exits, uh, and there was three sets of stairs in between, like halfway in between each set of doors that you encountered on the first floor. And that's your whole circle of the building. Okay, Lord Von Chill here. I think we should just do the same thing on the second floor with caution, right? But we'll just do it in the same efficient manner. Is that okay with everybody that wants to get this over with? I don't know. It's an adventure. I guess an adventure is a thing that you get to, but I don't feel like getting it over with. But anyway, can we can we consensus that we do that? Yeah, this is L. That's fine. Uh, Granada, I agree. Uh, Eleanor, that's yeah. This is that sounds good to me. This is Wada. Yeah. Okay, so you go on the second floor. It's very similar, uh, though. On the other side of the building, from the steaming beings, and the one non-obstructed doors, are another set of uh, the famous spectators. Uh, which are different than the steaming beings, but you know from those uh, that uh, the, you used to be raised by that song as a kid, the one-eyed, one-horned, uh, flying, uh, uh, oh dear, spectators, uh, don't go, please don't go near me. So you, you, again, there's two of them watching that door. And all of the other doors are blocked. Okay, this is Lord Von Schild. Did we notice anything going up higher? Or are there any other doors? Okay, so you did notice a ladder on the back side of the building that goes right up to the roof. But this is where the, the, fir- the first and second floor are cylinders. And then this is where the cone starts uh, that makes up the mountain. So you could, there's a ladder. Uh, that goes to the top on the back side of the building, or you could go back to the front entrance, or you could decide to do something about one of the two doors that are guarded. Uh, this is Lord Von Chill. I don't see what, what, what is there a downside to going up uh, to the top of the roof. I'm assuming there'd be a set of doors up there we could check and just assess things. Is anybody, everyone's quiet. So can we do that? Uh, Okay, you do do that. On the way up, um, Eleanor does have a slippy slide and uh, gets a six. Uh, but other than that, you get to the top. Uh, you, that was like halfway up, so it was, you're still pretty quiet. And on the top, you do see a couple of... Uh, you do see some like some wizard-type equipment set up. Um, on one side, and some uh, astronaut like what people observe astronomy, the moon and the stars, with uh, next to the wizard equipment facing off. Uh, if you're facing the ladder you climbed up with, like behind in in like a kind of swampy field area uh, outside of the theme park wall, and then you do see a door across the roof from where you are. It also has like a further tower with stuff for storms and stuff like that, Weather, former weather station. Okay, so you see uh, the, the, the door 
And do you want to use the same? I'm assuming you want to use the same strategy. So I'm just going to keep going. And as you wait, kind of hidden across from the door, you do see only one uh, being patrolling it. Uh, and it's a big farm wizard, uh, a spirit of the big farm wizard. That's a wizard that passed on to another realm, no longer earthly. And uh, you, Wada's is pretty familiar with Big Farm Wizards, so you could ask Wada any questions. But Big Farm Wizards, former Big Farm Wizards, are usually pretty tough too. Okay, this is Granada of Dharma. Can we keep watching to make sure it's not a? It's alone. Yeah, it's alone. So you observe long enough. Okay, this is L. We should have just gone in the front door. Because this, like the steam bot, we already did, everything is like the same to reduce us and wear us down. And now I'm getting worn down with this repetitive nature of this. And uh, I think we should just go back down and go in the front door. Uh, this is uh, Lord Von Chill. I think that's exactly what they want us to do. So I, I disagree. Okay, well, then what do you propose? Well, Wada, what do you, you, you out of all of this stuff, uh, Wada, what do you know about this uh, big farm spirit wizard uh, thing? Well, here's the good news. Uh, like, uh, Granada also knows a lot of Granada. Like, uh, don't, don't, don't you know something about it, Granada? I don't know, do I? Well, you you do because you have it's part of your back. Did you read the backstory I gave you of Granada of Darmok uh, and the legend of Darmok and Jalad? Um, could I roll to remember? Okay, you roll to remember in part of your belief system, Granada of Darmok, the Darmokian way is this long adventure that I know not everybody wants to hear in this myth. Uh, but uh, part of it that you know is that uh, Big Farm, uh, former wizards and other things, uh, it dis like uh, sunlight has a great effect on them. Now, not like other beings that it's like uh, 100% negative, but it would greatly reduce their effectiveness uh, and you do notice that they're staying in the shadows of the doorway. Like, of course, waiting for someone to come. So that's a piece of information that you have, Granada of Darmok. Okay. So if we could get that thing to come in the light, we'd be all set. Yeah, but how would we do that? This is Zell. Like so, this would be the most likely. Does does do is this is Zell? Do we know as a party between all of our knowledge if this uh, if we did get this big farm spirit into the sunlight, would that be our best bet to get in out of all our options? Uh, yeah, this is a DM. You could safely say that th that would give you a much higher percentage uh, of likelihood. It'd still be difficult, but not impossible. Or yeah. Okay, then we just need a plan, I guess. I'm willing to try if we just can keep moving forward. 
Uh, this is water. I have a plan. Like right now, it's very sunny out. But what if I cast some magical darkness at a distance? Um, it, one, maybe the wizard knows I'm here or not, but I could cast some magical distance like above, uh, like a cloud almost. And hopefully the the wizard doesn't have any reason to suspect that. And, and the wizard's used to the weather patterns here, which we know usually at some point in the afternoon a storm comes. So if we do this now before the storm comes, we could use that that knowledge the wizard already has against it to get it out. We, then, So I'll do that. Uh and we'll get it out far enough, like some of you will lure it out, uh, thinking if we if we reduce the party a little bit. So maybe uh, Zell and Lord Von Chill are on one side, and then Eleanor and Granada block the door. Then once we get lured out to, like, you sneak around, and then you'll have it surrounded... And then I can remove the, the darkness once it's out there. And hopefully, does that make sense? Does everybody sound? Yeah, it sounds good to me. This is So this is Eleanor. So, we, yeah, that sounds like two, two, two par, a party of two wanders in. It the 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 being thinks it's storm time, so it wanders out. Thinks it's easy peasy. Then it's five against one with full sunlight. Uh, sounds sounds good. Is everybody? That sounds very efficient too. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Okay, this is the DM then in an official role. So I'm gonna roll everything. Because uh, I think that was working. So just uh, like, uh, and I, uh, like, um, okay. So this one, it's, uh, it's disadvantages on where, where it would, uh, it has to take the lower role when it makes a move against any of you. And according to the role, the, um, so the, the, the darkness spell works, and you two kind of wander. You're just like come out of hiding, basically. And at first it sees you, and it just watches you two. And um, I guess it didn't really ask, like, how are you behaving? Well, this is Lord Von Schill. I guess we, we, Zell and I could just talk. Uh, like, why are you in such a hurry, Zell? And... Why can't we just be on an adventure? I don't understand why everything has to be all or nothing. We're we're talking like that about. I don't know. I've thought about it the past couple of days, so and and I've thought about adventure. And the expectations our society has on people's relationships, and that it's not okay. It seems like you would either like, like you say, this this works or this doesn't work. Uh, so uh, why can't we just be on an adventure together, and maybe things happen or maybe they don't? Uh, okay, so this is Zell. That's fine. We're talking about that. Let's proceed, please. Okay, so this is DM. So that works. It comes out uh, and it approaches you. And then 
Granada. So the um, order of action is going to be Granada, uh, Zell, uh, then the the, the wizard, then Wada, uh, then Eleanor, then Lord Von Chill. And... uh, so, but first it works, it comes, it sees you it come, talking, it comes out, it says to you, uh, you're, it's a mistake being here. Uh, you know, I give you a few seconds to leave and never come back. You've adventured in the wrong place. Uh, and then, uh, that's when, uh, Granada and, uh, uh, Eleanor come out on the other side, uh, successfully surprise. I mean, not a surprise action, just because there's a distance. Um, and then Wada cuts the, the darkness off, and action begins. Uh, Granada, Granada. Okay, I'm going to use uh, my sneak uh, and roll, you know, so can I do that? Yeah, so you get a five and then a six, so 11 total. I mean, 11 total. Uh, Zell, uh, what are you going to do? I'll use, because I have huge bonus on my bow, I'm going to use my accurate bow. Okay, but then, um, any, also though, because it's, I forgot this part, sorry about this, you're also, most of you working at half, uh, strength, because, because it's a farm-based being, everything you do, all your damage is halved, uh, with the weapons you have. Oh, well, okay, well, I'll still use my bow because I guess uh, it would have been nice to know that ahead of time. Okay, so you get a 10 and an 8 with your bonuses. Those both land. The farm base being gets a 14 and an 18. It has to take the 14. Um, I'll just try to run through this and then fill everybody in. Does that sound good? Is it? Do you want to just keep proceeding this round after round like this and then have me update you in a bit? Yes, please, this is L. Okay, Wada got a five, then nothing happened. Eleanor, 13, successful. Lord Von Chill, a 16 and a four, so that was one successful. You're all ra- using range. No, this is Lord Von Chill. I think Eleanor and I should go, go in. Okay. Um. All right, well, okay, so then Granada, 11, which with the bonus is good, Um. Zell, 13 and 9, those both land. Uh, it gets a 14, again, lands on um, a Zell. Wada gets a 1. Eleanor, oh, Eleanor, this is Eleanor. I think I should uh, start, who, like, how much, how, how powerful is it? If it got Zell twice, should I use uh, one of my med kits? Oh, yeah, you definitely should. Sorry about that. I guess I'm a little distracted because I'm being rushed, but... Yeah, the, the, there's uh, so far been 19. Wait, it does 19? Yeah, 19 it does. And then 20... Okay. Sorry about that. I get mixed up. Uh, okay, I'll go through the first round. So the Granada did minus 6. Zell did a 3 and a 4 total or seven, it did 19 on Granada in the first round. Uh, Eleanor did it uh, like uh, nothing. Oh, yeah, Eleanor, you did two of damage. 
LVC, you did five. So that was 20 total on the farm base being. It's down to 47. Granada, you're down to like four. Well, if uh, this is Eleanor, if I would have known that, I would have used a full med kit on like the biggest kit I have in that round instead of two of damage on the race. Or the. Okay, well, you're going to have to do that in the next round. I'm sorry because the mass already been distributed. On the next round, uh, Granada did two of damage. Zell did seven total. Uh, oh, actually, the, the, I'm sorry. I was mixed up. The like on the next round, it missed Zell uh, because it was going after Zell. And the like, I was assuming Granada moved due to that much. Uh, then Eleanor. Uh, so then you do uh, if you use that one. That's a plus ten. On Granada, then LVC did four. So that means uh, thir- 13 total, I think. Uh, it's down to 34. In Granada, you're back up to 20, in the tw- like around 20 or something. or seven, I know, uh, Yeah. See, it's hard for me to focus when I feel like I'm not, uh, it's not working. Okay, well, we're working together. We're, we'll work this out. Um, okay, uh, should, now can we just do the next round proceed? I, I mean, I think and and use Eleanor's healing. Is that Lord Von Childa? Does everybody sound good? And Granada, you kind of stay use at the distance. And Zell and I will get. Oh, Zell, I'll just use. I'll try to block everybody with my body so it goes after me. Okay, so Granada four, Zell three and seven. Uh, the farm base being got a seven, Wada six, uh, Eleanor one. So this is not a very good rolling round. Oh, LVC, you got an 11 with your bonus and a six. So that round, oh, Eleanor, you healed. I'm sorry. So, um, so now Granada's back to normal. And you're out of your your superior kits. I was just assuming you're using those med kits. Um, I mean, you have the smaller ones, but uh, that did another, like, 12 of healing. Uh, let's see. Five. So it's down to 29 right now. Granada, you're at full strength again. Okay. Let's just keep going. Okay, Granada to 17, so that works. Zell, uh, you got a 5 and a 17. The farm base being a 10. Wada, a 5. Eleanor, 13. LVC, 7 and 20. So this is a pretty big round. Um, uh, Granada did 4. Uh, Zell, it did three. Eleanor, five. LVC, nine. And then, uh, so it's down to like around 16. But then suddenly the earth starts to shake and uh, you're all kind of standing speechless because like a tower rises in the distance uh, like off to, to right where the telescope is pointing out of the ground, this tower starts rise. It's shaking the entire earth. Um, 
And it seems like uh, it's made of stone, but it can't be because it's just growing out of the earth. And Wada says that can't be stone. This is the magic of the portal at work. That may even be a being from another realm. And then you have a debate. I can't be really a being back and forth like that. And uh, but you say, oh, boy, this is uh, this is wild stuff. Uh, what are we going to do? And also the 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 farm the the farm based being is watching too and saying what in the heck? Okay, this is Lord Von Chill. Uh, should we make a move or should we try to? Wada, could you try to reason with this? Is a former wizard, right? Maybe you could talk some sense into it. Yeah, this is Wada. So I tell the wizard, the former wizard, uh, hey, this is some sort of. Uh, what are you guarding? This is magic from another world. Uh, if you were a wizard and you believed in magic, you'd let us pass to disrupt this. Uh, we're here to protect our world in our magic. And I use that whole magic uh, connection to magic. Uh, you've done your job. Uh, now your job is uh, to let us pass uh, to save the magic in this realm. And the w- w- former wizard actually agrees and says, uh, yeah, I was tasked with guarding this door. And we say, who tasked you? And then it re- disappears and refuses to tell us. Okay, well, that's not helpful. Okay, can Granada, can you check the door uh, and see if there's any other surprises? Yeah, I'll, so I'll check the door and see if there's any other surprises. Okay, you you do find that this is like a stairway down to some catwalks. You do find a few other surprises that you've been able to turn off. And you descend and there's like a catwalk. And in one direction is one of the surprises you actually discovered to the left. That is like, a, that goes to like stairs that go pretty much down in a, not a circle, but in a square all the way down to the bottom and there was a surprise there that you actually couldn't disable. So your only choice is to go right. And that's like the top of the ride. So to the right is like the catwalks where people would exit the ride out the roof. Uh, and then um, uh, there's stairs going off of there. Those stairs are blocked too. That would go down in the second story doors. So as you keep going on the catwalk, if you, oh yeah, do you decide to keep going? Yeah, this is, so we keep going. Okay, so as you go along the catwalk, uh, then you get to the top of the ride, like where you could see pretty far across from you is where you would come up. It was like a roller coaster where you'd go up the hill with the chain, chink, 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 and you'd get to the top. But then for a while... They remodeled this ride, and it's kind of a like weird 80s, 90s, 1980s, 1990s remodel. And so this top of the ride, it just can kind of had a, this uh, this like a slow portion that they added on, and this is how the rest of the inside of the ride was kind of themed, because it had parts that were in darkness, but a lot of it was like this disco. 80s theme and like it's kind of silly but it was really popular where like there's a bunch of animatronics up there 
and it's like a set a set of scenes of a goof goof the goof uh, which was a popular character encountering other beings from another world that were very much of the like 50s through the 80s kind of like like a green and, and uh like a little bit different shapes somewhat liquid somewhat human but goof is teaching them to dance uh like that's how they end up communicating and it kind of it plays into the fun soundtrack and disco lights and stuff uh they hadn't quite got the name of the attraction down, but it was like kind of building on what they already had and making it more fun and then adding some characters in. And it was actually popular, and they could change it around to different colors for seasons and stuff like that. But this was like the, the tiny bit of story they had in the ride was that Goof taught the alien beings how to or, or communicated peace through dance. The other thing you notice is that there's a bunch of cars up here, like traction vehicles, uh, and that uh, they're held in place by straps. And some of them have like uh, some alchemical equipment and stuff that the wizards, like, they're like, wait a second, were they using this? Uh, And you kind of see some ropes and stuff that they must have been pulling the attraction up. And then there's a bunch of animatronics that are still like a goof and the uh, goof's cousins and the other, uh, non or, you know, the, the, the beings from another planet. Uh, okay. But other than that, it's pretty quiet up here, right? Yeah. Well, I would think we could make camp here and wait and then decide what we're going to do. Okay, this is L. We can't do that because something just erupted. I don't think we can do that. I mean, we could. I know we're getting close to time on this session, but I don't think we can have a break as far as our characters. So I think we should come up with a general plan and then enact it at the beginning of next week because uh, we have to get down there. It's pretty clear there's wizards down there. We have these animatronics. Uh, Eleanor, do you have any ideas? Yeah, this is Eleanor. So here's what I think. I think we use the wrench and the magic, um, and we load up these cars with uh, the animatronics. There's uh, how many animatronics? You said multiples, right? Yeah, there's about 12 total animatronics you could use with the wrench. Okay, and then we have we can teach them, right? We learned that, so we could just teach them to get off of the car and grab whoever's down there, and then we come down either on the car or however we're going to get down there. Uh, and then, like, uh, even if it's even if they don't manage to grab whoever's down there, at least it'll be a distraction. And then we deal with stuff. So we have the element of surprise. We have, I mean, this has kind of worked for us already a little bit in different ways. What does everybody think of that idea? This is Lord Von Chill. That sounds like uh, we're taking a risk, but uh, I like that idea. I, I think it builds on what we've learned, and uh, I, I agree, uh, I guess. This is, uh, yeah, I agree, and I agree that... Um, this is an adventure. I'm sorry that uh, I was rushing. Um, and I, this sounds like fun, actually. So we'll have like a goof, like a dancing goof and all these other 
this is a, this sounds like a cool ride too. So yeah, I'm excited for next week. I'm sorry. Uh, this is Granada. No need to apologize. I think this is cool. Like uh, I'm, I'm in agreement. And uh, Wada, how do you feel? I feel good. I think also we have the advantage of we have the staff and stuff. They don't know that I'm wa- like in a like I'm in a water skin most of the time. So. I think we could also use the fact that there's less of us or, yeah, I think we can use this to our advantage. I'm excited too. All right, everybody, then uh, thanks. Uh, this is Lord Von Schell. I'm sorry that, uh, well, I, I don't, I'm, I'm strong in adventuring and I'm enjoying the adventure with all of you. All of you have been a part of my adventure and I hope you rest well and get some rest so we can return to one another soon. Thank you. All right, everybody. Scoots here. It's time for our episodically modular series, Journey into the Land of Tomorrow. Uh, it's a episodically modular with a touch of seriality, but you can listen to the episodes in any order. So if this is your first episode, welcome. The characters are going to catch you up on everything you need to know to be comfortable. If this is your first episode or your third, or, you know, if you listen, you say, well, it's actually my fourth. I listen to episode nine, then episode six, then episode three. Now I'm listening to episode 12. I say, don't worry, characters, that sounds perfect. So it's a, it's just a bedtime story. It's here for you. And it's, it's simply uh, some friends playing a role-playing game. And going on an adventure, you know, the adventure of friendship. <laughs> I'm laughing just because, uh, you know, I'm laughing. Uh, it, it, you know, friendship's always an adventure. Uh, and it's a, it's an adventure of, in its own. Put that on a pillow. Friendship. It's an adventure. Awkward, awkward knowing, but loving and forlorn laugh. That might not fit on a pillow, but... <laughs> This is the kind of stuff that cracks me up. Is true, like, see, Scooch, you just said something true. And I say, well, that's hilarious. It's too true. Uh, the adventure, friendship, and gameplay, and the adventure itself. Uh, here, it, but before we do that, zooming in all the way from Hollywood. Here's the thing. I don't know if I've talked about this because I tried to respect his privacy. And he didn't exactly like it at first, but I said, well, if you drive from your home all the way to my driveway and you never get out of your car and then you drive back, you'll be close enough to be on my Wi-Fi. It'll be like you're here with me. And uh, he said, yeah, sure, I don't have. He said, I guess he was he may have been being sarcastic when he said, no, yeah, I don't have anything out. Sounds perfect. So I'm going to drive all the way from Los Angeles uh, to to the East Bay, sit in your driveway. And I said, well, uh, I said, do you think do you, I wonder if my Wi-Fi reaches all the way to the street? Uh, and he made a knowing sigh. And then uh, you saw. But uh, he's here to introduce the series. Uh, what a gentleman, what a voice, uh, what a person deep down. And someone who loves to be on the road, uh, maybe. Uh, my friend, your friend, our Hollywood announcer, Mr. Antonio Banderas. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, the boys and girls, the friends beyond the binary.
it's time to journey into the land of tomorrow. Roll those dice. Whoosh. Yeah. Thank you, it's Antonio Banderas, and this is Journey into the Land of Tomorrow. All right, everybody, have a seat. Um, who's do like so? We we left off for a kind of like not like in, in mid planning. So who? Which one of you is going to take over uh, recapping and because uh, it may, this might be like I don't want to. Yeah, uh, it's kind of an important session. It's good to see everybody, but I want to get into it. Okay. Uh, this is Eleanor. Yeah. Um, I, I think Zell should do it. Uh, uh, Lord Von Chill here. I, I agree. Zell's our leader. Uh, and uh, Granada. Yeah, Granada of Darmok here. I would say Zell. Uh, Mwada. Yes, Mwada here. I would say Zell, you are a leader. I take it from here. Okay, well, I'm, I, I'm happy to take the lead here and... Uh, Lee, like, like, I don't think it's a, like, it's not a binary thing, leadership. So just want to point that out. Uh, we all lead at, at times and we all can lead. And, but I will, since you're looking to me to re- lead and recap the episode, like where we were at, uh, this is pretty good one because we're a team of adventurers here in the land of tomorrow, a land and in a theme park that has since, uh, Gone to rest, uh, no longer in use. At some point, it was discovered that there's a magical, powerful portal to another world here that needs to be sealed up and closed because it's having an impact on the area. And it could have uh, disastrous effects for our world, or more than likely. We've been searching for a staff, uh, a headpiece, and a gem or stone or something to close the portal. We found that. And we're here in uh, a, like a space, dancing space attraction, mountain attra- mountainous space dancing attraction. Space Mountain Dance-Off, was that what it was called at some point? Uh, but uh, we, we we suspect, we, we, we almost know the portal is below us, uh, and we're about to uh, try to complete our mission. And we're a team of adventurers. I'm Zell, a, uh, a stout-hearted warrior, I would call myself, uh, along with our other warrior, uh, like, uh, you know, from the upper crust, Lord Von Chill. Land, I guess if you're a lord, you're landed gentry. Uh, working with uh, Lord Von Chill's Granada of Darmok, fleet of foot, nimble of finger, great with the lasso we learned. Uh, is Granada of Darmok, uh, then our healer, our nurse, but also such a strong warrior in, in their own right is uh, Eleanor, Florentian nurse of the three Florences. And then uh, no longer in uh, humanoid form, but now in a water form, who can sometimes take on humanoid form, but I don't quite understand that, is our wizard, Mwada, and they think that's it. We're here, like, uh, and uh, we're at, oh, I could do a place setting and lead into our plans, I guess, if I'm a leader. 
we we got into the top of this. Uh, this is a well-guarded and protected place, uh, this uh, Space Mountain dance-off that I'm calling it. Uh, we had to get past a wizard who was guarding the door. Also, we suspect that outside of where we are, outside of the boundaries of this uh, magical kingdom we're in, the land of... Uh, some strange tower erupted from the ground. We, we think that's related to the portal. And we're here, we're here at the kind of the, one of the, um, set pieces of the ride. I don't know what they call it, where there's animatronics for a time that feature one of the characters from this, uh, company, the goof, uh, and the goof's cousins or kids or nephews or something and friends, but they're in outer, they're in a funkified version of outer space or rad, radical version of outer space where very cartoonish in a good way, I think. I mean, this looks pretty funny and fun, but they were teaching outer space beings, imaginary fictional ones, how to dance. And that was what would set up. I don't know. I thought a lot about it because I said I would ride this attraction would set up the darkness and the day glow and the um, funky music for the rest of the attraction and disco type stuff. And that, that it would be fun. Like dancing is, oh, I think maybe we speculated peace through dance. And we've been working, we have a plan. We've recovered the best we can. We're going to take all, we're going to get all our hit points back up and, um, maybe cast magical aid again or whatever to, to have our hit points as maximum as we can. And we're going to use our magical wrench that we found can bring these animatronics to, to somewhat of life and train the animatronics to go down. And this is, I'm speaking to the DM as well as our party, but feel free to, if anybody from the par- our party wants to inter- inter- interject, uh, train these animatronics put them on the ride, send them down to surprise the wizards and teach them to just simply uh, grab the wizards and hold them and then we'll go down and deal with it, whether the wizards... I mean, there's a lot. There's some noise down there, but there's also, also the wind against this building, so it's really hard to tell what's going on in here. And some other sound, maybe that's the portal. Uh, there's like the humming of the wind, but there's some other humming, pulsing... And then we go down. Maybe use. We were taught. We had to talked a while ago about playing dumb versus using stealth or a combination. But I guess we could decide as we get closer. But obviously, try to surprise the wizards and see what they're up to. Close the portal. Uh, whether the wizards are going to work with us or against us, or who they are. And maybe we're only assuming they're wizards, but I think that's like. A, based on, that's inferring, based on the information we have at hand. Uh, this is Eleanor, yeah. So, yeah, I can roll to cast, like, A to, to try to boost our hit points, and I think we have enough med kits to get everybody to 100%, and we won't be able to rest, so I'll have, uh, like, uh, what should we do about the staff and stuff? That's the only thing I was thinking. Should we put it together? Like, M. Wada, could you let us know, or should we just figure it out when we get down there?
This is Lord Von Schill. I, I think this is a good plan, and those are good questions. Thanks, Eleanor. Granada, I, I'm in agreement. Uh, uh, this is M. Wada. Eleanor, since you brought it up, I would think that maybe because of my water form, maybe the staff is best uh, held in your hands. And at first I wanted to say we should hide it, but I think we should have it ready. Because the only thing is, what if we could just close the portal, like, from stealth? Like, I don't know. Like, we don't really know much else, uh, uh, right? It's like we may be still missing one piece of information. But if it's like a two-sided portal or something, we get down there. What if we don't even have to deal with the wizards? We could just close it. This is Zell. Are you saying that 100% is WADA or with any, like, because it's hard because you're being played as an NPC, kind of. This is M. WADA. I mean, let's be realistic, but uh, it's just an idea I felt I wanted to interject as a possibility. But uh, was it's not a scripted idea. It's a scripted idea that I, it's not a scripted from the, the adventure manual. Okay, good enough. Uh Okay, so can we roll for all that uh, magical aid for Eleanor and then training, like, a DM? Is that okay? Like, does that sound like our initial plan? Okay, so your plan, let's just go over it. So, magical aid. Okay, actually, okay, that worked. Uh, so, I have you, you kind of, hit points are boosted, so I got that. Um, then your plan is to like use a wrench and then train the goofs and the, 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 like, it looks like there's three uh, sets of cars up here. So if you were going to go down in the third car, two, four, six, you could send down eight goofs in the first two cars for each, uh, so you want to train them to go down and then grab the wizards using the wrench, and then you will go down in the last car. Is that a consensus decision? Does that sound correct? Yeah, this is Zell. I'm looking at everybody, and I, I think that's correct. Uh, it, like, uh, especially with Mwada, like, yeah, like, uh, whoever has the best, can we just go with those easier rules of, like, whoever, I would assume an Mwada, yeah, yes, can we just roll for that with our best, whoever's most able? Okay, yeah, because of the magical wrench in Wada's condition, uh, but, uh, you're also in this place of heightened awareness and, and, and things, uh, you, you, okay, um, all right. Okay, so a quick question. So there's, um, you could send down eight uh, goofs, or in in so there's um, there there's goof, and he has three nephews. Then there's like a, like another green goof. Uh, then there's so there's like about fourteen total characters you could try on. Do you want to try on all of them or a limited number? Is there down? If we try on all of them, doesn't that increase our odds of? Uh, yeah, it does. I just wanted to. Okay, that's what I mean. Like about. I mean, I'm gonna. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Thank you. 
Okay, so you're successful at training uh, seven of them, and then the other ones fail, and they they just don't activate, or they kind of just wander around. But those seven, you feel confident you've trained to sit in the car, get out of the car, and find a wizard or anyone anyone they encounter down there, and hold on to them. Others, but they won't. It won't backfire. Like I rolled for that too. So they won't. They know who all of you are. Okay. So can we just send them down? Okay. The, you successfully send the cars down. Okay, and then I guess we should go down right away because uh, we 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 should like uh, like I guess we didn't talk about that, but uh, but maybe wait like thirty or seconds or a minute. Uh, what does everybody think, Eleanor? Yeah, I think that that uh, that's a good idea. Yes, Lord Lord Von Chill here. I I, I think that works. Uh, could we get in the car? I'm excited. Uh, is this? Do we know if this is a good idea? Uh, DM, I, I don't like, uh, you heard the other cars going and, but it's tough to hear, you know, because of like, uh, as Zell said, the noises in this place, uh, uh, Granada here, I can uh, use a lasso, uh, and, uh, keep a la- I have multiple lassos I could make, uh, and then I could use a lasso to kind of help us go slower. If that sounds good to everybody, like a little bit like repelling, and then I could control the speed of our car, independent, since we're not animatronics. I'm sure if the animatronics, like, they'll be fine. Okay, this is Zell. I think that's a brilliant idea, D- DM. Okay, so, so just to, so you're going to slowly rappel down in the car with Granada, um, uh, like, uh, using it to control your speed. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Okay, so you go down. So far, the first rope runs out. Granada throws the second rope, uh, and uh, it thinks it held, but it didn't. So when Granada lets ro- go of the second rope, the weight of the car pulls the, 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 the or let's go the fir- first rope. Uh, the second rope does not hold. And your car picks up speed for a little while. You all kind of brace yourselves, and you're kind of figuring out what to do. But before you could even discuss it, the car kind of goes into a, a braking area. And, uh, like, uh, the back, uh, like, three out of the four trains, there's two trains, two cars each. Uh, you you kind of you slow down enough, but then you get stuck behind a train, like, Three cars went down. One car is there in the brake area. You don't. You you safely get stuck behind it. There's two animatronics there, and they're just sitting in their seats. Uh, okay, uh, can we push their car out of the way or do something? And can we double check our ropes next time? You okay? This is the DM. You're not a, the car. You, you, those cars are permanently. You're you're stuck. Uh, you're going to have to find an alternative way down. Okay, can you give us an idea where we are? Yeah, so you're on a, a platform that was used, that would be used actually to get people on or off the ride. And there's kind of catwalks going in each direction. It looks like if you went left uh, on the catwalk, that seems to be 
where there's more of the pulsating noise coming from, where to the right it heads more towards the side. Like that's to the left is more towards the center of the building, where to the right is more towards the side of the building. Okay, can we head towards the right uh, and see what we see? And go ahead cautiously, uh, like uh, with caution. Okay, eventually you get to a ladder, and you'll have to climb down, and it's pretty far, so um, I can roll for everybody if you want to do that, or you could kind of keep going. Okay, can we check the ladder for sturdiness and... um, um, Yeah, really check the ladder for sturdiness, and then... How long is this going to take us, uh, or can we, or should we look for other options? Okay, you checked the ladder for sturdiness, and it seems pretty sturdy. Like it, it's uh, built into the, it's built into a support, so it's uh, it, you're confident that you like uh, that it's 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 sturdy. But as you're also checking it, you start to hear the sounds of, like, distant, covered-up sounds of commotion, which I don't know what that would lead all of you to believe. Uh, that means our uh, Lord Von Schill here. This means our, uh, our, our our crews arrived down there. Let's start climbing. If it's, uh, that would be my vote. Yeah, this is, uh, I guess we better just get going. Okay, so you all are successfully climbing down. It does take some time, though, because it's like a ladder and you wanted to be spaced out uh, if you were doing it safely, which I was implying, I guess. So it takes you about 15 minutes to get down to the bottom of the ladder. Okay, as we're going down the ladder, did we hear, Can we? were we listening and what did we hear and then what do we see at the bottom of the ladder? Okay, as you were going down the ladder, you heard a lot of commotion and then the commotion started to die down, and as you got towards the bottom of the ladder, you kind of hear someone in a somewhat intensified voice, uh, like uh, uh, trying to re- reason, but you only hear, and you hear the pulsing, and then you hear some other voices uh, also reasoning or um, like kind of like saying stuff. Uh, Okay, what does everybody think? Sounds like uh, our plan worked. Uh, maybe there was. Um, maybe they think we're closer than we are, or they think that uh, animatronics can hear them. Uh, but we should uh, we make haste, I think, because sooner or later, if they're really good wizards, they'll figure out a way to um, get out of the animatronics. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. So, what do we see here? Okay, so you're at the bottom, like, so it's a big concrete floor, and you kind of see that there's, like, tattered um, fabric that they use to kind of separate parts of the ride uh, to cause darkness or different effects, and so you can kind of see through some of the tattered stuff, like the tracks and, like, some light source and the sounds and everything in a direction that would be kind of... um, if your your back is to the ladder, or your if you got off the well, yeah, if your back is to the ladder, it'll be to your right. Uh, 
Okay, um, I think we should kind of discuss a plan then uh, before we head over there. What does everybody think of uh, how we how should we play this? Uh, uh, this is Granada. I think we should use stealth. Uh, I don't think personally we need to like wander in and say, oh, what's happening here? I think we should get as close as we can with stealth and then uh, um, be ready to close the portal, but also ready for anything. Yeah, this is uh, Eleanor. I agree with that. Uh, I mean, they don't know Watt is with us, so like, I think, um, Watt, is there anything you can do to find out more? Or if you sense anything, can you let us know? And then I think also we should be aware of Wada's plan, at least, uh, to say, can we close the portal? Or where is the portal? So I think we should get closer, get more information, but be ready. Okay. Uh, uh, this is Zell. Yeah, I think, can we, can we see how stealthy we can be? Okay, this is the DM. Yeah, so... It's very, there's a lot of noises, right? And as you get closer, you're moving with stealth. It's an open, it's an area with a lot of places to be stealthy, but the good thing is that there's enough light and you can all see enough that it's just kind of, it makes it easy for you to kind of get closer and closer towards the sounds and light. And you can definitely hear as you're getting closer, the wizards or voices, the voices seem to be trying to reason with somebody uh, and also you hear some brainstorming about, uh, exactly what Lord Von Chillid said, like, we got to get out of the, we got to get like, uh, can anybody get free or think of anything? And then you also hear some, uh, some wizards trying to cast spells, but they don't seem to be working either. Okay. Why did you think that's important, uh, that uh, the wizards can't cast a spell? Uh, this is Wada. I mean, it, I guess it's important to know because uh, it may limit. It may, I think we should keep that in mind if whatever they're dealing with or the portal is blocking some sort of magic use or if it's just that um, the animatronics are so effective. I don't think we, but I think we should prepare not to be able to use magic. Uh, but other than that, kind of going along with our plan. Okay. Uh, so should we just try to get clo- closer? Uh, like, uh, I don't know. Did we stop for some reason? I can't remember. Uh, you, you, you didn't, you did stop now while you're talking. You notice, uh, uh, like at first you think you thought it was just a like another light or something, but there's a light coming towards you. It's kind of growing, not growing a lot. It went from a pin pit prick, uh, and it kind of seems to be floating towards all of you. And it's definitely coming towards you at kind of a slow meandering pace, but it's making its way towards you. Okay. Uh, everybody get ready. Uh, we should try to still be quiet though. Anybody have any idea what's coming towards us? Wada, do you sense any magic? Um, what is, is there some sort of, uh, do, do, do could we just be ready and, uh, try to figure out what it is? Okay. Um, I'm going to use you then, Zell, and 
since you're the leader, you're watching it, everybody's ready, and you say, you do say, this looks a bit like one of those uh, uh, nighttime light, light friends we used to catch as kids uh, out in the forest. It reminds me of that uh, coming towards us. Seems to be slightly bigger, and uh, but I would still say ready. Just uh, stay ready, just in case. And also, like uh, you, you do say, Granada, you sense anything mechanical or you know at play here, or anything sort of surprising? Granada rolls and says, "Nope, I'm clear that there isn't anything mechanical because I rolled a 16." Okay, so I guess we wait for this thing to approach dramatically, and then what happens? It's, oh, it's a, like a a firefly from my youth or something like it. It's coming towards us, and it arrives, and then what happens? Uh, the firefly, which is about the size of a, a small ball you could hold in your hand, floats in front of you. And it does have features that are familiar to you, like eyes and a nose and a mouth, uh, but you sense something otherworldly about it. Uh, and it looks uh, at all of you, and it says, uh, Are you with the wizards? Uh, this is all for my party, not for the DM. Like, uh, is it okay for me to take the lead on this? And then, if you feel like you need need to let me know anything, to just interject or po- you know, you know what I'm saying. But I'll see what I can figure out here. Uh, but I'm going to uh, slow, you know what I mean? I'm going to take the lead. You're our leader, Zell. Yes, Zell, you're our leader. Okay, this is Zell speaking to the, uh, who, who are who are you? We, 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 uh, I'm Zell. Who, who are you? Hello, Zell. I'm, uh, it would be tough to explain who I am. I'm, I'm my name would not make sense. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what I've learned from your world, uh, but I'm a concerned citizen from my world, and uh, that's that's you could call me con- CC, I guess. Okay, CC. Uh, what do you are you? Uh, you're from another world. Yeah, I'm from. The, the world of portal is opened. I, I thought, uh, did you send down those dancing space dogs uh, that uh, that uh, embraced the wizards? Uh, maybe we did. I just don't. I, I don't fully. I'll be honest with you. We don't fully trust you, CC. We don't even know who who, who you are. And can you tell us more? Well, they came down on the ride a few minutes ago and embraced the wizards. And they're, they're holding the wizards in their brace. The timing was not, was interesting because uh, there's uh, the reason I came out was I saw coming into your world uh, a being from our world uh, that has entered your world. And the, the wizards, it's complicated, but it's not, not a good thing. Okay, they could have been us, but could you get so? Can you just help me understand the situation more? So the wizards are now in the embrace of dancing, dancing space dogs, or their space friends, and you 
are from the portal, my understanding, right now, I'll give you what we know, is that that portal goes to another world, a kind of magical realm, and that uh, maybe we are tasked with closing that portal to protect our world, because our understanding is that it just, it's like, uh, that your world is so full of magic that is neither all good or all bad. Why am I like close here in that, uh, that, uh, but it's not, not compatible with our world. Yeah, this is M. Wada. This being does seem to be made up of some magic that I don't understand, but also, um, yes, uh, it does a great summary, Zell. Ah, yes, this is Cece. Yeah, this is, that's a water based being. You are correct, I believe. I don't totally understand your world, but I would say that your theory that a lot of beings in our world are incompatible with your world, including the being that has exited the portal and is now um, meeting some of your wizards there. And to give you, the wizards have been here a while messing around with this portal, I think waiting for you. And and I was listening at the door because I was concerned that this portal's been open and that the wizards, they've been trying to learn what they can. They've, uh, unfortunately, they, they didn't realize that uh, our world is kind of more of like a, it's not all solid material. And so they sent in some wizards that it didn't work out for because uh, you can't enter our world in solid form. Like even I, if you look at me closely, you'll see I'm a little bit gelatinous. And uh, the being that has come out is like a giant S-L-U-G that you would see in one of your gardens. And also, I'm able, just so you know, I'm able to absorb your, not absorbing you, but uh, get information from you as we spend time together and from the wizards. And I do know that I absorbed from the wizards that I've been watching. They weren't honest with you that they did that you are the party they hired to close the portal. But the wizards council with this access to this magic, they also wanted to. They more wanted to come close and open the portal. And study it, and then they called this. They felt this powerful force, uh, and it came too close, and now it's come through. And it, this being, this is an organic being in our world, but in your world, the power of the magic of this being just not compatible with your world. And it's dug a hole and may have even uh, gone into the earth. Uh, and um, it's, you know, it's like conferring with the wizards in a way that the wizards would not enjoy. Okay, Cece, can I just also, in behalf of my party of adventurers, kind of reflect back to you what you said? So the wizards, we were, we were tasked with coming and closing the portal. We may or may not have the ability to do that, or, and we don't totally understand that. And we've got nothing against your world other than if it's not compatible, we'd like to close the portal. I don't know what you want because you haven't made that clear other than you're, you're concerned. It sounds like the wizards were mocking about, and, and and they wanted us, uh, from other information we know that maybe you're already learning from us by studying us or whatever, that I'm not sure I'm comfortable with, 
they wanted to, to kind of wear us down. So when we got here, they probably could have told us what to do. Uh, but we still want to close the portal and complete our mission, whether the wizards and maybe give the wizards a stern talking to. Um, so we definitely don't trust the wizards anymore. And they definitely maybe underestimated us. Uh, so would you help us close this portal and maybe get this, this giant slug being from your world back? Because what would happen if we close the portal with the slug being? It wouldn't be compatible. It would change your world uh, slowly. Uh, it kind of like uh, takes on, it, it, it uh, assimilates uh like that's what it's doing with some of the wizards, but it's in a state that's uh, neither like uh, you have stage of stages of existence inside of that being is like this uh, long stretched out existence, which you're not really like uh, your universe isn't designed for that kind of existence. So you wouldn't enjoy it. Like uh, it's too hard to explain. It's just a different, totally different type of existing. Okay, so can we get that thing back in there, then close the portal? And um, what other things are we seeing that we shouldn't do? Is there any help you could offer us? Is there anything you could tell us about how difficult this is going to be or best practices? And, oh, is is uh, the something about it, the, ma the magic's not working? Yes, there's not much I can do to help you because I'm just a small little f firefly. Deal, you seem to be powerful to deal with that the slug. Um, what I would say is I could go back into the portal and uh, find. We we do have other types of beings, not the same as me, more. Like in your world, you'd call it an infant. These are, they're not like an infant in our world. We call, what would I say? Steam beings. They're or mist beings. And I could call some mist beings uh, and ask them for help. What they could do is go into the tunnel that the SLU, like try to pull anything out of there. Because I don't think you'd be able to do that. Uh, I guess if there's some way you could get it into the portal, the slug, um, and then close the portal, and then we use some of the steam beings. The only other thing I would be concerned about is anything left over. Some of the steam beings will be left over. They're not suited. It, they, you would be asking them to come live in your world. So I would say if there's a way to seal, like... You'd have to, you wouldn't want them interacting with your world. Like if you keep them in a building or, you know what I mean? It's not incompatible in a negative way. It's just, it wouldn't be fair to them or to you to have them wandering around your world. Okay. Also, um, we have this staff. We're not exactly sure how to use it, uh, and, uh, oh, did they had that magic question? Oh, yeah, magic doesn't seem to work. You could use some of the staff. You could use the staff, uh, um, like, uh, that must be the way they, the, 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 I think my understanding is that you could, you're closing the portal by absorbing it into that stone on the staff. 
and uh, it would be simply when you're ready to close it, uh, uh, like just imagine it. Whoever's holding the staff is like focusing. So someone that would be very good at focusing and holding the staff uh, and um, uh, like kind of focusing on it closing. I think you could probably use the staff at least. It has kind of the power of the portal to like imbue your, 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 your tools there for battling. Maybe I don't like, I think that would work. Um, maybe your magic user would know more if they, you know, made a, made a attempt or something, but yeah, I can help. Uh, I think we would also need someone. Uh, um, this is like a little complicated, but I think convenient because I've met your other friend there. I can't get back into the portal uh, without some help. So I need someone to to, to kind of, uh, it's just my certain, uh, like, uh, same with the SLUG or the steam beings. We can't just go back into the portal. It's tough to explain, but basically you have to be taken into the portal or taught. Again, it's, it's like a, you would say we're unwilling to go through the portal but it's more of not able to, like, I can't will myself back into the portal even if I want. Okay, Wada, could you, let me review everything before. So basically what we need to do is we need to trust you that you'll help us with these steam beings, create a, um, in some sense, like a weather pattern where, your steam beings are going into the tunnel below the SLU slug being enforcing any remnants or, or, or whatever that we don't understand in forcing those back into the portal. But those steam things aren't necessar- necessarily able to push the, the slug in our cell. We have to do that. Obviously, we're the heroes or the adventurers, maybe. I'm not saying that in a grand way. That's on us. The hardest part is on us. You need somebody to pull you into the portal or take you into the portal, and none of us solid beings could do it, but Wada is a water-based being now, so Wada might be able to do it. We can't use magic, but we might be able to imbue our uh, my bow or, or arrows and, and uh, every, everyone else's stuff, uh, Someone with great focus, which is Eleanor, I think, but Eleanor, you could you can disagree, needs to close the portal when we get the slug through it. Also, we need to figure out how to seal off the park uh, or the building uh, for the steam beings to be here. So, Wada, I would need some help with some of this stuff uh, with your knowledge. Okay, well, that's great, Zell. I think that's all, like, really solid info. I guess I would roll Mwada to see if I could come up with a plan to seal off the park, and I guess I'm happy to to, to, uh, to take the, 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 the lightning bug into the portal because if I'm liquid, I would guess I would ask, what are, are there any other consequences? Um but I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to roll to see if I could come up with a plan uh, to accomplish that. Um, 
it sounds like what the, like CC is saying is that uh, using the staff on your your things would give us some kind of bonus, which probably the DM would be able to tell us what that is. Yeah, so I guess I would turn it over to the DM. I, I mean, I'm ready to find out those two things. Uh, okay, this is the DM. Thanks, Wada. Uh, so. For as far as the uh, staff goes, uh, you would have to decide to try that, and then I would tell you the results, which I'll tell you the results just in case, you, and then you could try it. Uh, uh, but you could power all of your things, uh, and it would give you a pretty nice advantage, like basically a bonus and. Uh, double up, uh, but you're not exactly sure how long that will last, obviously. So wait, they'll do double damage and we'll have a bonus? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I mean, not do- double, you know what I mean, like an advantage, yes, yeah. I mean, not a, we'll roll, but uh, yeah. Okay, and then, okay, and then rolling for the, so Wada says, uh, well... Um, the one thing I could think of is that, uh, there is a way for the wizards to, those are powerful wizards out there if they're from the wizards council and they could choose, uh, if there's four of them, uh, to create a four points, like they could go to the four points around this theme park, uh, and pretty much permanently seal it off, uh. Like some things, natural things would be able to cross in and out, but this already has boundaries and stuff. Uh, uh, so it wouldn't be a hundred percent sealed against air and weather and stuff like that. But uh, sentient beings would not be able to like anything sentient, uh, which I think it was my understanding. Even if it's from another world, uh, wouldn't be able to cross in or out uh, permanently. Um. The only thing is the wizards would have to choose to do that because that would be, in order to enact that thing, according to the rules, uh, they would have to, that would be their permanent status forever. Uh, Like, kind of like the other beings that were guarding the building. I don't know if those were volunteers or not, but they would have to volunteer to do do that, uh, to seal the park uh, and give up their existence. I mean... Okay, this is Zell. I don't know. Is there a way we can communicate with them? Wada, can't you do some sort of water talk into the ears? Like, how likely are we to be able to convince them to do that? Uh, um, I don't know. I mean, I can talk to them, yes. Uh, uh, through water, yeah, water ear talk. That's how I communicate with all of you now. I'm pretty sure I could do it at this distance. Um... The thing is that, uh, I don't know if they do it. I mean, they might feel bad. Oh, I'm sorry, CC. did you have something to say? I just had an idea. So there were uh, six wizards. One wizard has already joined with uh, the slug, and another wizard is in the process of that. But the other four wizards have been watching that unfold, and they kind of have a sense of what that would be like, uh, so you could just give them a choice. Uh, they, You could wait, uh, and they could join in with the slug, which they know is not going to be a pleasant 
permanent state of existence too. Where if it's my understanding with this situation, they would actually move on to another stage of existence. This one, they would be locked in one stage of existence, like within the slug, versus they could do something good, protect their magic in the world, and move on to whatever the next stage of wizarding is. Uh, is that correct, Wada? Sounds correct. Okay, this is Zell. Can we just roll for this? Because this kind of feels cursory. Uh, okay, yeah, so you roll with it. And can we go, Can we get to the... I want to get to this dealing with this slug thing. Okay, so you do, the wizards agree to that. Uh, Wada presents that choice. They say, okay, let us know when, and we will do it. But please hurry up. We'd much rather... Like, please hurry. Okay, so this is Zell. We got to come up with a plan now. So we have our blessed weapons. We'll send Wada. Oh, we didn't ask CC about what will happen, how we get Wada back. Uh, so basically, we would. How are we going to get the slug in there? Can we push it or something? How big is the slug? Can we get closer and observe CC? And can you answer the question about Wada? And can we roll to get as close as possible to see what we see? Okay, so you get as close as you can see. The slug is very big, uh, and it's gelatinous. So pushing it is probably out of the option because you're watching. You probably don't want to touch it. It's pretty apparent you, you could get a... You probably want to stay at least a dist- at least a, like a, like a, a axe length away from it. Oh, boy. So how are we going to get this thing in there? How big, like, uh, how big is big? Like, compared to the steam giant, uh, is a slug bigger or smaller? Oh, much smaller than that. Like, it's about the size of two of you, or two and a half of you. Two and a half Lord Von Chills, where the steam genie's about six or seven or eight Lord Von Chills. Okay. Oh, this is Granada of Dormach. I have an idea. What if I sneak out... The steam giant can't see. I could use my lassos, and, you know, I also, like, uh, I do have some uh, animal husbandry skills. What if I ride the steam giant in? Maybe we even use the wrench on the steam giant, or I could try and use it to uh, um, uh, toss the slug in. Okay, this is, uh, I like that idea. I guess we could try. We can try that. I think we should probably, because I can see the DMs making it like there's a time like that. Once that wizard's done, which it seems like that time is passing, and I'm aware of it because I see a timer time moving. Um. So we, I, I mean, it, it does it, but that's reality. We'd be watching it anyway. So. I think we should make our move. Get the wizards to seal off the area. Send Wada and uh, uh, CC into there to get the steam beings out, um, and have Granada see if Granada can sneak out and get that. And then Lord Von Chill, Eleanor, and I will engage the slug at a distance. Or, or, or what does everybody think? Uh, this is Lord Von Chill. I would say yes. Like I, I'm not trying to be a hero, but I think that you. Uh, 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 Eleanor needs to be the most protected with the, the, the staff. Uh, 
Zell, with your bonuses, I think you, your longbow, and I will get close, but I will remain a safe distance away because I'm trying to think this, if this thing is like double or two and a half, that means its hit points are double or two and a half or more. And we probably need to weaken it uh, for, uh, uh, for, 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 you know what I mean? Okay. And yeah, I guess we can, we can accidentally safely assume that our weapons will work because of the blessing of CC, you know, CC's idea. So we would have to roll. Okay. So we'd have to see is CC and Wada successful? Is Granada successful? Are the wizards successful? And can we engage? And we engage. Uh, this is Lord Vunchel. Quick question: what, what about you? Haven't told us what's going to happen to Wada. If the wizard or the wizards are going to seal the park with us in it, though, too, correct? Uh, this is CC. Wada will come. Unfortunately, Wada will have to be a member of our world uh, and see if we can make it. I don't think Wada Wada has kind intentions, so Wada could be another concerned citizen, new citizen in our world. But there's no way for Wada to re-enter your world uh, without it messing up our plans. Okay, what about the rest of us, so DM? You'll also be, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be, you're, it's, the whole theme park will be sealed off. So it's pretty big, but yeah, that'll be your world uh, forever. Okay, but there could be other adventures in the theme park uh, for heroic, but I can't return to my castle and manor. Now that's unfortunate. Uh, Zell, uh, Eleanor, what do you, uh, Granada, what do you think? Granada of Darmike, I'm not happy about this, but I, I have, you know, we have to do what we have to do. This is Eleanor. The three Florences will guide my choice, and it's clear. Yeah, this is Zell. We just got, we got to do it. And, and yeah, I guess we'll have to learn to get along or something. And Wada, how do you feel? Normally, I think we could have a big talk about this, but uh, I'm watching. The wizard's almost uh, done. So, yeah, this is Wada. It's fine. Um, it's been a pleasure working with all of you. Well, I think we have a lot of things to roll for. So I will say goodbye to all of you. Because I'm, you know, it's been a pleasure and I've learned a lot. Okay, that's like it. This is it. That's a little anticlimactic, but just what what we have time for. So, does all that make sense, DM? Can we, I guess, can we roll for all that or what do we have to roll for and what can we do? Okay, so, so Wada communicates with the wizards. That's your check. And the wizards are ready. So you would just have to, when you, so yeah. Uh, Wada and CC go into the port, can go, you want all this to happen. I'll just, I just want to make sure. Wada and CC will go into the portal, release the, the steam spirits. At the same time, Granada's going to be sneaking out. And then you'll engage, release the wizards. The wizards will make their attempt, and then we'll roll for that'll be this will be an encounter, so we'll roll for initiative and go from there. Sounds yeah, yeah, let's do it.
Okay, so uh, uh, CC and Wada don't have to roll. That's just kind of part of the story. So they do go in. You know, there's tear shed, yada, yada, yada. The steam spirits come rushing out. Uh, that's one. So that's one thing that's happening. At the same time, uh, Granada 16. So you do successfully sneak by. This is all going to be part of a round, so I'm also, okay, it just has to be because otherwise it would be too hard to track. So basically the order of action is going to be Zell, LVC, Slug, Eleanor, Granada, and uh, the wizards would go between Zell and Lord Von Chill, uh, but they only have, like, they only have two actions leave, and, the, like, and then... Can can they complete it? But they're like very very high level wizards. So, um, does that sound straight to everybody? Uh, sounds interesting. So yeah, let's do it. Okay, so everything happens at once, other than what's happening in the background with the steam steam spirits. Uh, but that kind of gives you confidence as you see them flowing out and into this hole below the slug. Which you say, wait a second, does that hole go all the way to the tower? And it does, but you don't know that, but whatever. Uh, so you go in, Zell, you're going to, oh, so Zell, just Lord Von Chill went over your actions, but I just want to double check. Uh, and so you're going to be using your bow, LVC is going to be using his axe, and Eleanor, you'll be using your, um, uh, whatever you have, like your dis, your 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 bow. Sounds good. Um. Okay. So, okay. This is what happens. Uh, so Zell goes. You launch. Uh. Uh. Two. You get two actions. Oh, I guess your first action would be to release the wizards, which is successful. Your second action would be bow. Um, which is 11 plus your bonus. So that does 12. That does, I'll be using the numbers just to be clear 12 on the slug. The wizards, after they're released, they do follow through and they leave. Ideally, to go seal, you know, at the four points to create this impenetrable barrier. Penet- permeable, but impenetrable. Lord Von Chill. You get 15 and a 2, so you do, on your first one, you hit uh, and do 15. Well, I've never felt more powerful. Okay, now the slug goes, uh, and the slug has uh, three things. uh, And uh, first it uses, it's like, uh, it it, it is surprised, uh, but it's not surprised into inaction, so it does, it gets a 14, it kind of swings at Lord Von Chill, does 12, and then it shoots like a, a, like a, a slime shot, uh, like just one thing, and that does a 13, oh no, two shots, so what, 10 and a 13, so it hits Eleanor and Zed, it does, or Zell, it does 10 each. Eleanor, you get a 16, so you do 10 on the slug. Granada, you got a 16, so you successfully get out to the steam giant. Um, uh, 
In this round, it takes you one round to reach the steam giant successfully. Oh, and to get on. And so you reach in that role. You may you you have the time to sneak out, jump on it from the thing, just because of the distance and stuff. It's not really that far. So with the bonuses and everything, Zell, you go from forty-seven to thirty-seven. Lord Vanchel, forty-two to thirty. Eleanor, forty-one to thirty-one. And the slug goes from 133 to 96. Whoa, 133 to 96. All right, this is Zell. Let's do it. We're, we're the, let's stay strong and let's do it. And, and, and Eleanor, be ready. Uh, let's let's go. A, action surge and everything, too, okay? Oh, yes, a, a action surge, too. Okay, so Zell, you do... Um, Okay, two miss. You do twelve with your action surge, and your two. So, and then Lord Von Chill. Okay, so you do thirty. So Zell, you get one thing off with one extra thing. Lord Von Chill, you get in two good swipes for thirty. Slug miss takes a swipe at uh, LVC and misses, but manages to squirt. it's kind of like a unpleasant, you know, magical, uh, like, spillage on it. Zell and Eleanor does 10 each on you. Kind of like a lot, like lava, but not like lava. Eleanor, you do 10 more on the slug. Okay, Granada, 11, but you have your dexterity bonus. Okay, so you are controlling the steam giant with your things and trying to lead it in, but it is a bit wild uh, right now, but you're successfully leading it back in, just not perfectly. And so for that round, Zell, you go down to 27, LVC, you stay at 30, Eleanor's down to 21, the slug's down to 44. All right, this is all. Let's just keep at it. Uh, okay. Also, you notice that you feel the power leaving your magical weapons on uh, this round. Okay, this is all. I don't think we should try to recharge them because uh, we we don't have any time to lose now. So, can we just proceed? Yes. Yeah. This Eleanor. Yeah. Okay, so Zell, you nine and sixteen. So you do six on this lug uh, LVC. 11, 16, 8, so you do 8, uh, wow, um, slugs roll, these are just the rolls, I'm, I'm 12, 18, and 18 for the slug, so LVC, you take 12 damage, and Zell and Eleanor, you each take 10 more on the spray, Eleanor, you got a 4, Renata, okay, Granada, you successfully enter the room with the, the uh, um, you, you successfully get all the way back into the room in front of the slug in this round successfully. Okay, great. Uh, what does that even mean? It means you, you get like around, like with your bonus, you're in the 20 plus range. Okay, so Zell, you're down to 17. Lord Venchel, you're down to 18. Eleanor, you're down to 11. And the slug is down to 30. Okay, so I think, like, this is, uh, uh, so should I try to grab it and throw it in? Is that what we're doing now? Is this the, the, this the round to try that? 
I think you could try to pick up the slug. I don't think you could pick it up and throw it in one round because you're McKay, you know, you know what I mean? Okay. Well, I'll try to pick up the slug this round then. And everybody else going to do the same thing. Uh, this is Eleanor. I think I should probably focus on, I mean, if everybody's okay with that, to start to get connected to the portal and try to close it. And hopefully I don't take any hits or, or anything. Yeah, this is uh, Lord Von Chill. I'm gonna. Why don't you move uh, behind me? I'll move back. I'll still try to go after the slug, but uh, yeah, or behind the steam giants. Is that so? Yeah, I think this is a plan. Uh, let's roll it. Okay, Zell, you got 11 and 4, but with your bonus, uh, your natural bonus, you get to do 6 on the slug. Lord Von Chill, 4, four, okay, four okay. So you do 7 on the slug. The slug, 2, 9, and 19, but with bonuses, that means that, but Zell, or Eleanor's behind Lord Von Chill and the Steam Giant. So that means 10 on Lord Von Chill and Zell. Uh, Eleanor, you got a 19, so you're very focused and ready to close the portal, and you feel connected to it. Uh, Granada, you got a 16, so yeah, you successfully pick up the slug with, the, like, uh, yeah, like you're like a wild bronco or something, but you're controlling the steam giant, uh, with its things and your, uh, your mind, I think too, but, uh, cause of the wrench, which we didn't talk about, but that would take too long anyway, but you successfully pick up the slug. Okay. Uh, anything else happening? You get, you definitely notice the force, uh, the, the steam jet beings are like helping you almost. It feels like, and they've pushed other things are flying back into the portal. You see Wada in the portal uh, reaching out with some sort of water magic, too, or getting ready for something. Um, and you also sense that the wizards have been successful. You feel some sort of confidence or pulsating. Okay, uh, Zell, I think we should go for it. Let's try to throw that thing through the portal and close it up, uh, right? Yes, uh, uh, Lord Von Chill. Yeah, Eleanor. Yes, yeah, that's the plan. Okay, so you, you, so Zell, okay, so pretty much the same thing. So Zell, 17, uh, 7, so 7 more, Lord Von Chill. Okay, 8. Uh, oh boy, so the slug, as you're trying to throw it or lifting it above your head, it has this other thing it can do which is like pulsate out its whole body and like this kind of splash. And it does that on Granada to try to hopefully get Granada to like to fail. It does 17 on Granada, but uh, you still hold that light. Well, we'll see when you roll. Okay. This round you unsuccessfully, you aren't successful on throwing it. You still maintain holding it, but you aren't successful on throwing it. Okay, and we're all close. Uh, what, what are our numbers here? Uh, oh, you know what? Yeah, uh, so, like, uh, 
the slug is down. Like, I, I think you should keep going. Okay, let's just keep going. Okay, Zell. Uh, definitely, Zell, like, so Lord Vanchel can't reach. Zell, you hit the, 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 the slug once. Uh, so, so like still does another, um, round on, uh, Granada, but at the same time it's doing that Granada, you successfully throw it in. Eleanor's focused on the thing. So Granada, you do successfully throw the slug into the, um, portal, but it also is spraying you as that's happening. Because, and this isn't cheating either. It's like, this would make sense, uh, like that, the, like uh, the order of action here. Also, I messed up on the earlier roll for Granada. So, kind of already had, but anyway, so you take 32 of damage, uh, and, but you also successfully throw the slug, which, you, because what really happened, I just get my notes were a little confusing. Sorry, everybody, but, uh, as you threw this successfully through the slug and it sprayed Granada of Darmok, uh, and the slug is thrown in and Wada like catches it and, and the thing and they pull it in. Uh, and then Eleanor, uh, you're focused. And, and as soon as the slug goes in and you see it, uh, and you see, you make eye contact with Wada and CC, the slug does, uh, even more spray out, uh, but you all fire back in. So there's this other round of ba- battle. And, uh, so the portal's closing, uh, Zell and Lord Von Chill, you, you're still firing at the thing. Lord Von Chill, I think you would have switched to things, uh, and Granada is, uh, again, takes d- damage from the slug, so it's pulled into the portal, and I don't, I don't know, like, it's hard to say, because then the portal closes, it's sucked into the uh, gem on, uh, in, in Eleanor's hand, uh, and so it's gone, it's sucked into the gem, and Granada lays there um, and calls Lord Von Chill over, and they have a moment, I think, here. Wait, Lord Von Chill, does this mean Granada's, uh, like, uh, oh, there's nothing to do because we've used up every, uh, oh, no. And Granada, it looks like it's time for you. Do you have any last things you want to say? Yes, yeah, this is, I want to call out to Darmok, uh, Jalada Tanagra, uh, Shaka when the walls fell. Uh, I, I think I say Temba, or, oh, did the walls fall, Granada? Thank you for your service. Uh, this is always hard with these end of adventure. Like, uh, uh, Granada was great. Uh, couldn't have asked for a better sidekick. I wouldn't have ever considered him a sidekick. And, uh, Zell, you, you, you want to take it? You're our leader. Um, as our leader, uh, I think maybe we could just uh, have a, a so... Uh, I think we're now tasked with, we, 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 you know, we want to take a moment to thank, uh, Granada and Wada, but we, we did our job. I think the portal's sealed and we're sealed here. 
our next task would be to protect the portal because we didn't ask uh, if it could ever be reopened. But I think we have to safely assume that our purpose would be to hide the portal and keep it protected. And we know there's other beings in the spark, and now there's the steam beings. I don't know if we could live with them or leave them to be. Um, so I guess we could have more adventures, but we, we could probably rest and maybe we just have a short recap session or something with the DM. Um, but I'm proud of all of you. I'm proud to be your leader. And that, I mean, it is hard. These adventures do tend to be anticlimactic, uh, and that's a good thing. We did it. We did what we, we was on us and we acted was creative solutions with Granada and and all of us. Uh, and while we had some help, we didn't need any outside help to actually complete what we set out to do. And, we, you know, we did a sacrifice some things, so I'm proud of all of us. Uh, so, yeah, let's if we could do a debrief uh, next week. Is a shorter debrief next week? Does that sound good, everybody? Yeah, this is good. This is great. Thanks, everybody. I, yeah, I guess, yeah, this is the maybe that's the best way to do it because otherwise it's like, huh, that was it. Uh, so, yeah, let's take a break and then we'll catch up. I'll see everybody next week then. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Thanks, self. Thanks. Okay. Good night, everybody. All right, everybody. This is Scoots here and, uh, it, uh, this is a, our, normally our look back episode where we're looking back at the series we did, Journey into the Land of Tomorrow. And it's kind of where I kind of unpack stuff and look at it. I think this is going to be a two part episode. So I'm going to talk for a little while and then I'm actually going to try to turn it over to the DM and the players so they could look at the game. I thought about doing it as a one, but then I said, well, they might not want to know that they're fictional characters in a fictional game playing something fictional in a world that's fictional. So that might be, you know, I, I got I to I gotta think of their good night's sleeps as well. So let's see, where does it all start? So Journey into Land of Tomorrow, for those of you that are like, if you're listening now, I'm here to keep you company and put you to sleep. But if you're saying, well, I want to listen a little bit uh, as I drift off, but I didn't listen to any of that series or I didn't hear it. I listened. I, ne- I neither listened nor heard, Scoots. Uh, your voice was present in the same room as me, though. And I say, fair enough, that's my job. But, but yeah, let me give you an overview of the concept. uh as it kind of came to me, and it, the concept, and as it kind of came to me, it kind of ended up developing in the way I wanted it to. I mean, not without a lot of unforeseen things. And I think I already talked about this a little bit somewhere. But so, right now it's 20, March 2021 when I'm recording this. And I, I started recording this series in 2020 at some point. I have no idea when, maybe late summer or something, but uh, or fall, I don't know. But so, the idea was, well, the initial idea or curiosity, it, it, it was interconnected. The, all the ideas were, I don't know which idea came first, but at some point I was DMing a, a ga- game with family members. And I was like, huh, could this be an episode, like uh, just one episode or something of people playing D&D? 
And then I said, no, it doesn't have to quite, like, I think I even recorded a little bit of one of our games. And I said, no, nah, that doesn't really work. Uh, doesn't have enough, uh, like it would be more of a parody and, and that's, or like, it just didn't have enough. I don't know there to say, okay, that's it. That's a gets, gets greenlit by scoots. But I said, Hey kid, I like your idea. So keep them coming. And they said, well, what if I was fictional? And I said, well, tell me more. And this part of me pitched me. It said, okay, so you have a, a fictional group of friends playing a board game. And I said, I like, again, I like the idea, but I'm not quite, there's not quite enough layers there for Like, I can't see, I can't see it yet. You, you come back to me with more. And I'm not sure which idea came back. Part of, this is when I'm on my walks or taking a shower, you know, or sitting around when I'm trying to do something else or go to sleep. These ideas come up. Uh, and I'm not sure which of these two came up first, but it came up with two more ideas. Uh, it said, well, what if they're not playing in our world? Or I guess maybe more than two ideas. And I said, okay, like that idea. What if they're playing in a former Walt Disney world after... And it said the same theme park, like that the girl from a theme park series is set in, but at a different time, not her t- not the same time she's there. Because you said you really liked that uh, series, but it, and I said, whoa, 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 hold the phone there. I like what you're saying. So this would be a D&D game that doesn't exist in our world at all. Any of the layers of fiction, except for the fifth edition rules. And that part of me said, yeah, so basically they'll be in a different time. They'll be in the same world as the girl. They'll be in a non-fictional world to them of the, the same non-fictional world. The girl in the theme park, uh, the girl who was raised by a theme park or may have raised a theme park series took place. This was a series you did three or four years ago. Maybe I have no idea. And it never had a title, so it's kind of hard. I think the all-night versions are on the $10 and $20 patron feed. I'm not sure. You know, I'll try to put some of this in the notes or something. I'm not uh, I'm not my own historian. Uh, my, my memories are history. It's not even meant to be a pun. That's just a fact. Uh, but it's also put it on a pillow. So I wonder if your synapses would say, say, yeah, your memories are history because we already passed them on. And then it took four microseconds, like they're four microseconds old by the time they get to your brain, your thinking, your consciousness. And then they're another point and do two micron seconds uh, old before they get to your mouth. Most, most people's mouths, by the time they get out of your mouth, scoots, it's a whole second has elapsed. And I say, okay, that's a great, uh, great to know. So anyway, back to this pitch. So. Okay, so these players exist in the same universe, real universe, as the girl in a theme park. Yes, but afterwards, after everything that happened, they exist in her future. Okay, because she does something important probably in their world. Yeah, so they actually have a belief system based on her. Okay, I like that. Uh so does the game take place, like, so how do we, how do they play, a, like, a role-playing game, though? Oh, the role-playing game takes place in the past, in their mythological past. In their mythological past. Okay, what do you, tell me more. 
So before she became the girl in the theme park, you know, there was a world that was ripe for change that had already changed. You know, it become it was like our world and then it became like their world. Okay, so let me back this up a little bit further. So if this was our timeline, we would be in the before time. No, like you said in the early episode, you're in the before before time. Then this game takes place in the before time. So after your time, which is after after our time, but before her before her time, which was before their time, which is the after time. Okay, so could we break that into like uh, letters? Uh, so they're they're playing in. So the time they were playing in, let's say it's like like fourteen. It's been thousands of years. Scoot sets probably beyond your understanding. Okay, but the ga- the time they're playing it would be the uh, CT current time, right? So they're playing in fourteen CT. We'll just say, sure, but it's not fourteen because that would be okay. I get that, but uh, so fourteen CT. Then the girl in the theme park, she existed up until probably like Z- zero CT or something. Scoots, you're projecting your own belief system onto this belief system. You're right. You're right. You caught me there. Maybe the, okay. So basically they're playing the game in the future of a future of a future. Yeah. This is sleepy stuff, Scoots. It is. And in their past is the girl in the theme park. Her, her, her present is in their past, but before she, before it was their, her present, it was the past, uh, so there's a time before her. So they're playing a game set in an abandoned theme park before she arrived. Right. Surrounding mythological events that may have led to her existence or to the events around her existence. Okay. So that makes sense uh, a little bit. I mean, normally games are even more for... It'd be interesting because we really don't... I'm sure there are more like... Uh, yeah, so that is interesting to me. But I guess if you have a like a formal like a theme park that's been abandoned, I mean that's ripe for playing a role playing game in, especially if it becomes uh, okay. So I like that idea. Let's make it into a series then. Okay. So how do you how do you propose narrowing the world? Should we just brainstorm and so this is what happened? We brainstormed. And at the same time, my daughter, like somewhere around this time, so this would have been 2020, early, mid-2020, in my, in our time that I'm talking to you, but in your past, I guess, and somewhat of my past, my daughter and I took like a Khan Academy course or something like about Imagineering, and I came up with, the, like we were supposed to come up with a new theme park, and I said, well, I'd rather redo Tomorrowland and Disney World. And that was also an influence to make this series because you said, oh, well, there's a contained part of Disney World's too big to do this in. Just like the Sword Coast is part of for the Forgotten Realms, you say, okay, which part of you, okay, and then narrow it down even more to like, uh, so he said, okay, we'll just set it just in Tomorrowland. And then it was cool because we got to, like, try to find some blueprints and, and reimagine. And I mean, of course, this is fictional, so it's not, uh, don't hold me to it. And then I was kind of basing some of the d- DMing I did in real adventures and then researching and reading a lot of adventures to say, okay, how did they do that in that adventure? 
And then it was kind of letting go of some of the rules, but also using the rules and then also using the inter- The nice thing was uh, with this great idea that uh, came to me from somebody, some forgotten part of me, was that it offered a lot of layers. Uh, because, okay, so we had this world-building possibility of the theme park, uh, which was part of the adventure module. Then you have whatever the crisis and uh, challenges are. And you say, okay, so it has some mystical element because we know from a girl with a theme park and we'll put some sort of time time thing on it. And they have a very clear end objective, but they have to reach, you know, they have things, there's a little Indiana Jones in there with having to get the pieces to complete their objective. So that was cool. So there was those things. Um, and then... There was like, okay, who are the characters? And then, so there's characters, and then they're doing playing role-playing. They're playing roles. So before this series started, I said, okay, here's the characters. And, uh, but then I got to place the characters in this constraint where it's like, no, they're not just the characters. They're the characters playing the roles of their characters. And then also, just as I was brainstorming, I don't know how this came up, but the idea of kind of starting it... uh because I don't know, this is one thing I learned from being a D- DM only briefly, and then like trying to look at stuff is like uh, sometimes the start of it was better to start uh, in the action because like the beginning of the game, like uh, it's just there's a lot of like to dos and like information gathering and interviews. It, it, like it feels like a lot. Of, like you see, how much this D and D game or even. Uh, Skyrim. I say, how many interviews do I got to con- Like, what am I running an interview podcast here or on an adventure? Like those games. What are those called? Like the like video role playing games. I end up like spending whether it's uh, the three ones I played within the last five years have been uh, the cowboy one, the cowboy part one, and the cowboy part two. Never finished. I don't think I finished part two because it left the game pass. Uh, then Skyrim, maybe, oh, uh, one or two others. Um, Spaceable, whatever that recent one was in the last two years as popular. And then the outing of the, when the sky, like Skyfall fallen out. Uh, but I always end up just walking around the countryside uh because he said, well, I'd, if I go to a town, I got to do all these interviews and go open doors. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so they said, okay, let's start it. And I said, that'll make sense. Because as I tried to, feel, like, one thing I learned the very hard way, way, way back, and I retested out the theory, is that uh, you have to have a limited number. It's not a matter of, like, character voices or characters, it's like stakeholders. Uh, like, because when I did Superdoll, that was our largest cast. Uh, and because it was superheroes, they kind of all had an equal stake. They were all stakeholders in each episode that they were all in. And I found that to be too many stakeholders. Like, so I said, okay, how can we keep this uh, with a limited, like a manageable amount of stakeholders, like characters or active characters or whatever you want to call it? Because if you have too many active characters, it just does, it, it's not doesn't go it just becomes too much uh, to handle especially like for a sleep podcast 
uh, so then I said, okay, probably four is probably the best, uh, like number. And I can remember, yeah, I can remember like in October, I think we were already recording these or September, like being like, okay, uh, this works because then I said, okay, well, one character could have a sidekick, uh, then maybe the DM has to play one of the characters. It's not a hundred percent clear if it's because it, well, then we start to think about the types of characters and the people playing them. And then it also was like the mechanism of d- d- the game role-playing game is like, okay, the cool thing is that they, if you have the right, like we got the right balance of stakeholders to have like a personal conflict or interpersonal conflict, uh, and when I say that, it sounds like sometimes it could fall in the ears the wrong way. It just means that not everything is in consensus or 100% agreement all the time. And, like, obviously, I always know consensus building is not easy. Uh, and so, and that's, like, kind of, at least from my brief time, it's like, unless you have a real dominant person, like in a game, which we didn't have, uh, the players, it's more, it's better if everybody's a stakeholder and you build consensus when you can. But at the same time, every round is going to have a different level of where the people are at when they get to sit down to play the game. So I said, okay, those offer a lot of opportunities for meanders, for, for like going and like taking, like for zooming in and zooming back out. Uh, for speeches, I mean, you want to talk about consensus building is great for a sleep podcast. You say, well, I'd like to, I'd like you to hear my point of view now. And you say, okay. And that could always, you can always kind of like dial those in and out. You say, well, this one they're going to agree on. Seems pretty obvious. This one, I don't know if they're, and then you say, okay. And then how are the real people playing the game influencing, right? Like, uh, like sometimes you're not going to want to build consensus because you're, you or the DM might say, well, uh, I'm going to make like, you know, we're human beings or, or this idea is like, uh, it's not making it realistic. It's making it relatable. So I don't know. Those all offered opportunities. And then it was like, uh, like managing the, the, the different parts of the adventure, which was fun from like a world building perspective, a writing perspective of like taking what was there. Oh, and I guess I could close out with like just imagining. So I did try to imagine what would, how would they redo Tomorrowland and Disney World realistically if they were really going to redo it uh, in this current, like in, in you know, in the, the, what do we call this, 2020s or whatever? Because you'd say, okay. Like a lot of times the reboots have been all or nothing, right? They said, okay, we're going to do this vision of the future or this vision of the vision of the future. So my idea was this is all like it's a celebration. Like it was like a role-playing world. I don't know if this came across because I didn't have a a total number of amount of time. But like the idea would be that it's a Tomorrowland that's a role-playing place. So the Tomorrowland is people playing a role like, 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 um, let's see if I can explain it. Like the idea is that that area of the park becomes a place to celebrate different visions of tomorrow. And maybe it's in the future too, like wink, wink, like, uh, and so there's like streetmosphere players, like playing people, like playing a role celebrating or, or are they like that part of it could become more gray. Like you say, 
okay, these are the people that love the Victorian steampunk future, and they have a pavilion dedicated to it, and they're even, like, trying to get you to come or get you to eat their snacks, have the steam-driven corn or whatever. And then, the, like, there's a corporate dystopia, there's the anti-dystopia, you know, like, uh, and that it would be, like, each attraction. And then the Progress Tower was like, oh, this is kind of the Disney-esque uh, ultra-modern version of the future. Space Mountain would be kind of rethemed to a funky, fun future. I didn't get to the other side of the park because it definitely, they're making that Tron ride and then the Autotopia, you'd have to redo those somehow but i also thought about it like uh, this one they would use the characters from carousel progress would be part of the queue for these different things and that would have been the new big thing they would build it's like a hotel with three attractions built into it so you'd finally get a hotel in the theme park super expensive probably but you know that's how they build that stuff anyway and I thought that would just be interesting also that it's like, oh, they never got this. Re- this was a reboot of the Tomorrowland that, that the future passed by. They didn't even finish re- re-theming it uh, before times changed and theme parks were no longer a thing. So, yeah, I think that's it for me. I'm going to turn it over to the game players and see like uh, what their thoughts are and stuff. Uh, but, yeah, appreciate you uh, listening to the season so far. Thanks. All right, everybody, come on. Let's uh, sit down because I have this scheduled. Uh, I have our time scheduled a little differently this week. Uh, so to do a debrief, and I just wanted to say up front, I really appreciate everybody's uh, involvement with this game, your patience with me. This is my first time DMing. Your enthusiasm really came through in a way that felt authentic to me, but maybe, you know, I, w- I want to do a debrief uh, to just talk about how it went for everybody and uh, hopefully we could play and, you know, do another campaign one day soon. But I really enjoyed it. Um, I really feel like my connection uh, to her is stronger now. And thinking about, I don't know, I really have been doing a lot of thinking. I know interpersonally this game, like, offered us a lot of chances for development, or at least I did, because I felt challenged at times. And there were times I had to go and I said, talk to some people outside of the game and say, hey, what do you think I should do about this? And they said, well, isn't the game supposed to be fun? Did you forget you're supposed to have fun and the players are supposed to? And I said, oh, yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. And all the... All the prep and stuff. Uh, so I just wanted to take a few minutes, and then you know we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll uh, we won't go our separate ways. I hope I hope we're going to go do something right. Uh, so that should be fun. So thanks everybody. Uh, and yeah, I don't know if anybody wants to take. Go ahead. Uh, should we stay in roles, or how do you feel? Uh, this is Eleanor. I'm happy to stay as Eleanor. So I kind of like uh, processing where we're at because I think as characters we we could have the interpersonal thing you know in our uh, where, where we go out private you know where we go out together as a group and this could be the debrief for the game and the play the characters maybe you know I'm sitting here uh, and I've been thinking about uh, Wada and Darmok and 
you know, especially with my newfound, I, I appreciate what you said because my newfound connection to the three Florences and hearing and then starting to study so, some of the uh, Dharma, what would uh, like a uh, granada of Dharma, I believed, is uh, I, I feel like I have a new level because the three Florences are not intimidated by the idea of my belief system expanding. And so, yeah, I mean, I would say that Shaka, when the walls fell, uh, and, uh, you know, I think about Tanagra now, but, uh, so that's one thing is thinking about how well that, how that, and then Wada being in another magical realm and already having a friend, at least, with the, with the CC and the steam beings. You know, as a player, I'm comfortable with uh, what happened with the wizards. That had a, they seemed to have been too tempted by the access to a magical realm to another world. Uh, that, uh, you know, they stepped too far, clearly, uh, you know, out of their lane and... Uh, I believe that they were up to something and they were going to try to take the staff from us and use it to try to control the portal, which would have failed. I think now with the remaining members of our party, we have to decide, like at least even in the interim, uh, like w- I, I've, I've thought about it and I'm happy to discuss it with Zell and Lord Von Schill is... Uh, is like uh, where we're going to store. I think we should put the gem somewhere, and I have an opinion about it. Maybe we discussed it last week. In that then we should dedicate ourselves to exploring as adventurers uh, in the idea of de- keeping the, the, the gem safe. We don't know if it, the, the portal could ever be broken out of the, the gem, but I think that, that that's what I see our role as, exploring, learning to live together or separately, because we really haven't figured that out. Uh, and we had these discussions, Lord Von Schill, you know, really impacted me of saying, well, what if we put aside our notions of what relationships should be or even what we feel inside and say, well, like... Uh, like, what does that mean, that expanded idea? Especially now that it is the three of us, uh, like, what is it? what would the three of us look like in, in a comfortable way in this world? I mean, just in this world, like, where, where would we, would we keep moving? Would we camp? Would we establish our own home homesteads? I think we should probably each establish our own private area for retreat and rest at times. Uh, but those are my thoughts. Oh, as far as, uh, you know, with those thoughts being, if this adventure was only a pastime, like years from now when I look back at this adventure with the perspective of uh, my entire lifetime, I would say this was a very enjoyable adventure that uh, I was surprised at every turn because uh, this was something I just hadn't, the adventure hadn't been on before. It was, uh, air, we got to go in those uh, happy, ha- handy halls. We, you know, I reestate, I lost my link to the Florences. I never knew that could even, ha- I mean, I knew I could have some distance from them. 
but I was able to reconnect with the three Florences and, you know, get my, my connection to their, you know, spiritual power back. And, you know, I'm interested to see what the rest of this theme park uh, is like. And it, that my understanding is it's very large, like the size of a large city as far as the land goes. So I guess those are my thoughts. Uh, Lord Von Chill, you seem to be uh, looking and thinking, too. Uh, yes, thank you, uh, Eleanor. You know, I am, I'm still quiet and subdued because, uh, you know, I've long, you know, I, I'm still coming to terms with this is where we'll be. And I think, you know, and I've learned a lot from, from, from Zell and Eleanor and even Wada and Granada of Darmok and the forces that drove this adventure have taught me many things. And it is this idea of what I wanted and what, how I thought, you know, as Lord Von Chill, my manor, my estate, uh, all the more things I could achieve in my lifetime, my legacy, my family's legacy, all those things are now not an option, seemingly. And will anyone know that, the, the, and I guess it's not important to me, that, that actually is soothing. I say, will anyone know, you know, what we did, what we did here? Uh, probably, maybe not, and maybe that's okay. And is this, an, I, I've been set out on an, un, what could be more adventuring than an unexpected adventure? So in some sense, I'm, I'm thrilled, but, and, you know, I'm also not thrilled, you know, at the same time. So, you know, I need to come to terms with that. Losing, of course, uh, Granada of Darmok, uh, not a sidekick to me, uh, like much more deeper than that. And, and um, you know, like I lost part of myself, which I guess, and then I say, well, this is, so this is a new beginning for me. And many, many way, way more ways than one, I'm, I'm wondering what it'll be like. I feel like a child again. And I say, well, maybe I could be grateful for that opportunity. And then think about WADA and CC and every, like, it, was any of that real? I also have this ominous feeling, you know, when we looked out at that tower, technically, I guess that tower is outside, not just of the, the, this, this immediate theme park within a theme park complex, it may be outside, like, is that sealed off or not? Uh, and I know we've speculated about it, and we're not sure. And when we look out on the horizon, that maybe there's even another tower further in the distance, uh, so I'd like to adventure there, and, and I'd like to check out the uh, the boundaries of our territory. Maybe we could do that first, maybe not. I don't know if we could talk about that, uh, or maybe have a time of, you know, solitude and and retreat, as you pointed out in some sense, uh, Eleanor. Uh, so those are my immediate thoughts. I'm proud to be... Uh, associated with uh, the two of you and, and our other companions. And, yeah, looking back, I've never been on an adventure, you know, like I've never been on an adventure like this. You know, Eleanor, you weren't there for the first part uh, where the adventure already became un unexpected. 
You know, we went to the town outside of the theme park, the last remnants of, uh, you know, like, like, you know, where we could get supplies and gather information. And you weren't here for that. Uh, And then our journey into the park, it was another week. And those were where we started to lose. We lost some players there or adventurers. Uh, And I think part of it was uh, this was a new experience for the person behind the scenes, the the wizard of, 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 uh, behind the scenes with this adventure. Some people just weren't willing to let somebody grow. But I mean, I think it was also maybe he said, well, if you're not here to have fun, then maybe you shouldn't be here. Uh, If you're not here for an adventure, what are you here for? And so then you joined our party, Eleanor, and I'm very grateful for that. Uh, And, you know, we haven't had too many direct challenges, but some indirect ones. And, you know, I'm still trying to come come to an understanding of what it means to be a Florentian nurse and uh, live under the three Florences. Some of it sounds very intriguing to me. So I hope to learn more over time. And I guess they look back at our adventure. We say, okay, so we started out uh, when Eleanor joined us. And the venture felt small, you know. Uh, we were just checking out that one building. And we talked to that robot thingamajig, the, the, the curry bot. And then we had to get rid of those plush gators. And then we had to deal with Skippy and... The you know that other animatronic, that big animatronic, and that wasn't you know we we really grew grew our skills, and then we went into the steam. We got some rest with the steam genie, and they saw the steam giant would become uh, would come back in our adventure. We never saw the steam genie again, or did we? Did we? Did we find any parts of the steam genie? I can't remember, uh, but. Uh, is that was quite an adventure as well, uh, uh, and then heading into the, what was it Buzz Tomorrow and the Emperor and the little, little green people and, uh, and and we're going through that and then, and then that was when we started to have some. Uh, it was like the part part way in were we fully in the adventure because you know you lost your power. Zell lost her trust in Wada, understandably, Zell, you know. And then we uh, we got through that one, and we went into But th- there was some close ones in there, right? Because you couldn't even heal us. Uh, we're in the handy halls. Maybe we could, is there, I wonder if there's more handy halls we could check out. Uh, but I don't want us to get distracted. But it does cool. We danced with those... Uh, animatronic we we did we met a lot of great animatronics then we left it there and it was, that's when the steam giant was in a new place or i don't can't remember then we snuck around and then we met that family the carousel of tomorrow family and some of them worked with us and some of them did not and we went up to progress tower that was another, uh, not a, like, uh, it wasn't even our main adventure, but we had to deal with that. That was another wizard up to troublemaking for us. I wonder if that wizard was associated with the other wizards or not. Uh, and 
then because of WADA. That was the first time in any adventure I'd ever been transported, like like where we all fell asleep and then we got moved. And I said, well, they, they should do that more often. And so I liked, I really liked that because that was surprising. And it was, it was a little bit different having the DM play a character that was nearly a main character. But I think, wow, was Wada fully fleshed out? Mostly, I mean, it was good that Wada was quiet. Uh, but pow, but I felt, I could feel, I could feel the looks on Wada's face a lot of times, especially when Wada was focusing on magic. So... Yeah, there's those things. Then we got out of progress tower. Then we were trying to figure out the steam giant. Then now this is the one that kind of sticks with me. And then says, uh, "This is going to be quite the adventure because those beings we dealt with and the the veteran and and those other beings. Uh, that was a challenge, a pretty big challenge, right? And and we had to get through that." But they were saying they were part of another group, uh, and they were supposed to go, and they had those flares uh, that we still have with us somewhere. So I have a feeling that, uh, you know, resting easy will not be, you know, that we should be aware. But, not, you know, not, this is a large park, and I think we have uh, some advantages I agree that I guess we should come up with a general plan for rest for now. You know, what's next, but our current what's next is to yeah figure out how are we going to best protect that gem and uh, what wh- what shall we do for that? And then, you know, how shall we live? We'll, we'll be discovering every each day at a time. Uh, but overall, I I can't. And then, oh yeah, and then we met those. Dan- I would like to. I wish I would have seen that attraction with the dancing goof, uh, teaching you know peace through dance. And I guess I'm ready for a new start. And like I said, maybe things don't go the way I want them to or expect them to. But maybe that's part of my adventure is saying, well, can you be okay with that? But I'd also ask that if I'm taking risks, uh, that other people take a risk to say, well, let's just see what's, uh, you know, let's find our comfort zone, but let's uh, find the edges of our comfort zone too, you know, as we relate to one another. So that's, I guess that's all I have to, I mean, I mean wow, what, a, what a time. I'm, I'm so happy, uh. Uh, but Zell, what do you have to say about things? You've been our leader, and you know not a you know not a leader by uh, attitude, but a leader in uh, you led by leading. We probably already said that. Go ahead, Zell. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I think I can't say much more. I have to be honest, like. Uh, like uh, maybe I don't have the space right now for Wada and Granada because of I think what you you both have pointed out is what are we going to do? and I have an idea so I'll, I guess I'll run my plan by both of you because I think yeah separating the staff uh, uh, back into two pieces and then taking the gem should be our primary purpose. 
but I think we already have the conditions for that. Uh, we have the, the um, whatever it was called, the Space Mountain Dance-Off or whatever. And, you know, up on top there are those um, poles that already had lights for flying things. I was thinking we could put the gem. I'm pretty sure we could put the gem inside of one of those lights up on the top. And I say that for a few reasons. I think that building is already already still, and I think we could probably talk to the guardians of that building that will be there. We could see if we could get that wizard back because that wizard left, uh, but where did that wizard go? So that's one thing. And if the wizard's sworn to protect magic at all costs and the spectators... And the other floaty floats. Uh, and then, you know, maybe we'll have to learn some of Granada's skills to, to reinforce some things. And if we could teach that wizard to use the flares or set some kind of thing up with the flares or something like that, then wherever we are, like if something somehow new, like there's not really a chance of that, but if something new that the gem was there then we would know that they're going there and we could get back. Uh, but it'd be really hard to get to and really unlikely to say, well, let me go on this. I mean, I can see someone saying, let's go on top of that mountain. So we'd have to go, like, uh, but as opposed to hiding it somewhere else, uh, that's somewhere, uh, hiding it in plain sight, but hiding it somewhere where we could most of the time know like, maybe there's even something we could do that it's like, oh, we noticed something changed up there. Even if it's flags or something flying that someone would probably disturb if they were disturbing things. We don't want to call attention to it, though, either. But that's what I would think, is that uh, if it was up there in a fairly protected building anyway, that we could reinforce... Uh, and keep people out of, I mean, the steam giant's still functioning too. So the steam giant could, we can probably repair the steam giant maybe. And yeah, then that's kind of part of our mission. So that's one thing. And then I agree. I think, I guess I agree with Lord Von Chill that, uh, and Eleanor, maybe we take some time you know, we rest, we we have separate areas of rest and retreat. We can work in shifts and t together, but we also have a together space inside of uh, Disco Space Mountain or whatever it was called. And, you know, as we're working, uh, you know, we're, we're also taking time to re recover from this, you know, quite, quite, a, uh, quite an intense adventure we were on. And we're trying to figure out our relationship between the three of us, which will take some figuring out. Uh, like, uh, you know, how do we keep this adventure? Will we encounter anyone else that adventures with us? But I think resting and then exploring the boundaries is probably a good idea because then we kind of know what we're dealing with. That could take quite some time. So we'll have to come up, but then we could start, you know, we could find as much map material that exists and use that and, and uh, really do some mapping. So I think that would be important. I mean, the other big question is, and this is why I'm, I'm trying to stay open-minded, is, okay, we do have that other party, 
or and there may be other other parties or other wizards here. So we should keep that in mind. But also this, like the 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 effects of the portal that we've already witnessed. Like how much of that was portal open specific versus how much of it leaked into the park and became part of the park. Also, I'm having experience of. Uh, the steam spirits, being, even though we can't see them. I don't know if anybody else is having this experience, or maybe I'm the only one feeling it, of, like, that they are, like, uh, childlike. Uh, and that maybe the protectiveness of the portal for the two of you is, like, uh, infantile is the wrong word. Childlike is not, doesn't quite answer it either. Yes, yeah, this is Eleanor. I'm having the same experience. I just couldn't put it to words. I, th- I was feeling it. Uh, Lord Von Chill, I know what you mean. I guess I was feeling protective like that, like stepping in front of someone and saying, whoa, you know, stand behind me because I could be in the way. So maybe that's another part of our adventure, our mission is, uh, but it was also something we need to learn more about. Yeah, I think it's something we could learn more about. Maybe we could find a way to communicate. I don't know, can we or not? Uh, I'm asking that out loud in case the steam beings wanted to answer us, or the, like, but they haven't. Uh, I mean, overall, I'm really impressed because, uh, in my opinion, the adventure has allowed us to become us uh, as a party and as individual adventurers. And when I look at the progression of our characters, while we could have progressed more, or but the challenges created challenges within our party, which I think is, uh, like, uh, really impressive. And when you think about our all our individual backstories, um... I think we've all, I mean, Lord Von Chill, and I mean, holy moly, your entire backstory. But even mine of like, uh, you know, I, you know, I had goals as a, as a person, uh, to, 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 to take what I had earned adventuring and open, you know, I had these, uh, hopes and dreams too. You know, and I mean, and more vague ones of just adventuring and, you know, bring, you know, bringing justice and uh, equality and dignity and respect to communities. But uh, so it's like, OK, well, maybe some of those broader values could take place here. But to have an adventure that uh, and then Eleanor, I feel like we're still getting to know you. And then, yeah, like Granada's influence on all of us and Wada's influence. Uh, I, I think it was a good adventure. And then, uh, yeah, I think, I, I mean, I, there was times I didn't have fun, but maybe that was also, uh, or, or times I was impatient and thinking, you know, thinking. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, like I said, we'll have to explore how we're all going to get through this Uh but, uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to our next adventure, but also our adventure as a group. And that just doesn't include a group of three. Like, it includes a group of four friends, uh, whatever the other in, 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 interpersonal relationships might be. A group of four friends that have gotten 
to uh, have just started out on the journey of friendship together and started to see one another in a way that says, hey, wow, you really put a lot of work into this adventure. Wow, you really you gave up a lot. And maybe it was uh, part of the story and you didn't have a choice, but you did have a choice. Uh, so I don't know. I'm I'm happy and I'm happy to be with all of you and happy to hang out. Now we're going to go out dancing. Like, uh, to, like I can't believe the DM, some breaking character, I guess. But I think I love the idea that we're going to go out dancing together. So this place is like uh, 70, it has each 30 minutes it changes kind of themes. So we will be like dancing goof. Uh, and I can't wait to, like, did everybody bring something to change it? Great. So we'll change into stuff. And we'll have, like, peace and depth of our relationships through dance. So I'm really excited. I'm really appreciative. Maybe we could all lie down, though, and just close our eyes and rest before we go out dancing. And just get comfortable and say, okay. And embracing one another in the spirit of friendship and kindness, uh, love and dignity and respect. Uh, and say, you know, Temba and, and Shaka when the walls fell, uh, Jalad and, and everything that I can't quite remember. Uh, yeah, let's rest. <laughs>